Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. This week's Sunday session is brought to you by homebrewing source of awesomeness online. More beer at morebeer.com. I poured it in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. It's fine. Damn it, man. Oh, my God. Oh, uh-oh. From the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. I woke up with that song in my head, and I can't get out of it. I don't know why. I haven't heard that song in years. What is it? I've never heard it. Four hungry children and a crop in the field. I've had some bad times. You know, Tasty. Lived through (laughs) some sad times. I know the words. I just can't sing. This uh, time I thought it won't heal. Who is it? Neil Diamond? Kenny Rogers. No. Lucille. You sure you didn't listen to that last night? I don't think so. I was drinking last night, but I don't think so. Am I the only one in here that knows that song? I've never heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard it. Sure. Kenny Rogers, guys. He did the put the no end to hold him, fold him song too. Yeah, or something like he's that. the guy. Right. Well, I know who it is. He's the guy. He looks like tasty but attractive. Yeah, <laughs> and rich. And rich. Tasty <laughs> with like, good clothes and a yeah. job. Yeah, he's the guy. who looks like tasty but not dying. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Although I haven't seen him in a while, he's probably yeah. a mess. Yeah, right who now. knows what he looks like? Kenny Rogers, Lucille. Right. Well, you're making his song really popular. That's great. <laughs> Trying to help a brother out. Yeah, exactly. He's, Sure, Kenny's reading on his i. He's listening on his iPhone app, going, "Yes, yes, royalties." He wants royalties from ASCAP now because of that. I'm trying to get him back with the kids, you know. Trying to revive yeah. his career here in his in the twilight of his of his life. Yeah, <laughs> which is awful. You ever hear people say that? Well, you know, when I retire and I'm in the twilight of my life. 
God, what a depressing thing to say. It, it sounds yeah. poetic. It sounds like a nice way to look at the end of your life. It just yeah. means you're almost dead. But it means yeah. you're dying. Yeah. It means you're so like close. That? I've said that about my early 40s. Like, how? Well, see? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, because think about it. How long does Twilight last? Not very long. Five minutes? Yeah, it ain't long. It's like a very short part of the day. It's yeah. the shortest part of the day. Right. The sun is setting on your on your time <laughs> in the your, world. On your life. Yeah. The lights really are depressing. going out. Well, I'm going to die soon. That is poetic. <laughs> that was your yeah. point, right? Can, it's can we change the topic? It's poetic, but people sing. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah. And what time does this show start? About Twilight. <laughs> it's about the... Yeah. Yeah. This whole, the the duration of the show is the twilight of Tasty's life. I think yeah, anything Jesus. just anything called Twilight sucks. <laughs> it's it's the time of your life, shitty bat movies. Yeah. It's weird. Well, welcome back to the studio, guys. After Thank a you. good holiday, Thanksgiving is over. Thank God. God damn it! Do I wish I could tell all the stories that happen in my family? I wish you could too. Oh. Why are they going to listen to this or what? Yeah, why can't you? Yeah, they do listen, and yeah. it's because they're embarrassing things for others. If it's about me, I don't give a <laughs> shit. I'll say it on here, but it's not about me. And boy, is my family <sighs> a mess sometimes. It's like a, I don't know. We should have a reality show, though. Yeah. Those- I've been thinking that more and more the past few months. It would be good. It would be good because it's a, it. it's a mess. Yeah. All that needs to be is parts of it. You know that yeah. those reality shows that they make into something, you know, they they shoot for like a year for 30 minutes of material. Oh, easily. Know? I was watching one on Netflix called Circus. Yeah. It's a couple years old, and it's about the Big Apple Circus on there on the East Coast, and it goes, and they have like 300 or 200 shows, and the thing lasts wow. like eight months, but it was only six episodes. Six episodes, right. Right. I'm telling you, you can get six episodes out of one holiday at my family. Oh, man. So are you like the superstar of the Crosley clan then, Jay? You know, well, he has, not, I don't know what that means for the rest all, of them. He has all his own teeth, is that why? That's the thing, is that yes, and how depressing is that? No. How, how do you... <laughs> what must the black sheep look like? This is how you know my family's jacked, is that, yeah, I'm the... I'm the, You're the winner. The shining, I'm the winner. You're the stable, stable-minded one, huh? Wow. Well, yeah. my, You're the winner. I'm talking to my dad about, you know, about different things. Oh, man. He didn't know... Uh, he doesn't know that I've been seeing a shrink for the last year. It just came up casually, and he goes, wait a minute, What? What are you seeing a shrink for? And I was like, Dad, because I'm the only one fucking healthy enough to n- realize he needs one. Right. You know, all of you people, I'm not the one who should be spending the money on the shrink. You people are. But the only way I can deal with all you people is by going to the shrink every goddamn week. Right. And making sure you're fully stocked on beer. Right. <laughs> Those two, that's my second shrink, basically. I forgot to tell you a story about your dad the oh, other day. It oh, was, dear. It was a good one, though. It's a good one. Uh, we, we were all at Toots. Yeah, my dad went out drinking with us to Toots. Yeah. 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 I don't Same know why man. I just hit the mute button and talked. And, um, and we're just standing around, and he's feeling real good, and he kind of sees this dude. And Toots is in, in this town called Crockett, yeah. where everyone's a bro. It's a shit. Or meth head, yeah. Or meth head, bro. It's the armpit of Pacheco. It's yeah. I it's mean, that's worse how, than Pacheco. Yeah. And uh, some dude comes in with his hat that's two sizes too big and a real flat, you know, brim. Yeah. And your dad leans over to me and goes, "You think I should tell that guy that his hat looks fucking stupid?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> my and he, dad." And he's sitting there grinning at him like, "I'm gonna fucking tell him." I was like, "No, you're not, dude." God love him. <laughs> he sounds like you without a radio show. <laughs> He is a fun guy. Uh, we're, we're at Toots, and there's this um, middle-aged broad oh, yeah. hanging out who had a great ass on her. Yeah. We're watching her walk back and forth. She's being real nice. She's smiling at everybody. And uh, my dad, he, he does, he's kind of a ladies' man. He'll hit on anybody. 
So after a while, I'm like, Dad, I kind of want you to take home that old broad over there, the one with the nice ass. So he goes, all right. So he starts talking to her. He starts he's hitting on her. And I'm watching him do his thing. And he's pretty good at it. But he doesn't even... I guess when you're in the twilight of your life, <laughs> you don't mince words. There's you, no subtlety. Turns out she was the... It, you know, we went to see Terrence the Black's band. I yeah. guess it was the drummer's wife. Oops. Oh. <laughs> she ended up... I could see the uncomfortable moment where... She realized that my dad was just going for it, and she had to throw out there, oh, yeah, and that's my husband up there on stage. No I just ring? laughed hysterically. No I, ring? I guess not. Oh, man, he doesn't care about looking for that. Yeah, he didn't even look, maybe. It's a funny guy, I mean, because, you know, when you're, when you're shopping for broads in your 20s, right, when you hit the bar scene, you're like, oh, the ring, man, because that's how you know. You think you have this insight to women on how to pick them up. Right. Uh, you always look for a ring, but I guess doesn't get... Tasty, do you give a fuck when you, <laughs> you see a ring? Come on. No. No. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, I don't let much, do. really. You know. uh, well, my dad, I guess I, I could probably tell this. My dad was married. Like, I went out to his, his wedding in May. That's right. Yeah. I, I just went to his divorce. What did the divorce do? <laughs> like, he just went through his Which one was more fun? Like, last week. <laughs> Which one was the bigger party? Oh, man. Just, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. And do you sit down? My dad's actually the sane one. Do you ask him, like, Dad, why did you marry this broad? If uh, I mean it lasted a couple months, I don't ask. I don't ask. You know, no. You just don't want to know. It doesn't know, matter. Really. It doesn't. You know, no, but I just want to know. know. I know, but I know why. My, you know, my dad. Here's the funny thing about my dad. Even though he's kind of like a, he'll date everybody. He's probably on a date right now. Yeah. That guy. That guy gets more pussy than I've ever gotten. Yeah. This guy. His whole life he has. But in the end, he he's really kind of a hopeless romantic. Um, you know, he's been married couple of few times and uh he, but he still believes in it you know now he still right. believes like in the That's, whole institution and love yeah. and me if i had his uh, uh life i'd be like fuck it i just I'm hookers and uh, blow i'm yeah. fine but he still believes in the whole and i like i i mm. respect him for that so i you know more power to him i don't i don't ask if he's in love and wants to get married again do it i don't skin off my balls it's you know. true. <laughs> He's had some hot wives, too. I have told you guys that. Wouldn't that be weird if it was skin off your balls every time you got married? <laughs> Ow! God yeah. damn it. Stop I'm getting married. Well, let me put it this way. I wouldn't have a whole lot of skin left. <laughs> you know? <laughs> choked on my own self. I'd be more concerned about the balls, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then my but, balls are going to fall out. You know, God bless him. Go for it, right? I right, mean, you know, right. he's still out there just doing the thing. You know, he doesn't... <laughs> the he kinda, thing. He's kind of on his own... He's on his own path. He's on yeah. his own plan. I kind of marches get, to the beat of his own drum. Yeah, yeah. I kind of get that from my. He doesn't care. It, he just does his thing. And, He's and on sometimes his own solar arc across the sky. Yeah, and and sometimes and you can tell when you're talking to him too. Because sometimes he's listening to you, but most of the time he's looking right through you. He's, uh, he's somewhere else already. You, he's asked you a question. You've started the answer. He's not listening. He's already on to the next broad. Uh, whatever, you whatever. Know, yeah. He's on his own. Uh, he's a he's a fireball. This one. I had to stop talking about him because he had gotten married. I told him when he's out here. I said, "Daddy, I've lost a lot of material now that you're married." And he's like, "Well, I'm not anymore. So go ahead." <laughs> you know, done. He sacrifices a lot for you. I got good. So one day I'll I'll get permission to tell the other stories about not not for my dad but the rest of the family and yeah. you guys will you'll get to hear the entertainment that is my holiday life. 
I just want to go. I just want to leave the country again for Christmas, like I did a couple years ago. You should Christmas stupid day. <laughs> Hang out with JP and be miserable. Do it. All right, we got a great show for you today, though. Joshua Bernstein uh, is that a Jewish name? Bernstein? Uh, no, it's Roman Catholic. It is. No, it's Jewish. <laughs> it's as Jewy as it gets. I thought so. Yeah. I, to, I started to. This is how suspicious of people I am. I started to look at our guest list and try to figure out if Moscow is like intentionally Jewing up our show <laughs> since he started working here. Like I worry sometimes that he's well, infiltrating they, uh, the. Uh, they own the media, and so Moscow right. is our, huh. our angle on that. And that's right? what yeah. I worry about. He's they, infiltrated the now show. Yeah. Own me. I actually have no choice. They, at the Jew meeting, they make me do their. Right. <laughs> I mean, Moscow's got us, he's doing a great job, he's got us booked out to like March, but I'm like, I'm looking through the names and I'm going, well that one's a Jew. <laughs> and I'm starting I'm, to sound like your old man. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like tally, uh-huh. you know, I, I worry uh, about these Jews. Jews 1, Jews 10, Protestants 2. This is what's wrong yeah. with me. Uh, we got that uh, N-word from that East Coast brewery. <laughs> yeah, we got. It's what's know. wrong with me and America. Ugh. Well, we got uh, Joshua uh, Bernstein. Bernstein, I think we'll it's find Bernstein. out. We'll find uh, Bernstein, out. he's in. Uh, he's the author of the new book, Brood Awakening. It's a fantastic name for a, a beer book, by it the is. way. Yeah. yeah, good catchy. So we're going to find out all about Brood Awakening. Uh, it is the um, let's see behind the beers and brewers leading the world's craft brewing revolution. It's a great looking book. I think he's going to do well in the holidays, just on the the shelf uh, yeah. situation. Yeah, it's it designed good. really well. Yeah. So we're going to talk to Joshua about all that, and um, Joshua is a very Jewish name too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. From, that's very, uh, very biblical, right? He's very biblical, yeah. Joshua. And after David, Joshua, poor guy. We're going to talk about the book for like five minutes, and the rest is going to be me learning about the Jewish culture. <laughs> Do you feel pressure because you're named after someone in the Bible? <laughs> Uh, all right, Brood Awakening, that's our guest tonight. So stick with us, 888-401-BEER. That's the phone number to use if you've got questions for Joshua. Also, Susie Q is in the chat room today uh, taking your questions. You can hit the chat now button on the homepage, and she'll send all your questions over to me that way. Uh, all right, couple of announcements. You know, last week we started a new donation program to help you support the staff here on the program. So you can own this portion of the program, this first segment. Each segment is now up for sale to a sponsor. It goes to the highest bidder in the chat room. So, Susie, you'll have to monitor the bids in the chat room, and at the end of the segment, you'll tell me who our highest bidder is, and that'll be the owner of today's segment. So we're going to start the first segment at, uh, since it's been kind of awful and just listening to me, we'll start the bidding at $5 uh, <laughs> on the first segment. It's on sale. <laughs> the first segment's on sale. Walmart pricing. Yeah. That's uh, our holiday pricing. It's Black Sunday. Black Sunday. Yeah. Is what it is out here at the BN. So we'll start Why the bidding Sunday? at $5. The highest bidder at the end of the segment uh, owns this portion of the Sunday session. Nice. Of course, we have our normal show sponsor that we have every week, the person responsible, the people responsible for bringing you the Sunday session, our good friends at my local homebrew shop, More Beer. You can go to morebeer.com and uh, support our sponsor. You, as you know, uh, they've, they've basically brought you this show since day negative one, and uh, we love them for it, and they bring you each and every Sunday session. I was there today picking up a new Sankey tap I needed. Because nice. we've got it's the the kegerator the stripperator is all pro beers right now working overtime. Oh, huh? oh. well, I've got uh, I went down to Drake's and and picked up a keg of Drake's fifteen hundred pale ale. Hell yeah, which I'm a huge fan of. Oh, that beer so rules. Good. Yeah. Drinking so good. it right now, it's so good. I love this beer. I I got a keg of it over Thanksgiving. Me and my wonderful family finished it, and then so I got another one for the show. 
Uh, and then I've got a keg of uh, Handel's Brown. That's Chad's Brown Ale. Nice. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Loosely based on the Janet's Brown, right. later yep. turned into Jeanette's Brown, I think, <laughs> when Chad did it. Yeah, that's uh, a slight modification. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got that on tap. And then, of course, we've got our good buddy Jamil. 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 Chefs, uh, you know, over at Heretic there. I've got his evil cousin. That's super hoppy quadruple IPA or whatever the hell he calls it. I don't even know. I don't think he calls it that. It's, a, du- it's a double. That. It's, it's, it's an 8%. Yeah. It's a big ass IPA. It's, it's a lot good. of good beer. I think I'm going to sleep here. Yeah. So I was over at the <laughs> well, more beer. I needed a new Sankey so I could put all three on tap. And, nice. And as always, fantastic service over there. So go to morebeer.com, our show sponsor, and tell them thanks for all that they do. Uh, all right. Also. As the year is coming to a close, guys, we only got a couple more shows. A uh, couple good shows, I might add. Yeah. Next week we have an Italian Catholic on, by the way. Really? His name is Moisha Herchowitz. <laughs> yeah, good old Italian Catholic. Uh, now, uh, good old uh, Sam Calagione from Dogfish is on with us next week. And our friend John Plisse is returning to the studio oh, next week nice. to talk about gluten-free beer. Good. I think John said he's he's bringing gluten free people with him. Well, I don't even know what that means. What, what does, does that, that mean? mean? Has he been here since the new studio? I don't think so. No, I don't nice. think so. He doesn't know about the lack of a couch, right? And I don't know why we need gluten free people it, while we do the gluten free show. Is it to point and laugh? I think. Well, I think to throw breadcrumbs at him. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this beer we're having is really good. Yeah. Oh, would you like a hefeweizen? Oh, yeah. sorry. Oh. <laughs> This one has less sorghum than the other one. How about a Belgian wit? Oh, sorry. oh shit! Sorry, sorry about that. That would be good radio. Feed them real beer and uh, see just what see what happens. happens. Just line yeah. them up in front of them. See Mic if they them take up. A sip. Yeah, I think it's different. We'll find out, but it's different for everybody. Some people different for everybody. Some people just shit a lot when you do it. Yeah. Like you get irritable bowel syndrome. Some people will yeah. swell up and have to go to the hospital. Right. Yeah. Which would let's face it, be better for my show. It'd yeah. be great. Yeah. If we had a camera to record it all. Yeah. Otherwise, who cares? Well, we're doing that next time. But as the year's coming to a close, it reminds me that the Brewing Network Awards are just around the corner. You know, the first show in in January that we always do is the BNA show. Yeah. So we need you guys to start thinking of your submissions for Drunk of the Year, Guest of the Year, uh, BN, maybe... Maybe best new BN character of the year because we've had mm-hmm. a few this year. Uh, caller of the year, caller of the year. That's yeah. right. Um, you know where you can go is the uh, the BN Army blog. Go to last year's best of show, or the uh, the award show, and there's all the categories oh, at yeah. the bottom of the blog. So you can use those as a guide. Perfect. All right. So do that, and you can start sending those into feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Also, I guess the forum's down right now. I made a post. So oh, you it, did. Yeah, okay. I made the post, but it. Um where is it? Under Beer Radio? Under Beer Radio. All right, so there's a yeah. forum thread, too. You can send your submissions in there. Now, it would help us out if you know where to find things content-wise. So if, for example, you are nominating a drunk call of the year or any call of the year, it would help to know which show that was in and the timestamp and things like that. Um, that way, I don't have to pay Moscow to go find it, <laughs> essentially. Uh, okay, so keep that in mind. Also, Winter Brews Festival is coming up. Yes. Did I talk about this last time? Whereas everything's kind of in line to do it, but the park that we do Winter Brews Festival in is being occupied right now? No, oh, it is. You oh, did not. No. I didn't mention that on the air no. last time. Oh, no. Yeah, we got a call from the city of Berkeley. We do it down there at uh, Martin Luther the King Civic, Civic Center. Center Park. Yep. 
And the city called us and said, hey, you know, everything's going okay. Your application is looking good, and I hope the planning's going just well. One little catch. And, uh, yeah, there is the, we just wanted to let you know that the park is currently being occupied. And so they 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 want to help us find another Berkeley location if Whoa. possible, but like that's our location yeah, because of the per- part. And oh yeah, it's perfect. It's right next to some of our favorite breweries like Triple Rock. Right. So I don't know, I don't know what's going on, but it is everything's in place. It's January twenty eighth. It's a Saturday. It's yeah. the Saturday in between the playoffs and the Super Bowl for our European listeners. And uh, it, from one to five or something, everything's lined up from one to five. Um, yeah. Big big party, good time, bigger than last year, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Maybe we just have to, like, invite the yeah, occupiers. Just put the party right around yeah, them. Yeah. Hey, if they want to come and pay whatever it's going to be to come in, sure. No. Well, we might things. have to compromise, because if they're not going to vacate the park, then we might just have to go, all right, look, I'll let you in the festival. Just do me a favor. Clean up the tents for a few friggin' hours so we can come in. I'll give you tickets. Come in and get drunk. I don't care what you do. And then you can have your park back when we're done. You'll be talking to a wall. We should just hook up a plow <laughs> to the Shadillac and just drive through the park. Oh, man. <laughs> right. I don't even it's Berkeley. Even if the occupiers weren't there, it'd be like a drum circle and like three other protests <laughs> going on anyway. So it's, it's just true. kind of business as normal. But, Ber- you know, while every other city is is actually cleaning up the parks, Berkeley's like, well, that's Berkeley. You know, they can occupy whatever they want. We encourage right. it. So they're not convinced that the Occupy movement is going to be completed by the end of January. And so that's an issue. Oh, uh, they hope it's not over there in the city of Berkeley. Right. Open arms. Right. So I'll keep you up to date about how that goes. But right now, January 28th, uh, Berkeley Civic Center Park. I don't know. Maybe go down and ask those guys if they mind. If, if you if you happen to be in the neighborhood, listener, let's go talk to them for us. <laughs> I kind of hope they are because I'm looking to have Wells Fargo as a sponsor for the wa- drinking water. <laughs> That'd be great. I'm dead serious uh, too, and they want to have a booth. Just put a target on our I, backs. Like oh, <laughs> I can't wait. Imagine how much press we'll get. Yeah, that's true. You know. Mm-hmm. You go, well, then they'll have a destination to go to. Then you can have everyone else enjoy the festival, and the occupiers will be busy talking to the Wells Fargo people, whoever right. the, the yeah. poor bastard is at the Wells Fargo booth that day. Why are you making money? Um, huh? We could sell, like, oh. hop grenade pepper spray canisters and oh, hop grenade tasers, distribute them idea. to the festival goers. Good. Hop grenade tent. Yeah. I like all this. You guys are you're finally poncho. thinking. <laughs> finally using our brain. <laughs> I this like is this. good. You sound like my dad right now. <laughs> you're finally not gay. Well, it's not going nuts. Trying to channel your dad. Yeah, you are. Uh, All right, so that's Winter Brews Festival. Stay tuned to the website, and we'll give you uh, up-to-date information through the JP News team or something. I don't know. (laughs) Let's do that. Keep you up to date on that. It Uh, actually would be kind of cool to send the JP News team, meaning Moscow, down to the Occupy and interview them and go, well, you know, there is actually uh, supposed to be an event here next month. How do you feel about occupying that and you know what, if it becomes, shifting that? If it becomes an issue, that that's exactly what we're going to do. I'm going to have you go down and do a man on the, on the scene yeah. for us, Moscow. Then it's going to look suspicious when several tents catch fire and it was just coincidental <laughs> when I was there. <laughs> that's all right. I can borrow a video camera. I think we should totally do it. Let's do it. All right. A um, couple new ways to help support the BN, and one of them's pretty cool. We got a new iPhone case out if you're into supporting the man. <laughs> and who isn't? <laughs> you can buy yeah. an iPhone case that has the hop grenade and a bottle opener right on it. Wow. Um, you just go to our homepage, and you'll see a link right there smack in the middle. It says uh, iPhone case or something like that. 
You can click on that and get the new uh, Hop Grenade iPhone case, and uh, we get a portion of the proceeds. Also, if you're an Amazon shopper, you know, it's holiday season, and uh, everyone's out there doing their shopping, you could click the Amazon link through our website before you go do your shopping, and, and then you just shop as normal. You, you hardly even know we're there. Uh, but, <laughs> but we are. Uh, but, but we are, <laughs> and we get a commission of that, too. So just kind of easy ways to, as you help yourself, you can help out the BN, and we'd appreciate it. Um, got some new designs in the store, uh, new shirts and stuff. Got more coming and on order, so I'm hoping to have it restocked in time for the Christmas rush, but we'll see what happens. Um, all right, you can watch all this on justin.tv slash brewing network. Subscribe and join the BN Army. We do our monthly raffle. I sent out a bunch of raffle winners this week, and we're doing our November um, a winner uh, tonight, actually. I should be able to email out the winner for that. And you do that by becoming a recurring donor on the on the BN. And uh, it's just a great way to help us out, and we appreciate it. Get all these announcements over on Twitter and <laughs> Speaking of Twitter, yeah, we have a Twitter game of the week. Okay. Twitter game of the week. I really want to know if you could drink with any person in history, who would it be and why? Tasty. <laughs> well, history denotes like <laughs> past, right? Oh, he's not. Oh, he's still Something that's no there, longer available. Yeah, I'm still, still not in the barely, twilight. Yeah. <laughs> he is still breathing, isn't yeah, he? Barely. Anybody in history? You haven't hit the twilight yet. Here. All right. So, best answer via Twitter is that how they do it? Yes, sir. By the end of the show, we'll win a prize pack that I have yet to pack up and ship out to the other winners. Okay, but I will. That's what I don't like about our prize pack. I know. I just, I'm not very, uh, I keep meaning to do it, and I have one, and I lost some guy's address, and I sent it out finally. And <laughs> We're so professional. It's wow. all good. What a mess our company is. I know. I'm actually having internet problems right now, so I'll tweet it in a bit. JP's going to come occupy my garage, <laughs> ship out some prize packs. He doesn't like I the wealth to. disparity around here. <laughs> all right, so tell us what person in history would you most like to drink with and why yeah of course all in 140 characters or less yeah. sure well that makes it fun okay yeah i like it thank you do you like it i feel like you're just telling me that no, that's all right all right all right hey have you guys heard of this uh this adam and eve oh yeah the bible the bible story uh not that one no no wouldn't dare read that story on the jew show moscow what do you mean that's part of the old testament Oh, that's right. It's only the New Testament that you don't use, yeah. right? No, that's blasphemous. Sometimes I forget that we're really the same, but different. So similar, you and I. <laughs> we are. All right. Uh, no, the other Adam and Eve, adamandeve.com. Is that blasphemous? It probably is, isn't it? What, Adam and Eve? Am I going to hell because I have them as a sponsor on my program? No, that's no. not why. It might be one of the contributing factors, but it's not why. I just wanted to make sure. Well, this is making people's sex lives better. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. Well, if you're looking to spice things up in the bedroom or been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie, here's a good offer from the BN and Adam and Eve. You can go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time, you'll get 50% off just about any item. Um, and then when you get that item at 50% off, you'll also get three free DVDs and a free extra gift that apparently is so sensual... We can't even talk about it on internet radio. Wow. I bet it's a testicle piercing kit. Yeah. <laughs> you just... We can't talk about that it, That is sensual. Oh. It is sensual, isn't it? Not like a little pain in blood. <laughs> a home testicle piercing kit. Yeah. Oh uh, maybe. I don't know. Rusty well, you got to order to find out. Uh, and then to top it all off, uh, Adam, Adam and Eve is even going to throw in free shipping on the entire order. So go to adamandeve.com and get 50% off one item. When you use coupon code BNARMY, that's B-N-A-R-M-Y, um, and then you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. 
Be an army over at adamandeve.com. Do it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, and I think we have just enough time to do a little feedback. Does your dad order from Adam and Eve? I don't know. Because he should. I asked him about that. You know, he's used that uh, that adult friend finder. Yeah, yeah has he? <laughs> Before. With good results? He's big on like... Um, Turn, turn the like, radio off for like, a second. What are they, like Match.com and things like that? Yeah. Like he does all that. Like the whole time he was here, yeah. he's on his computer talking to bitches all, all week long. He just... You get that pop up ad. Oh, there's singles near me. I better find out what they're up to. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Dad, where are you going? Singles I'm like going me. To, I'm going to Safeway. Again? Yeah. Forgot something. Last time you needed shaving cream, you were gone for four days. <laughs> I'll be back. Shut up. Yeah. He does all that. I don't know if he does the Adam and Eve. Uh, he should. He because probably. I feel like you'll get, you know, some nice feedback from Adam and Eve. My dad's pretty open with me about stuff, but we don't. I don't go into too much detail. Yeah. Like there's, for example, there's a limit. I mean, I, I don't really know. I don't care. We're, we're pretty cool about stuff now. Like, I found out that he doesn't do the Viagra thing. He, um, he, he injects up? right into his wang. Oh, oh yeah. We talked what? about that before. The, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's instant. Yeah, because, and that's yeah. why. And apparently the... Um, it's localized that way. You know? Apparently the Viagra makes you feel like shit. Like, you get a bad hangover from it. Oh, uh, yeah. All the, the lack of blood, day. man. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, but he probably, the, my point is, we don't really talk about it, but the guy's probably got like a suitcase full of toys and weird stuff, <laughs> you know. Yeah. When he does those injections, does he have to tie his balls off? <laughs> oh, I don't think so. It's not like heroin. It's not? What? It's it's just like a little, it's like a little poke. It just kind of shoots you up real quick. There's nothing, there's no such thing as a little poke when you're talking about your wiener. Yeah. There's not. There's only, there's only medium and large pokes. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like, um, you ever seen those little jabbers that diabetics use to just to yeah. just draw blood? No. I think it's like that. It's like a little jabber. It's still going to hurt. A little prick for your prick. It's going to hurt. I don't know. I mean, he's a man. He's more of a man than I'll ever be. Might. If he can intentionally harm his wang. <laughs> he does. All it's right. all for good cause. Remember yeah, that. the payoff is worth that it. That is true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I almost missed that. All right, feedback's brought to you today by HopTech. You can go to HopTech.com. They're they're also one of our local homebrew shops down in Dublin, California. Yeah. But you can order from them by going to HopTech.com. And uh, great people, Jade and Roberto over there. We love them, and they're big supporters of this program and everything that we do. So go support HopTech.com, bringing you today's feedback segment. All right, let's see. Uh, Here we go. Dear Brewcasters, uh, I forgive you for not taking my drunk of the week call, you assholes. By that point, I was thoroughly toasted. I just wanted to say that I thought it was really great to see that the other brewcasters besides Jay finally get some compensation for all their hard work and putting up with Justin and the listeners' bullshit. Me too. The show really is entertaining, even to non-beer geeks. Keep up the great programming and suck it, JP, from Bung Chuz. Uh, P.S. I don't think you guys have heard of the, la- the last of T. Hooter. Good luck with that. Was that his drunk of the week name? Or was that the fake uh, Southerner call? Oh, right, right. All right, anyway, so there you go. Uh, Let's see. Here we go. The Brewing Network is the Shiznat. There are shows just busting out the woodwork. Is this from a black person? Wow. 
Whoa. I can't listen uh, live all the time, but it kicks ass when I jump on iTunes and see four shows loading. I feel my donations are worth um, are worthwhile, uh, and all you freeloaders should jump on board. It's friggin' $2 for crying out loud. Most of us shit $2 a month. Hmm. I kind of want to hang out with that guy. <laughs> Additionally, I've gotten a non-beer friend hooked on that other show. Keep the JP News team on point. I've been listening since 07. It just keeps getting better. I extend my thanks to you a few inches at a time from the BN Third Coast. Wow. Got to ease it in there. Yeah. You do. Only a few inches at a time. Uh, let's see. Hey, Brewcasters. I travel to Texas as part of my job, Sorry. and the Sunday session is a great way to pass hours of driving. But it's always been sort of a double-edged sword for me. You guys interview brewers from so many great breweries that I have little or no access to. That sometimes it's frustrating. I can't follow up on your shows by trying the beers you talk about. I was listening to the Black Star Co-op show while driving from Fort Worth to San Antonio, about four-hour drive, uh-huh. and got a call from my colleagues that they would be late getting to San Antonio and not to wait on them for dinner. So it happened that I was driving right by Black Star Co-op at that moment. Perfect. Whoa. Nice. He said I had time to stop and eat dinner and try some beer. Had their sour mash beer that they were talking about on the show. Hmm. Um... And let's see, it was called Abel, was the name of that. And it was a sour-mashed wheat beer with lemongrass and bitter orange peel. Great beer, great food. And I took a growler to go to enjoy it at my motel for the next couple days. So anyway, thanks for the great show. Uh, made my day. Blah, blah, blah. From Brandon. That's cool. I like yeah. that when people get to... Uh, yeah. Direct action. Yeah. Pretty random. He's just traveling and having to have that show. He would never probably stop and had a beer there if he didn't. There's like a sign the show. on the off-ramp, like Black Star Co-op this yeah. way. Uh, here's one about our website. Dear Brewcasters, I love all your shows with no exception. Some of my friends that I've just ferment uh, that have just fermented out their first batch of beer look to me for more instruction. Naturally, I give them the link to the Brew Strong archives on the basics, cleaning, sanitation, temp control, etc. There is without question no better source, in my opinion. But do you really need to attach testicles to the hop grenade on the homepage? <laughs> I could give a shit, but my gay friend who just started brewing probably thinks it's fabulous. But my fear is that my straight friends uh, may find this to be really distasteful and be turned off entirely. And God forbid, not tune in as the result. I'm asking you to consider it. I will certainly listen to every word uttered on your shows and quietly scheme in the recesses of society. Sincerely, Alexander. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't. I don't think balls on a hop grenade is this. Pretty much, this show is pretty much in that caliber kind of thing, right? I agree. Yeah. Also, maybe tell your friends not to be such homophobes, right? Yeah, that they can't handle a little exactly. balls in their it's life. Balls in. The I haven't seen it. I'm kind of rushing to the page right now so I can check it out. It's well, that's hot. the thing. He's actually misguided. What it is is that on our <laughs> on home several, page, on several on points, several, yeah, right, on his homophobic friends, <laughs> right. And, uh, but what it is, it's actually a beard that's on the hop grenade on the homepage. And it represents Beardy, uh, who we were paying homage to for helping the Brewing Network yeah. Club win Club of the Year. Well, it was actually Beardy's beard. It's that is Beardy's the man's beard. beard. So, yeah. so you go tell Beardy that his beard looks like balls. Beard hater ball guy. And Man. basically within minutes of winning Club of the Year, Code had gone on to our website that he accessed through his brain, I think, <laughs> sitting there at the banquet hall, and put Beardy's beard on the hop grenade, and it's been there ever since. His wow. Borg implant. And Alexander read that wow. as ball Somebody hair. saw that as balls? A lot of people said it looks That's like balls. Really funny. I've gotten a lot of emails like that. Wow. Nobody asking me to take it down, but right. people just asking why are there balls. Well, and I'm looking at it right now, and... That's really impressive for ball hair. 
I kind of like I you know keep my you know ball hair very uh, tight to the to the to the source. But if I could grow ball hair that long, I would totally do it. Yeah, it's, I would totally do it. It tells you like, a lot about our listeners. It's like oh, the yeah. chia pet of ball sex. Yeah, if it is ball hair, that's amazing. It's like Confucius's crotch. Well, ball hair. I did want to say that I do think the joke has run its course, and I'm probably going to remove the beard here soon. Yeah, that's. But fine. it's not because of this guy's homophobic friends. So right. I just want to be clear about that. Yeah. It's that the joke has run its course, and it's been a few months now, and. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you know, it's uh, been there six months. Yeah, I think the beginning of the year is a, a totally appropriate time to pull it down. Right. Um, because it's a new year. We've done it. We've done it. We've shown everyone. We have respected right? Beardy, and it's time to move on. <laughs> yeah, we have respected Beardy. You're right. All right, Joe writes in, Dear Asshats, I've been brewing for just over two years and listening to the show for about a year. I'm an archive listener, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I spent the whole summer listening to you guys. And nothing else. In addition to <laughs> the many brain cells that I've helped, that you've helped me kill, you've also done a bit of good. I recently entered the malt turkey shoot oh. and won best of show. Whoa, oh, that's very nice. good aim, dude! Nice. Won best of show with Jamil's Southern English Brown. It was quite a proud moment for me. But wait, it gets better. Apparently, Zymergy is doing a write-up on the event, and they wanted to feature the Best of Show beer. Now, that is something to be proud of. Look for it around March. Keep up the good work from Joe. Scary dude. Corporal in the BN Army. Well done, sir. Nice work. Nice work. Tasty and Nate. Uh Uh-oh. Knowing that you two are the hot pimps of the BN crew... Monkeys like us, uh, like us, register umami, salty, bitter, sweet, and sour as flavors. The rest is aroma compounds, along with some physical sensations from tannins and whatnot. Knowing this, why do some brewers add flavor additions in a hop-driven beer? If the flavors are aromas, and the aromas that are flavor is boiling away, why? Oh, vey. This is a, it's like a fucking chemistry question. Wow. In- uh, am I completely nuts if I believe that shorter contact time also results in less tannin extraction and a smoother beer with a lot of aroma flavor? This is the most well-written drunk email I've ever gotten. Yeah, this is pretty good. Does anybody understand the question yet? Well, no. the only the, the one of the many pieces of missing information I think is what does he mean by a flavor addition? I'm assuming like 30 minutes left to my latest edition boil right? or something. Yeah. Yes. What are you going to get out of that? Well. You can potentially get a lot of uh, hop flavor that doesn't necessarily have a, a big resinous hop aroma quality with it. Um, you know, typical homebrew thing, like 30 minutes left in the end of the boil, you'd add a, a hop addition that wouldn't necessarily be as good as a bittering addition or maybe not as good as a, a late hop addition, but has a has a flavor that you like. Um, I don't know, Tasty Northern Brewer is a nice one for that and some of your recipes, I think. What would the difference be in adding that at that stage versus adding that at, at Whirlpool or Zero Minutes? Well, it, like yeah, at fifteen minutes and, and longer, I think you're getting the emphasis is on on hop flavor. Uh, the late additions to mirror both our flavor and aroma. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of the traditional thinking is that you're only getting aroma from a dry hop or zero minute addition. I think you're also getting flavor. I think there you're getting too. a foundation for aroma that the dry hop accents. I think that's why it's, I like to use some of the uh, same dry hop that I use in, in the late additions. And so what he was saying is like, why not add them? later in the process and, and skip yeah. the middle edition yeah. and you p- could potentially do that but you could do that that's what I'd like the beers I'd, a lot of the Kenya brewed beers are that way because the, the pros uh, basically to just do a lot of late hop additions a lot of brewers don't do that so that we tell people to back it up and make it a 30 minute hop instead of doing a, a, a whirlpool hop I prefer to do the whirlpool hopping myself but alright 
good enough. Good answers. And, uh, oh, I forgot to mention, did I mention that the iPhone app and the Android app are now in the store? You did not. Uh, you can go search BN Mobile in iTunes or in the Android Marketplace and get your free um, <laughs> phone app. Uh, and then speaking of phone, I have Spider Wrangler on the phone, who has been a bitch lately. He really has. He's been a little bitch. He's on your ass, huh? Spider Wrangler. So I guess last week, you know, he tried to get through a bunch, and we were busy. We had a lot of shit going on, and sometimes yeah. we just don't take calls. And he sends me this email this week, basically bitching that Nicole told him in the chat room last week that if he wants announcements on the show, he needs to submit them in writing for approval ahead of time. Which, by the way, I didn't make a policy, but it's a goddamn policy now. <laughs> Sounds like it should have been implemented. It's real it's a good great policy, and he's just been crying and. And whining about announcing more on this uh, secret Santa yeah, in secret the forum, Santa. which I love the secret Santa. It's great, but Jesus, do I have to listen to you whine about it all the time, Spider? If I wanted to hear about it, I would get on the thread and listen to it. Anyway, carry on, Spider. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh... Yes, you do. <laughs> well put. Oh. Uh, I think his head was in his shell there. I have accepted your request to uh, re-announce. It has the, been approved. Uh, the, it has been approved. Go ahead and announce <laughs> once again the uh, the Secret Santa update. <clears throat> I don't want to. Dear sir or madam, I am writing you to request your kind assistance in notifying the members of the Brewing Network Army, hereafter referred to as the BN Army, that the deadline for Secret Santa 2011 homebrewed beer holiday gift exchange, hereafter referred to as Secret Santa, has been set. The Secret Santa Organization Committee does not discriminate based on religious affiliation, and alternate names for the program may be used, such as Hidden Hanukkah or Cryptic Kwanzaa. <laughs> After consulting with my co-organizer, Mr. Pythoner, we decided that there was merit in the suggestion of Mr. Bug Eater to move the deadline up to reduce conflict between Secret Santa and the holiday shipping rush. The deadline will be December 4th, 2011, at 11.59 p.m. Pacific Time. According to my schedule, this coincides with what will likely be the next live broadcast of your program, the Sunday session. I would like to petition to have this formal update read during said program. Any members of the BN Army who wish to take part must have submitted their mailing information to either Mr. Pythoner or myself by this time to be included. Mailing information for Secret Santa will go out the following day, December 5th. For any individuals who have never shipped before, I would like to refer them back to previous programs within the archive where this topic was covered and give them two rules of thumb. First, do not use... USPS, and second, make sure each bottle is wrapped well enough that it will not contact any other bottles and placed within a plastic bag to contain any liquids. Respectfully yours, Mr. Spider Wrangler. Okay, there you have it. Thank you, Spider Wrangler. Good job. Thanks. Petition denied. Poor bastard. Yeah, actually, uh, Spider, I'm going to go ahead and deny your petition <laughs> to read that announcement on air. Yeah, it was okay. a little too wordy. Wait a minute, th th today is December 4th. All right. Oh, it's today the deadline? Yeah, it's like, Tonight's it's the done. deadline. Admit Maybe that's why the poor bastard was, UPS is was bitching at me for not doing it last week. Huh. Oh, well. You didn't have me on when I wanted to talk to things. Thank you. All right. Okay. Did I miss any announcements or anything else that we were supposed to cover at this point in time? Um, if you want to... Be kept up to date with what's going on at the Winter Beers Fest, Winter Brew Fest. Yeah. Facebook and Twitter, Winter Brews Fest. Okay, perfect. All right. Follow. Thanks once again to Hop Tech for bringing us uh, feedback yes. this week. 
All right, uh, stick with us. We're going to talk about Brood Awakening, the new book from Joshua uh, Bernstein. Uh, We'll do that. He's in studio with us coming up just after the break. So stick with us. It's the session, and we'll be right back. 888-401-BEER. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until right, the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines, so I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. That's it. I've had it. I am never. 
remember putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states. Plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite bare-bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy shit! NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. Nico Brew, your bare-bones buddy in the brewing business. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network, saving your life one beer at a time. to the program and thanks for sticking with us thanks to our sponsor today more beer and Susie q i didn't find out who our highest bidder was at the end of the first segment it's blobber blobber really it's so sad i feel like i failed did he did he donate seven dollars and fifty cents no he donated twenty five dollars twenty five bucks right wow terrific is that real money or is that canadian money 25 canadian probably canadian was that like nine dollars it's, uh, actually, they might be stronger it's than us right now. now. So yeah. it's probably $23. $23.50 maybe. Mm. Some, something like that. What a dick. Isn't Blobber on the wagon right now? Yeah. He is, isn't he? Yeah, he for is. like another week. He's on um, painkillers. What, did he get MRSA or something? <laughs> what did he get? Does you know what happened to him? I don't know. I Find out what happened to him. I think he has like a severe ear infection, like an ear, nose, and throat thing. We've heard him call in drunk. I'd love to hear him call in all hopped up on pain meds. Or just so- sober as a judge. Yeah. His wife found out how much he drank, cut him off for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you drink on pain meds? It's how to activate the, the opiate, isn't it? I Alcohol a- activates opiates. Well, I, I, th- I think it increases it, right? If so. by activate you mean helps and makes you feel great, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing like a Vicodin and a six-pack of beer. Nothing like it. On a right now. On a road trip. Right. Oh, I would love to see my liver read out. Mm. All right. In the meantime, uh, thank you, Blobber, for sponsoring the first segment. The second segment is now up for sale. And since we've got the wonderful Joshua Bernstein in the studio with us with his new book, Brood Awakening, I'm going to start the bidding for segment two. At $20. Oh! $20. That's right. So lowest bid is 20 bucks, and you guys will carry on throughout the segment. Highest bidder at the end owns it. Blobber brought you the first segment. We'll see who gives you the second segment. All right, guys. Joshua, welcome to the studio, man. Hey, happy to be here. It's good to have you. Yeah, came all the way from Brooklyn, so I'm glad to be here. Drink some good beer. No, my audio's jacked up, too. Yeah, there's nothing coming over the right channel. All right, we'll figure it out later. We'll figure it out. We're all just going to pretend that our, our right ear is has gone deaf. <laughs> what? And the interview will carry on as normal. Hmm. Uh, Joshua, you're friends with a good friend of mine out there in Brooklyn, Mr. Fritz. Yeah, Fritz Perno. We've known each other for several years. I lead a uh, homebrew tour in Brooklyn where we go to different homebrewers' homes and uh, try all their beers. And so I met Fritz via that. My friend Sean White 
who's now growing up at uh, Cascade in Portland, Oregon. Nice. And then uh, Fritz and I became great friends. He actually brewed a beer for my wedding in August. Oh, is that right? Yeah. He's a good nice. brewer mm-hmm. and, and a good dude. I like Fritz. Mm-hmm. What What do you mean you run a, a homebrew tour? Do people pay to go to homebrewers' houses? Well, basically, the uh, thing about New York City, it's a really tough town to get to know the right people and to get to... Um, that it's also a bit of a... There's also this idea of voyeurism in the city, too, where you like going inside different places you can't actually go to. So what I do for the homebrew tour is I find a, a route of three different brewers, and then I uh, set up the logistics, and so you go from uh, one home to the next home to the next home, and you get to meet the brewer and uh, try all the beers. So it's not really like for tourists coming to town. It's for people living there trying to make friends. No, nah, I've had people from uh, England, from, uh, from all over the country that have come down. Like Actually, people find out about the tour, and then it put in their itinerary for uh, for their trip to New York. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. That's a really good idea, actually. Because you actually get to go yeah. to people's houses. It's like, how often do you get a chance to go to people's houses in, like, Park Slope, Brooklyn, that if you're a tourist, you just get to go to the places, like, you go to restaurants, you go to bars, but going to someone's house and actually seeing how people live and, like, how they brew beer yeah. in these really small environments is really uh, is really fun. I can see people being into that, but I'm yeah. totally weirded out by it. But someone coming into your house? That and... I came into your house today. <laughs> totally weirded out by it. Well, there's also a camera on <laughs> you in the other room. <laughs> right. Just making sure that you're not stealing no, but Camera on on you guys, too. No, I'm more weirded out like if... <laughs> I, I would this. feel uncomfortable just wanting to go to some guy's house in New York just so I could see how a New Yorker lives. You know what I mean? Like, I get it that it, huh. there's kind of a voyeuristic thing about it, but it makes me feel odd. I throw homebrew in the mix though, and I'm all over it. That sounds but, like fun. But it's Nate's the, into it. Yeah, I'd love to go, man. Yeah. It sounds like fun. No, it's like every like you know, beer people are good people, and you get to yeah. go to someone's home, and like you know, the, there's tw- it's 25 people because New York apartments are pretty small, and 25 is bursting at the seams sometimes. Yeah, and so you go there, and like you know, the first house people are kind of a little like, what are we doing here? They get a couple beers, they become a bit friendlier. By the second house, they're like, okay, we're in this together. By the third house, everyone's like, we're in it together. We've gone all across the city. We've <laughs> right. done some stuff, and it feels like you're put together with. 25 strangers with its common goal and like everyone shares this innate love of beer yeah which is really awesome which you don't i mean going to a bar if you actually sat next to these people they wouldn't talk to you probably sure but because you're <laughs> but because you're in this like more of a like a house party setting it feels much more low-key and much more relaxed and, like a lot of friendships have blossomed like like work relationships have started it's been really it's been really cool that is pretty how long have you been doing that about two plus years now okay and you've been writing about beer for a while too, before since you know, well before this book. Yeah, I think I started off, gosh, six, seven years ago now. Okay, but I've been writing about the uh, about I wrote about started writing off about bars maybe about ten years ago, and then bars kind of slowly led into writing more about beer and spirits and um and the people that make them. So, did you start out as uh, as a as a journalist and and got into beer, or did you get into beer and decide, well, I should probably write about this stuff? We well, you know I went to a journalism school, which doesn't really do much of anything for you. Okay, yeah. So it's which, like, so you mean you went to community college? That's yeah, cool. pretty much a journalism degree doesn't really get you much of anything. It's pretty right. much if you're curious about the world and you want to write about it. And so I started off as a, a journalist. And I've always loved drinking, going out to bars, traveling, meeting people, talking, which are all things that are. Really great for craft beer. Sure. And then uh, over time, it really just led into, uh, you know, writing about the beer, then writing about the people doing it, and just like one story led to the next. And uh, after I kind of left the bar reviewing behind, that's when the uh, the beer kind of took off. Okay. You've been writing for magazines like Imbibe, which is uh, it's kind of a big uh, drink magazine. It's a deal. Yeah, I got in on Imbibe like totally randomly on the second issue. And so I got in right on the ground floor, and then I've been with them ever since then. Okay. 
How long have you been out there in New York? Uh, 11 years, for better or worse. Where were you from? Uh, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So you you went from culture Ohio shock? to uh, Brooklyn. <laughs> but you know, there's not a lot of culture shock. My parents are actually both, uh, they're both from New York City, and my family grew up in New York, and so they were, uh, okay. my dad, they're lost Jews in Dayton, Ohio, hungering for <laughs> hungering for everything bagels and a, a nice side of locks. That's how Moscow found them. Yeah. <laughs> He's on the lost Jew website. And that's where we get half our guests now. Apparently. I'm one of the moderators. <laughs> I think it's on Craigslist, too. <laughs> right. But, you know, my grandfather grew up there in the Bronx. My other grandfather, my Washington Heights. And then, so it was all my, um, my family's been there for years. And so it felt kind of like a uh, coming home sort of thing. Nice. So what was your, what's your gateway craft beer? For example, mine was Sierra Nevada coming out here to the Bay. Uh, I was drinking Keystone Light and bullshit like that until... <laughs> Until I was force-fed Sierra Nevada, and it and and quite honestly, and and literally, it changed my life um, and the direction of my life. What's your gateway? Beer? We know we started up in college as just like you know, I mean, I'm 33 now, so start off still like craft beer hadn't really, it was there, but that was at that weird time of the 90s when things had kind of that shakeout and like the things were kind of like a fuzzy climate back then, and uh, but we had a brew pub in town called O'Hooley's where it was. Uh, and this is Athens, Ohio. It's now a brew pub called Jackie O's, but back then it was O'Hooley's at a thing called Power Hour, where from uh, where from eight to nine it was like one dollar pints of all their of all their home <laughs> wow. brew, of all their homemade beer. And so for college right. kids, it was just that. But you know, so we were drinking all these great Scotch ales, IPAs, and stuff. But it was more about the uh, the dollar and less mm. about that. But it sure. was like, but like I think it started off like you know the idea of like it was like that good beers were out there and it didn't always have to be that I mean it was actually expensive compared to this place called the Greenery where beers were a quarter for a draft so a it was quarter like, so you were splurging right so you were splurging wow. to get good craft beer so you could get like a Pabst for a quarter no yeah, it wasn't even it wasn't even Pabst it was like Hootie Delight which is or something that's watered down Cincinnati beer which is I see one part terror one part water <laughs> bunch of awful college kids over there drinking that. But you know, then afterward, uh, after I uh, graduated, went on a road trip, then ended up in a, a road trip that failed miserably. Ended up in uh, Boulder, Colorado. My friends worked at the Liquor Mart, which if anyone's been to Boulder, it's the uh, this giant, massive liquor store. So we got all these great beers from there, and I pretty much sat there and marinated in the shame of getting kicked out of a road trip with uh, like Avery IPAs and all these really great beers. You actually got kicked out of the road trip yeah. while the car was moving. Yeah, I wish, but you know that would have been much more dramatic. But it was, much- <laughs> was it a girl? Uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't actually a relationship thing. It was a girl, but we were just friends, and we were traveling around after the uh, after graduation in that typical you know post college wanderlust. Like I'm going to see America. Okay. And we saw America, but then after it was very, you know what? The symbolism is just so drenched. I can't even make it up. We were in Great Falls, Montana, on the first day of fall, and I was just like, screw this. And then I just had her drop me off at the Greyhound station, and I put a uh, quarter in the payphone. Because this was back then when payphones, people still had calls on, <laughs> right. calls on payphones. We didn't have cell phones and just on the ready. Then I called my friends in uh, Boulder and my friends in uh, New Mexico. And whoever said yes first, that's where I'd buy a ticket. I see. So my friends in Boulder that uh, I uh, got a bus down there and uh, drank a lot of great beer. Then a couple weeks later, my friend in New York, they called me up and said, we have a uh, free bedroom. And do you want to come to New York? And so I was like, why not? Okay. So I came to New York. I didn't really have any plans of... Uh, Come to New York to be the writer. And like everybody else who moves to New York. Yeah, yeah I, I came I'm there because... I'm big. <laughs> no, right, I came there because no. I didn't want to share a bunk bed with my little brother. <laughs> Good enough reason. Good I didn't want to go back to Dayton and be like, John, I get the top bunk. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's good enough, man. Yeah, so then I ended up uh, in New York, and then, you know, like a typical... Like, you know, hit the bars hard, and then, uh, you know, 23, and for a young kid, the city's a playground. And it yeah. still is a playground. Yeah. I mean, it's just a... Um, 
But uh, then, you know, over time, I really dove down in the quarries and started pitching places, and I got a gig at uh, New York Press, which is a uh, alt-weekly, okay. and they gave me a weekly column writing about bars, and that kind of kicked everything hmm. off. Nice. So, that was kind of a dream job at the time, because you would then have to go around and review bars. Yeah, but you know, dream job is like, it's such, the pay for alt-weeklies is kind of crap, and so it's like a, uh, oh. it's like, you know, you still had to work, I was a receptionist, answering phones, and so that was like the day job, and then anything you could do just to get to the night job, and then... Yeah. But it was fun. I mean, you got to go out there, and it was much more like personal first-person stories about your adventures around the city. Okay. And like, and like finding a different bar and going to a different uh, venue all the time. So you spent several years doing columns and different pieces and things uh-huh. like that, and eventually you decide, I got to do a book out of all this, or what? Well, you know, I got a... Well, the book came about two years ago, but it was kind of like a slow growth process that happened after a... Like the New York Press gig, it's like once you... I know it's weird when you're starting off as a writer when you begin at the get go it's like you can't get in anywhere but like once you get in one place other people are like oh he must be worth something he's been writing for this place and yeah the next place so it's kind of like a domino effect where I started off at uh, New York Press and I got in for time out in New York then led to New York Magazine and then Chow which is based out in the Bay Area they hired me on to do beer writing for them and then that editor there took me on at Gourmet when Gourmet Magazine launched a uh, online companion. Okay. And so then I was to be a writer for that. And I had to imbibe magazine. And so it was just like, it kind of snowballed together. And then about two years ago, the publisher sent me an email out of the blue saying they're looking for someone to do a beer book. And I was just like, well, all right then. I'll do it. <laughs> well, no, actually the first book they uh, pitched was, they wanted me to do a book on stouts, which would have been... You know, a whole book on stouts. You know, think about it. It's like the dad that loves Guinness. It would have been something to appeal to, like, you know, the Guinness lover and all that. But then the more I would have done it because, you know, when you get offered a book deal, it's, you don't really say no. Yeah, understood. Especially when you're trying to break out of the uh, the daily journalism and just do something with a bit more substance to it. Yeah, JP and I ended up doing a Sunnyvale Ford commercial based on that same premise. <laughs> you, know, you get asked to do something, and sometimes you just do it. You just yeah. say, well, yeah, I mean, you hope to break out, and, and then yeah. when you don't, it's equally depressing. The right. difference is that Josh probably got an advance. That's yeah. true. Not much. He probably got paid. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so yeah, then we talked it out, and I was like really excited about where craft brews at and i felt the um what kind of doesn't get told is the stories about the people everything kind of gets lost in this wash of like abvs and ibus and like release days and so i really wanted to tell the stories of the people that are really you know changing the way we drink in america and around the world okay so that's your premise it's yeah. brewed awakening behind the beers and brewers leading the world uh, the world's craft brewing revolution um and so the idea is to go around to these specific places and talk to the brewers then you know what i wish i could go to every single place but that's physically impossible okay yeah. yeah but you know what but i've done a lot of um i love traveling and so i was able to actually you know part of my work is i go to ash i go to Asheville, north carolina and like do stuff and check out the city down there go to chicago go back to ohio go to the bay area and go see what's going on so within those travels you're able to meet the people and really get a ground up perspective and trying to find out what's been happening all across the country okay so were you able to sit down with with quite a few of the people making the beer that, yeah, you're, that down, you're writing about sit down and also like you know Virtually sit down. Sure, on the phone. you can email and well, you know, less emails. Email is not really a good dialogue because you just kind of have email. You get very stilted, polished answers oftentimes. Okay, and everyone can auto spell check it all and do it all. But it's a much more natural conversation, like like right now, talking on the phone with people. So I'd always try to like never really email conversations. That's Only a good to fact point, check. Yeah. That's better. I like that already. And it's kind of written, you know, uh, looking through it, is it's kind of, it's a bit of a journal. It's a bit of a travel log of, of what you've done. Yeah, in a way, I think that um, what kind of is missing a lot of times with craft beers, there's not a ton of, like, fun in there. And so I tried to, like, interject it and make a really, 
like have all the crucial facts in there and talk about all the people and let them guide the story. But at the same time, it's a uh, you know you kind of like candy coat all the facts. And they don't even realize they're reading this great story about you know how someone got into Nelson Sullivan hops and like why that's out there. And all of a sudden, you know all about this hop variety. So that's a good. I'm glad you yeah. bring that up because you know a lot of our listeners, uh, most uh-huh. of them are brewers and, uh-huh. and really uber beer geeks. Uh-huh. And so I think that some of the publications are are missing. We certainly have homebrew books uh-huh. that are instructional and uh-huh. they're they're geared toward us. But some of the more mainstream books, uh-huh. they they kind of they shoot under our heads and mm-hmm. and we kind of you know it's nice to read about different beers uh-huh. um, and maybe places we haven't gone to, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, it might not talk about the hops or how they got the hops or mm-hmm. things like that. So you're covering that yeah. kind of thing in here. Yeah, that's what it is. I think it's like it's really interesting that, you know, <coughs> Nelson Sullivan hops hit the mainstream, but why are they out there? Who's really driving it? And like what well like down the road from here, Alpine Brewing, like why Pat I'm trying to butcher his last name, but McLanny? Yeah, I forget his name yeah. too. Great but, brewer though. Yeah, great brewer, but like you know, the Alpine Nelson is like a killer example of like someone who uses it, the Nelson Sauvignon Hop, which says that you know that gooseberry white wine ish complexity, which really is so much different from like the typical sea hops. It's not like Cascade, Columbus, and all those. It's just it's like right. And so I tried to focus and talk about why these are kind of coming out there right now. I love it. And often I think you know I think that times are changing a little bit, but uh-huh. when we started and and we. Um, we ended up kind of with a couple of favorite journalists. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason was is that so many people writing about beer also didn't know shit about mm-hmm. beer. Right. Now, it doesn't mean they didn't love craft beer. Uh-huh. You know, they spent some time in college drinking craft beer and said, I'll write the column. Mm-hmm. But you'd read some of these columns in the in the San Francisco Chronicle and the New York mm-hmm. Times, and you just cringe at yeah. the coverage, at the lack of knowledge about beer. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to hear somebody, and like I said, I think it's getting better in general. Uh-huh. But to hear somebody who knows about the different elements of, of beer. Well, you know, I'm trying to come at it from like a uh, from a passionate background, but at the same time with like a journalist objectivity, and like let them like let them tell the story about that, which I think oftentimes the brewers, it's like there's a lot of great stories being written about beer in there, but not enough like sitting down and letting the brewers actually tell their stories and letting them really like you know guide the narrative. Sure. Well, and and really, that's part of why we you know uh-huh. we started this as we thought, mm-hmm. and and we still hear it today. Uh-huh. Um, how excited brewers are to sit down and talk about this stuff because they get asked some very simple questions sometimes, and and they don't really and get that's to. About it. And we really yeah. give a shit about where they're from, where they learned about beer, what are the beers that they care about, what are you know, and their struggle and how they got to that point, which I think absolutely. That's like, I mean, the craft beer industry is stitched together by all these great David versus Goliath stories and just everyone that put their life on the line, had a second career, maxed out their credit cards. And these are like these really crucial, interesting stories about like that. It's like it's, you know, you get a great beer in your hand and you love that beer. Like it's got great, like great nose, great body, great mouth, all that stuff. But then but how'd that beer get there? And that's what I tried to get out in the book. It's like how'd that get there? What drove the brewer to create this beer? What dro- what What's their passion? Love it. Yeah. Jip, I'm getting notes that this camera isn't like showing Joshua's face very well. I don't know if people are like, <laughs> the, is it cut off? Is it not no, it, his whole face? It's fine. The, the problem it. is, I need I need to adjust it because um, it like, looks like he has a like gas now? mask on. Oh, it does because it's full on. So it's like this. It's just really close. It's like this. <laughs> nice. No, because I can the, move over like this. The mic right? is directly. Yeah, that would be. Hey. that's great. I, so I just need to adjust it. I think that they're actually just. Can, they want to know if he's like Hasidic after me talking about it at the beginning. <laughs> they're looking for. 
Peos. I cut, yeah. I cut, I cut them off just for the show. <laughs> just for the show. Just for this radio I cut, I went show. To the, I went to the Puerto Rican barber before it took off, and like they actually took the straight razor and they did it. Beautiful. Did, like a nice like racing eyes. Oh just, like, man, it looks good. Twelve dollars. Yeah. <laughs> did that include tip, Josh? He's or? got the name no, of his I book him, shaved into the side of his pretty head. Pretty good. Actually. I gave him a three dollar tip. Wow, you give him fifteen, uh, huh? This is you actually, ask him for change on the twenty spot. No, this is actually like a step up for me. I used to go to the Chinatown barbers where it was seven dollars. What? And you pay an extra two dollars, wow. and they give you like the uh, they give hand you a job? Sh- like um, a yeah, no hand job, but uh, close. You get like a uh, you get like the head massage and the shampoo. I'm not bad. Always yeah. oh, now, if you're gonna go to an Asian barber, it yeah. better be a dude. Never let an Asian woman at the barber shop cut your hair because you'll end up having a haircut like Susie Q. The Asian I'm dude. sorry to say it, but uh, it's you just don't you don't do it. It's you'll end up you end up looking like Mo Howard. Yeah. Sounds like you spoke from experience on this. Really I've made the mistake several times. No, I find that, I, I, find, I find the male barbers are worse. Really? Oh. Yeah, because everyone wants to make me look like I'm in the Chinese military. <laughs> and so I get this like very two toned like uh, right. They really blend very well. So it's just kind of no very fade short. fade yeah the fade. I was like blend it together, but it didn't work out. <laughs> Now I'm looking at the design of this book, and I love it. By the way, it's yeah, unique. Rad. It's got uh, you know kind of a different type of a cover. I don't know how to describe it exactly, other than that there are two pieces of cardboard uh, stuck uh-huh. to each side. But uh, embossed. But more than oh, is, there, yeah. that's true. It it's is embossed, embossed wow. which is back in. I think it's the new black uh, <laughs> embossed. But the cover it seems go to have like a wow. That's cool. Is it like a board game? It's a map. That come, oh, it's a map. Yeah, the guys from uh, Pop Chart Labs, who are really great designers, actually designed the cover of the book, and then they've done a version of that map before. And so I was talking to them, and like we thought it'd be really great to kind of do a uh, a version of that map on the inside dust jacket because you know that's kind of blank space which doesn't really ever get used. Yeah. And so you know, in this day and age, if you're actually going through the trouble of making a book, why not use every available? piece of the uh, of yeah. the actual book and actually do something fun with it. And so it's kind of like you know. I wish we could include every style of beer in there, but there's not enough space in the five and a half by eight and a half book with a, a dust jacket. So it broke it down to you know ales, lagers, the two main families of beer, and then just kind of a branch out from there and very kind of like a uh, like a little radius chart. It's cool. So you have different styles, and then you basically have branches going out from the styles of what might be derivatives of them. Yeah. So for example, you you know out of ales, of course, you have. Uh, you'd have something like pale ale. And then yeah. in the pale ale circle, you've got several strings going to different things like um, extra special bitter mm-hmm. or India pale ale or mm-hmm. American pale ale. Mm-hmm. So kind of it just allows you, and, and I think especially uh, maybe people just getting into craft beer, uh-huh. to kind of put together the pieces of how different styles yeah, you see, yeah. it's not just like this like big disparate world that there's like an interconnectivity that's like basically two main branches and then you're just, and you can go off from there. Yeah. Which it makes it, I mean, that's, I love it. That's put what happens in craft beer. Oftentimes, people put up to the webcam. Want me to hold? Oh, oh it's got to go up to this one. Yeah, because it's yeah, otherwise it's just too. Uh, there you go. Too Everybody large. at home can see. If you're yeah. driving in your car, you don't get to see. <laughs> I like it though because it it is fairly. You know, you said you didn't get every style in there, but there's a hell of a lot of styles. Uh-huh. I mean, you have wheat wine in there for heaven's sake. Wheat wine. <laughs> <laughs> you picked that one out of yeah. all of the styles. I, well, I love a wheat wine. Listen, guys, wheat I want is... wheat wine in there. <laughs> wheat wine is super delicious. It'll get you drunk. Yeah, we'll get you drunk. But so will most beers if you just take your time. Ah, you've got the goose in there. Well yeah. done. Coming off of the lambic circle, of course. I like it. Check it out, Nate. It's good stuff. Very cool. Very now, cool. I and it was actually crazy making to make that map. <laughs> is that right? It's like like being in a movie is like having all the charts all around, and it's just like just to figure out like how, how, to how do things it. could hang together. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to screw it up. Like 
idiots like us, beer nerds, will will like go over that with a fine tooth comb. Oh, oh I know. For sure, because oh, I know. We want to we want to call you out on. We it. do. We want you. He to was fail. wrong on this one. I knew it. We're I such a more. jealous group of dicks that we want you to fail at something like but that. But you know, yeah. it's totally true. That's like you bring up a funny point where you know I've been traveling across the country in the book tour from Portland to Portland, New Orleans, you know, DC, Philly, all around, and. Usually in each city, at least one person comes up and tries to like tries to catch me out and try to make me feel like I'm an idiot. Yeah, and it's like he's like, "Why'd you write that book?" I'm just like, I was like, I can do this better. I'm like, you can do it too. I'm not like, yeah, there's I not didn't... like there's not monopoly on this. Like, if you want to do it, it's just like, no, nope, it's, it's like, done. yeah, this want to be angry with me for no reason. I got it. Might have been the same guy. Uh, <laughs> I got contacted by this guy. We don't actually get a lot of negative. People are pretty cool in general. But uh-huh. this one guy, I remember it because it was probably one of the worst things that anybody had ever said. I just didn't get it. But he came up to me at an event, and um, somebody introduced me to him, and he said, yeah, I know I know who he is. I know who you are. <laughs> I know you. You're, you You're the that. guy who's ruining craft beer. <laughs> well, he, he just said, you do that beer show. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I can, you can tell right away who is about. So you, just, you start that to beer just, show. And he ends up going, you know... What gives? Like, what makes <laughs> you think that you can interview all these guys? Who died and made you go? Why do you do that? And what makes you don't know any more than I do? And I'm like, I, you're right. I guess I, I know never, less than you do. Probably, I probably know a lot less. I'm not arguing with you about this, huh. but just angry about the uh-huh. fact that I'm the one sitting with these people and interviewing them. Uh-huh. You know, and in your case, you're the one who gets to write about them. But I can tell you, it's not fun to be a writer. Like. Sitting there and actually tr- like sitting down and writing for like months and months and months on end. It's yeah. all glamorous, right? Yeah, yeah. you know, kind of glamorous. miserable to me. But, you know, it's just like, I, like for that book in particular, because it's so design intensive, you're trying to find the right way to make all the content hang together and yeah. try to find it in an engaging way. No, I, I really mean it. It sounds miserable uh-huh. to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean that I would not want to do that. Yeah. It, it sounds off. It's a lot of detail. See, this is why radio is good, because yeah. we sort of generalize everything. Like, already we figured out that you're a writing Jew yeah. that knows about beer. <laughs> End enough. of interview. That's, That's all it. we have to know. You want to ask me about my bar mitzvah? <laughs> yeah, once we... Kind we of, actually, in, yeah. We I might re- get into that. I and could maybe recite part of my half Torah if I can, like, <laughs> yes. drink enough. Actually, I, I want you and Scott to do a call and response to that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do, do you have the shofar in the, uh, the Brewing Network headquarters? I'll play the <laughs> shit out of a shofar. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to shofar it up today. I love it. <laughs> I don't know. See, that's what I mean. We're very, ge- you know, I, I honestly don't envy uh, having to sit and, and write the details, not just because I, I think it's a fair amount of work, uh-huh. but because like we're saying, people kind of want you to fail. Beer they geeks do. want you to fuck it up, you know? Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> not all of them. I don't mean to say that, but, no. you know. It- Most of them, though. I do. That's for God. But, you know, sure. you get comments and it's like the comment, you don't, I mean, there's not a lot of positivity oftentimes. It's just kind of like when, like. They find it's one tiny infinitesimal detail, and they're just kind of like, yeah. And it's just kind of like, and it's not really wrong. It's just kind of like can be construed two ways, and they're just like, this is totally wrong. Oh, right. You've just failed all these words. Yeah. It invalidates everything you've done. You exactly. just called an IPA something and a beer that was ten sixty four, and it's really ten sixty two is the highest. <laughs> uh, so you're a fucking asshole. The power right. of the internet. Everybody's an expert now, JP. You know that. Yeah, right? I do. Well, and I think your job is made a little more difficult in the fact that you you really have gone into some detail about uh, historical styles. Uh-huh. I've, I'm open to a page right now talking about cast beer and, and tips for sussing out pouring a proper pint. Luckily, you know, like, for that, turn to people that, that actually know their stuff back and forth. Like, in New York City, Alex Hall, he uh, he's pretty much one of the most preeminent cast experts okay. on the East Coast, and he, he runs, um, he goes around the 
country does Cascal festivals, goes back to England and does a festival. He's actually a British guy. Typical, you know, you look at him, you're like, you're British. Got it. But he's a great guy, knows Cascale up on top. And so for this, I talked to him and like really got his points and his uh, and tips. And he, you know, sells beer engines, does beer engines, goes to the breweries, gets the Cascale, has his own stock of Firkin. So you know, if there anyone that knows Cascale, and so it's like instead of me sitting there and trying to think like, what do people need to know about Cascale? Sure, you go to the source. You, you go to the source and someone that's really super knowledgeable about it, and let them really drive the conversation. I kind of like the idea of. Of what you're trying to cover in this book is the story and technical details that uh-huh. go with it, right? The story in itself and the person behind it. That's awesome. Yeah, but you know, you try not to get too, but I not think, overly but technical, not, you right? know. But I think there's a, there's there's a lot of books if you really want to get super technical, like into brewing and find out more about that. There's lots of books out there that will really give you everything you need to know. Sure. And so, but the people that are just you know people that want to read about what's going on. You know, that's what this book is for. And what's been kind of cool going about it is just that even people that have been in the beer industry for a really long time have been uh, like really complimentary. Like I was at uh, Portsmouth Brewery, so Peter Eggleston, who owns Smutty Nose in Portsmouth. We did a stout We did a, did a stout social there on uh, International Stout Day, which is November 3rd or so. Yeah. And we did get a drink. JP's Kate. favorite day. It's my favorite yeah. day. We did get a drink, Kate the Great. But anyway. Ah, uh, it's too bad. I know. But it was just, uh, we sat there and he was like, you know what? I've been doing this for 20 years, but I read the book and there was like still things I didn't know. And it's just like, it's more about the stories, the people. And it's like, you don't have to, I mean, even if you super love beer, know all, you, you know, your Gozas versus your Glinter Vices, and you can really deep da- dig deep down into that. But there's, it's about the people making it, and it's like there's something to be said about a compelling story about people, and that's what got is it. really cool. Well, I think that you've done a good job. I want to talk a little more about the book, and we've got some questions coming through from the chat room, too. So let's yeah. do this. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk more with Joshua Bernstein about the new book, uh, Brood Awakening. So hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. And now, Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World? Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer has... Excellent mouth food. That's just a crazy dream, or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and lager for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, superior customer service, and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future. What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events 
events, recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. Uh. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe, and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it, with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmaster's Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BNARMY in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. What's funny is Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. Sports beer. The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session.
to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network. Welcome back to the sessions. Thanks for uh, sticking with us. We're still talking to Joshua Bernstein. He's the author of the new book, Brood Awakening. Just came out last month, right? Yeah, November 1st. Okay, just in time for the holiday season. Yeah, they pushed it back just for that. You know, I already do recommend it as a good uh, gift for the beer lover in your life. I think it's a pretty good book. Um, in terms of, like I've been talking about, it does hit the beer geek in us, because mm-hmm. you are talking about the details. It's yes. also kind of a travel book, so you learn about mm-hmm. different places to have beer. I think any uh, beer lover would like to have this on their on their shitter, mm-hmm. where, we re- where we all read. You know, my dad actually told me that. He's like, he's like, I'm halfway through the book. I read it when I go to the bathroom. I'm like, I'm like thanks, Dad. <laughs> I guess that's a way of saying I love you. It it, it, is. You could have just said I read it. (laughs) That's it. I mean, it does have to let's uh, let's be honest the, being a writer and and now you have a book out it's true you know that that's where a lot of people do their quality reading well. so y- it is sad that you have to, you know that's actually a compliment you have to accept that as a compliment but we actually did try to write the book in a way that you could open up any page and kind of like dive right in which is like the hallmark of any good bathroom book <laughs> <That's> <laughs> true. which right. is like you can like a hundred and one like dirty jokes or something like that yeah what was that dirty joke book that was like really pop like I know what I'm talking it's about. It's in my like a bathroom, thousand I think. One or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, All on different topics. See, and you're really, you're even talking about recent trends in brewing in this, too. Mm-hmm. You've got a section on collaboration beers, which uh-huh. is very recent that people have been doing. Yeah, collaboration beers and gozas and just trying to, like, really... What was kind of tough for that was, because the brewing industry is changing so rapid fire, so I kind of crystal balled and, you know, kind of saw, read the tea leaves a little bit and saw where things were going and include them in the book. And these are things that are really just kind of taking off now. Like, you know, black IPAs now, like, you know, they've kind of hit critical mass and things yeah. things that, or, you know, white saisons have just become a really great summer beer and people are really glomming onto that now and, and doing it up. And so that's what I really tried to go after was really think about where I thought the beer industry was going to be going in the next five years or so. Well, you've got a segment here, too, about the uh, Great American Beer Festival Pro-Am competition. I don't know if you yeah. know this, but Nathan Smith <laughs> holds the record of losing that competition more than any other uh, home brewer in history. Yeah. Yeah. I think I might, actually. That's a good point. I should look that up. I, may have, I may have entered the most and, and, and gotten the least. <laughs> And uh, my own Nuncasi yeah. award. So you Nuncasi. are, you really are covering a lot of things. Now, before the break, you know, we we talked uh-huh. about uh, how people can be a little jealous sometimes. And uh-huh. what I what I really think is that there's a lot of home brewers and beer guys out there who do know a lot about uh-huh. beer, and they also want to uh, mm-hmm. kind of turn their passion into something. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Tasty over there is working on a new book. It's called uh, <laughs> In the Twilight of My Beers. And uh, I don't know if you have any advice for like a home brewer turned pro. How do we get into, how do people turn their passion into something like a job like you've done? Learn to accept rejection. Is that right? Pretty much. Uh, I mean, uh, I got that nailed. Yeah. I'm halfway there. <laughs> JV's ready. Yeah. You're ready but for success. But it's true. You know, it's like when I first started off and we talked a bit how I got that gig at the New York press but what i didn't mention it took me about two years of sending them query letter after query letter after query letter some responses some none and so you just sit there and you're kind of like am i not good enough am i not good enough so you got no's like just yeah, pretty much no after no after yeah no. no after no after no but you know like that's tough instead of trying to be negative about it i try to look at every no as like 
that angle of approach didn't work, and so try to find a new way to make someone say yes. Got so it. I try to be much more positive about it, and like not saying it didn't get me down a little bit, but you know, for all these publications I wrote for, most of them said no at first. But now I've got, but now I'm writing for them regularly after like finally finding the way that they want me to write for them. Right. I'm pretty sure that's how JP finally got a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Was he finally found the right way to ask? Yeah, well, chloroform doesn't wonder. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's a hell of a drug. Yeah. Well, that's you know I actually think it's worth pointing out. I think that's kind of the the story that people know in the back of their head uh-huh. that you have to be able to accept rejection. But people don't talk enough about how much rejection you no, really there was, have. There's a lot. There's a lot of rejection. I mean, I can go back years ago, and it was just like it was pretty much an endless stream of a. Uh, of nothing, and then like you're forced to wake up and work this job which you totally hate. Right. I, mean, I was answering phones. I'm a terrible receptionist. I'm not gonna lie. It's like probably the world's worst receptionist because I'm. So Hello, old. what do you want? It was. I'm like, God damn it! I'm trying to do research right here, and like you're calling on the phone <laughs> <laughs> at my job. <laughs> my job, and I've got to do. Th- but so it was. So you try to find a way to, you know, temper your anger and really kind of um. Yeah. And then try to find a way, but you know, like the thing that anyone's had a lot of rejection but then when you get that one yes all the no's kind of slough away right and then it's just like you forget all about that so it's just like that one hit and it's just uh and these things tend to snowball together i mean it's just uh it's like acid all those bad hits they go away when you get one good hit just one good do they though (laughs) just one good bump no they don't at all they actually intensify now one (laughs) thing i don't that was the most matter of fact statement you've ever made yeah One thing, another thing I don't envy you about writing this book (laughs) is evaluating beers Mm -hmm. and actually going to these commercial breweries and then doing a write-up on the beer themselves. I think that's a difficult thing to do because, well, for one, you probably have to leave out the bad ones. Who wants to read about that? Well, I think that's that's the thing in any review that there's oftentimes, it's easy to be really negative. Yeah. And that if there's sacrificial, things are put on a pedestal that need to be knocked down. Like, you know, if there's a beer release and it's like super expensive, but the beer's not good, that makes sense to really, it's like a, you're doing a service for the uh, for the average consumer to let them know to watch out for that. But, you know, by and large, people want to learn about stuff. They want to be taken into a journey, into a place they may not know about. And they want to learn about new beers. They want to learn about new breweries. And so, what if you have this form, what's the point of, like, being like, this people suck? And so, <laughs> right. So, avoid them. You don't them. have the sucky chapter in this book. No, but that's not really the point. It's like you try to... But that happened behind the scenes. Like, what sure. am I focusing on? What should I prune out? And, like... You couldn't include everyone, but it's not like a high school yearbook of like craft beer in America and around the world right now, because that's a much different book. It was kind of like trying to find people that were kind of, um, you know, that kind of symbolize the different trends, like how they're really and how it speaks to them and like why this is the most important thing to them. That makes sense. Well, maybe that's not so bad then. I just would feel it's hard for me to weed out um, so many different beers and you're trying who you're going to write about and you don't want to play favorites and. No, but. You know, and also try to give a big geographic coverage around the world too, because I think everywhere you go right now in the country right now you're going to be cocooned by really great beer, and so. But oftentimes you get wrapped up in like the small beer scenes, like you know, in the Bay Area now, I drink a lot of Almanac, Dying Vines the last couple of days. Oh yeah, but then you forget about to go across the country back to in Brooklyn, like there's small breweries in Long Island popping up, like Barrier or Greenport Harbor, which are doing equally great stuff, but because it's, they're not like. They're not big nationwide ones. They don't ever really rate a lot of attention. Right. These are the ones I want to read about. They're always yeah. the ones I want to read about. I'm exactly. glad you did that. Well, it's a fantastic book. Where can people find it? 
anywhere the books are sold, which is fewer places nowadays. <laughs> but uh, Amazon and all of that. Amazon, yeah. But like it's at uh, any bookstores. A lot of breweries and bars are carrying it too, hmm. and beer shops. And then, uh, and then tomorrow, if you're in the Bay Area, I will be at Beer Revolution from uh, six to eight p.m. in Oakland. Nice. Uh, do you do your book signings at at beer places mostly on this on your tour here? Yeah, I've been focusing on in general at uh, either breweries or um, bottle shops or just like pubs, just because it's um, you know, that's where beer drinkers hang out. You don't want to go to a bookstore and sit there behind. If you like beer, you don't really want to sit there at a bookstore and like listen to someone talk and not have a beer in your hand. Yeah, and so it's like I try not to bore people with like talking for fifteen twenty minutes and like this is what my book's about. Yeah, I'm like. It's like beer. It's like one-on-one conversations, personality, people. It's just, uh, it's all about that. No, that's much better. We did um, uh, we did an appearance once, JP and I, for the TV gig that we had. Yeah. And they was that asked the commercial? To, the, well, the commercial was in the TV gig. Okay. We did a, a reality show about homebrewers. Mm-hmm. We hosted it. Anyway, we went to, went to do this, this uh, they wanted us to do a meet and greet. Mm-hmm. And then they asked me to talk to the crowd there who weren't really beer people. Uh-huh. I don't know who the fuck they were. To talk to them for a few minutes about beer. <laughs> and I talked for like three minutes. Like it was three minutes and they're and they're giving me the cutoff after uh-huh. three minutes of... And I just felt like, really? It's that boring, isn't it? Yeah, no one... I don't think anyone was really... There were a couple people that were kind of into it. Like, oh, that's interesting. But for the most part, it's like, who is Everybody this guy? Everybody else is like, where's the next fucking beer? Yeah, I want to drink a beer they right wanna, now. And, you know, the same at their And when they have a beer in their hand, they want to come talk to you and they have another beer, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so that's why it didn't really make a lot of sense for me to sit there and go around to bookstores. And, like, you know, I will do some bookstore events, but on the tour, focusing on, you know, the people that I wrote about in the book and, like, doing some uh, collaboration events with them together. Like, I did an event in Bend, Oregon with uh, the folks from Deschutes. Nice. They made a special Brewed Awakening beer that night. White Birch Brewing in uh, New Hampshire, Bill Herlica, made a special bottle release of the uh, Brewed Awakening sour beer he made just for that. Very wow. cool. So it's just trying to think of ways to really, you know, celebrate them and then the book together because, I mean, they're the stars of the show and I'm just sure. the one that gave them the microphone. Yeah. No, I like that. That's a good approach, uh, and especially for, for a book like this. And mm-hmm. I did note, you know, you're mentioning some some fairly prominent brewers. You know, I, I'm looking at the back cover mm-hmm. of the book, and you've got a write-up from from Ken Grossman from Sierra Nevada, mm-hmm. Greg Cook from Stone, mm-hmm. and uh, and Sam Caligioni from Dogfish. Mm-hmm. Would you just send them all $50 bills to, to get on the book, or are these people you know through writing over the years? Some through and- writing, and you ask nicely. <laughs> you just write, ask really nicely. Yes, very nicely. With lots of... Lots of hearts. And it certainly <laughs> helps sell books, doesn't it? Especially for maybe non-beer geeks who might know the Sierra Nevada name. Well, I mean, I think like any any book, it's just like the blur. People look at, you know, at an event, people pick up the book, they feel the heft, they open it up, and then they read the back cover. And they're just like, what are they saying about this book? And then if those names pass muster for them and the words yeah. they wrote, then they open it up and see my credentials. Right. And then they'll open up the words inside and actually look at the book. See, dude, and I'm the same. I'm yeah. exactly the same. If, it, if the book says... If it's recommended by Scott Moskowitz from the Brewing Network, mm-hmm. I'm not even going past the back cover. That's oh, it. I, yeah, I thought you were going elsewhere with that. <laughs> but it, I wouldn't even take the effort to light it on fire. But you go Ken Grossman, Sierra Nevada. Oh, I should read the next review. Mm-hmm. And then it's and then it's Stone. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to open the cover. So you're yeah. totally right. It's I'm that guy. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that's really just the which is like you know for me I'm a been a freelance writer for so many years so this whole book publishing thing is really it's really different for me it's just a uh it's a much 
you know, it's a strange universe just to be in, like, because you're creating a static document, and then it's just all these different pieces and components you got to fit together in a lot of ways, and it's just, uh, it's much different than writing, you know, a thousand word story, pressing send to your editor, yeah. doing a couple revisions, being like, where's my paycheck? Right. <laughs> That's yeah, books more like uh, once you're done. Yeah, Denny's beer. Oh yeah, well, what have you done lately? That yeah. was in November. <laughs> it's December fourth right now. Oh, yeah. your book came out. Well, what happened after that? But you spent a, you spent over a year writing this book. Yeah, it was probably about an 18th month process from uh, beginning to end. But you know, that's not even counting in like all those other years of research, where it's like building upon the knowledge base to kind of know where to go. So I mean, it's yeah, it's been building upon the last. It's kind of crystallization of the last seven year, seven years or so of work. Does the publisher cover the travel f- for research, or was it part of other gigs you were doing? Uh, you know, it was the publisher does. I mean, if I was really famous, they would maybe cover the then travel. They would, but. but no, I'm not really that. I'm not really <laughs> that author, and so. Uh, but you know what? Luckily, I travel a lot for work in general, and then go around check out cities and like learn about the beer scenes. And so I was able to kind of like roll research in together. Okay. For that, but they don't. They they cover a bit of the uh, the book tour expenses right now, which is. They're basically getting me to places so I can sleep on my friends' couches and beg them to take me out to dinner. It's the rock and roll lifestyle, man. Yeah, rock and roll lifestyle. Little little sleep, but more beer than you ever want to drink in your life. <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah, the next book is a water book, actually. It's yeah. all about the different About hydration. Yeah. Uh. And, and sleep, and how eight hours of sleep is great for you <laughs> and beneficial. That's the book I'm going to write. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days. Pretty sure. Question from the chat. Uh, let's see. Our, our friend Spider Wrangler wants to know if you've wow. been back to Jackie O's since you graduated. Unfortunately, I've been back to Athens, Ohio since I graduated, but I've <laughs> not been to uh, Jackie O's. Just started up a few years ago, I think, and so uh, he says they're making a name for themselves. They now. are making a name for themselves because you know Ohio has been kind of uh, there's some good breweries, Great Lakes up there in Cleveland, yeah, and a few other small breweries up around there, but there's not been a lot of great you know barrel aged beers, and so that's what uh, Jackie O's is doing. Okay, really interesting barrel aged. Some um, and they're uh, but it's so crazy because Athens is a small, tiny college town, like you know, classic like brick streets, lots of trees, and then now like this great brewery making uh, barrel aged beers, right? Which is just like that's it's across America, it's beers where you least expect them. And the name is much better than Hoochie Cooch or whatever oh, oh, you said the other one was. Oh, Hoolies feels like a drunken oh, Irish uncle who's like, yeah. he's like, come here. We're going to Hoolies. You get a quarter today if you scratch my toe. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're going to stay Daddy with your can't. uncle Hooli. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that again. Uh, all right. You can but, find... But, uh, I was going to say, but I've had the uh, beer before. My friends uh, brought it back from uh, Athens, Ohio, so I was able to drink Jackie O's. Good stuff. And you liked it? It is tasty. Okay. I'll have to check it out next time in, I'm in Ohio. <laughs> Which, <laughs> Which is going to be, be never. never. Right. Actually, no. no. We, go, we went to, uh, wasn't it Ohio? Cleveland yeah. International Beer Fest. The Cleveland in International Beer Festival we went to last year. Did some broadcasting from there. They, I don't want know if, they want us to come back next year, so maybe we'll be there in May. We'll have to go check it out. See Ohio's, get good, our... Ohio's good people. They're getting, you know, they're, they, they have <laughs> they're a growing beer scene. They it really does. do. They, yeah. the, like the Fatheads Brewery that we went yeah. to, great beer. Metal winning IPA. Yeah. yeah. And so, but I do, you do get the feeling that they're, that they're growing up is the mm-hmm. feeling that you get from that state. And it, it was my feeling anyway. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't speak across the board, but I felt like <laughs> they were, it felt to me like they're, they're getting there. They're really growing mm-hmm. up. You know, some good breweries. We tried some good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, all right. You can find the book Brood Awakening wherever books are sold, which, as you point out, is not many places. It's Starbucks, I think, is where books are yeah, sold. Yeah, I think next to the Atlantis Morissette 
single? <laughs> yeah, it's right there. Next to the new Alanis Morissette single, you can find Brood Awakening or Amazon, uh, or, um, different places like that. Yeah, anywhere or my website, joshuambernstein.com. And is your uh, signing tour on the website right now? People yep, can- everything's on there. People can check it out and see where I'm going to be over the next uh, week or so. I'm going to be on the West Coast going down to L.A. to Eagle Rock Brewery next week. Good and, brewery. And yeah. then uh, the Brewery Provisions, and then Carl yep. Strauss in San Diego on Friday. We're doing Brew Festivus, which is an ugly sweater party. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> JP loves ugly sweater parties. I do. I which- actually had one on today. You did? But can I wear a sweater in San Diego at this time of year? Or is exactly. That like, it's going to hurt. It's going to be sticky and itchy yeah. and hot. You yeah. should cut off the sleeves. I think I think I got a, I got a Christmas vest that my friend's dead grandmother gave. I got Perfect. It's like a dead grandmother vest, which <laughs> it's like a little bit of symbolism, but I'm Jewish too, so it's really weird. Yeah, you're going to go to a nice <laughs> Christmas party. This is perfect. Yeah. Bring just, Moscow along with you. What the hell? Just make them all hang blue lights. It'll be fine. Do they have like bad bad Jewish holiday sweaters, like a, like a bad sewn menorah Maybe. or something? They should if they don't. I, mean, I think all we have is Hanukkah Harry. I mean, it's just yeah. like this, like Hanukkah Harry, which is not really a thing. That it's sounds just, real crazy. It's an SNL thing. sketch. Oh yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, that's true. What would a bad menorah sewn on a sweater be like? Nine like, candles. Yeah, like nine candles. <laughs> right. yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. The sweater would actually be on fire. <laughs> I mean, that'd be a good one. Um, it's a one-time use. Cover. All right, so go check it out. Brood Awakening. You can find it anywhere. Joshua, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having yeah. me. I appreciate and it. Thanks for your kegerator of joy. Yeah, no sweat, man. I filled it up today. Otherwise, we would have given you like Pabst or something. Oh, you know, there's other stuff I could have stolen when we weren't looking. Yeah. In the yeah. green room. Oh, that's true. We, yeah. did, we have some hidden stuff in there. Now, uh, Susie, I'm remembering that I did not announce our winner of the second segment, which was Joshua's first segment, which I started the bidding. What I started at? 25? 20. 20 bucks. 20? I didn't even. I didn't even think you were worth 25 Damn what it. An, what an insult. <laughs> I sell my book for $20 in my event, so it kind of was like a nice thing. It was a good, yeah. So 20 and how do we do? Who owned the second segment? Racking off. Racking off. Woo! And how much uh, How much did he uh, buy it for? $55. Yeah. Wow. 55 Nice. Start low, sell high. And then I didn't announce this segment. Uh, did anybody bid on this segment? No, I thought we were still on the same segment. I sh- no, we're <laughs> here's what we'll, we'll cover do. segments later. What we'll worry. do, we'll do. Uh, Rackinoff owned the second segment. Congratulations to Rackinoff, and thank you for your support of the Brewing Network. Uh, here's what we'll do: we'll go to break now. But uh, over the break, you guys can bid on this uh, third and final segment that we spent with Joshua talking about Brood Awakening. We'll start the bidding at eight dollars and ninety-seven cents. That's the first bid, $8.97. I'd like to see it go up from there. And uh, show us what these brewcasters are worth in here, guys. <laughs> Why are you starting so low? <laughs> Come on. Why are you starting so yeah. low? Last week it was 50 bucks. I want them to feel like... Um, Dicks? Let's talk like they're not listening for a second. Well, here, I want mute, the here, listeners just, to just feel... Mute turn it on private. Yeah. All right, yeah. Let me turn it on private. All right. All right. All right. All right. So I kind of want them to feel like if it goes up a little bit, like that they're really contributing toward your well-being. So I figure if we start low, yeah. there'll there'll be several bids, and then the momentum will make people feel good, yeah. and you guys will end up with nineteen dollars. But see, yeah, well, and I, and I think that with a lot of these people, you got to kick them in the ass, and you got to set the bar high, or else they're never going to set it high for themselves. Well, we still have another couple segments. We have two more segments. Give them the tote so, bag, uh, NPR style. That's a good idea. Right. Except we're even cheaper than NPR. beer cozies. Beer cozies. That shit's cheap. We might have. You know, we've got these lovely heretic uh, beer coasters. There you oh. go. Oh. Heretic Brewing Company beer. Coasters. You want to pretend that? to be Jamil and just sign it. I will come in uh, <laughs> Wednesday. That's a good idea. Well, I have I have an interview.
interview to do Wednesday, so I will come in here and I'll be shipping a bunch of stuff. Okay, so all of our winners uh, who sponsor the, the segment will also yeah. receive a prize package. Right. Now, okay, go ahead and, which, and take it off private now. Which will be this. Okay. All right, there we go. All all right, hello, so hello. I'll be back here. 897, <laughs> that's the uh, starting bid for the segment that we're finishing up right now. Do your bidding over the break. At the end of the break, then uh, we'll find out who our winner was. And then we got another thing coming up. we got some beer news to do. Also, I've got some great audio of JP to play you yeah, after you the break. So oh. uh, stick well, with us. And um, what is your, uh, I guess I could do your press play segment during this um, 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 break. Do you have to? Sure. What do you? What did you do? I talked to the uh, city manager of uh, Wildemar down in Southern California, and he's got a program trying to recruit breweries and beer. Oh yeah, yeah. Were wow. we supposed to have this guy on or something? Uh, I, I had the audio done a couple weeks ago, and then my computer took a shit. But it's back, and so is the audio. So he's actually got incentives for people to come down and brew beer in yeah. Wildemar. Yeah, he's like the CEO of the city, basically the city manager. So it's kind of cool. Can you be a CEO of a city. Yeah, well, that's how he described it, and he's like, I'm, I'm basically a CEO. But he's yeah. like, this is my city. <laughs> yeah. He's talking I down to it. Scott, is what he is. <laughs> Scott, Scott, he didn't think you could understand yeah. city manager. Yeah. <laughs> basically, I'm city. I'm a CEO. <laughs> he, he assumed I knew what CEO stood well, for. Well, you're Jewish. You force you do. Yeah, yeah, no. We're going to buy you out <laughs> for $8.97. It would take that much. All right, we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Uh, during the break, you will also hear uh, from Moscow interviewing the city manager, Wildemar. Find out how to go down there and brew and get incentives to do it. Thanks again to Joshua Bernstein, yes. the author of the new Brood Awakening. Seeing him on tour or go to his website at... JoshuaMBernstein.com. And thank you for calling me Bernstein and not Bernstein. <laughs> You're learning a, the ways of the Jew. I am. A, I'm <laughs> such a moron. I can't even get names right. This All is, right. This is press play with Moscow. It's the session. We'll be right back. <laughs> the Holiday Beer Shop is the best place on the internet for homebrewers and gift givers of homebrewers. Homebrewers know exactly what's on their Christmas list, and telling their significant other what a refractometer is is one thing. But having that person navigate the convoluted matrix of homebrew supply stores on the internet to find a refractometer is another. At HolidayBeerShop.com, they speak the language of gift giving. Products are bundled. They have only the top 50 brewer gifts in the industry, and the site is easy to navigate. HolidayBeerShop.com is a huge fan of the BN Army, and for a limited time, buy any two starter recipe kits and get one recipe clone kit for free. Promo code BN Army, a $45 value, limited to the first 25 BN Army members through December 20th at midnight Pacific Standard Time. So tell your spouse, your girlfriend, your parents, or anyone who's shopping for a home brewer for Christmas, HolidayBeerShop.com is the place to shop. HolidayBeerShop.com. Follow them on Twitter at HolidayBeerShop and Facebook.com slash HolidayBeerShop. Homebrewer Shop made easy. A heretic is anyone who does not conform to an established attitude, doctrine, or principle. If you love craft beer, you're already a heretic. The very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we could think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. 
Senior Blickman Engineering. Think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the Intuitive Beer Gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. BN Army, HopTech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. HopTech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And HopTech not only carries Y-yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeved shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Hey everybody, it's another edition of the Brewing Network's Press Play. With me, I'm Scott the Jew. This week, I sat down with Frank Oviedo. He manages the city of Wildemar. It's a town of about 35,000 in Southern California. He's been busy implementing proactive economic development programs to keep the city growing. And as you might guess, since I spoke with him, he's focusing on the beer industry and building incentives for entrepreneurs to look to Wildemar as a prime location for opening their breweries. I asked him more about his one-of-a-kind approach to managing his city. Frank, tell me a little bit about your job, and then we'll talk about how it relates to beer. Well, uh, I'm the day-to-day manager of the city of Wildemar, and that's really kind of the equivalent job of a CEO in a private company, except I do it in a government agency for a city. So I have oversight of all the public works operations and the parks and recreation and all those sort of things in the city. Part of your job is trying to build the city up. You're going to use craft beer and breweries to do that. Can you tell me how? Yeah, you know, one of the main functions of a city is outside of the normal day-to-day things like fixing roads and putting parks and recreation programs on is economic development, having a long-term economic strategy for the city. One of the areas that uh, that I'm responsible for as a city manager is identifying where industries are going and, and different 
business opportunities for the city. And being a beer aficionado myself, I kept trying to convince council members that you know there's a there's a growing industry uh, in craft beers, and that that's something that we should focus on. While everybody else is focusing on high tech and all these other things that there's only so many of those to go around i thought well why not do something a little bit different and do more of a what i refer to as lifestyle economic development where we're looking at an industry that is growing because it's really our lifestyles are changing people are looking for something like good beer and clearly this is an industry that's growing and what i want to be able to do is from an economic development standpoint is make our city friendly to the craft beer uh, industry and hope to uh, attract some of those uh, up-and-coming beer entrepreneurs. What does that mean, making it friendly? How do you do that? Well, we have a lot of uh, space here in the city, and one of the things that I want to be able to do is uh, have fast processing of your permits. Know that if you're going to come to City Hall for any type of permitting that you're going to be, that the folks who are doing the work, the planners here at City Hall, are aware of the nuances of the craft brew industry. And so they don't look at you with a jaundiced eye and say, well, what is this? And, you know, boy, you're going to have to do all these things if you're going to want to put a beer production area in our city. I want them to know what it is and what it isn't so that they're friendly to the business when they come into City Hall and are and want to pull permits to put equipment into a light industrial complex, for instance. And so, you know, streamlining the permitting process, educating the council about the craft brew industry so that they don't look at it as something that, you know, we don't want that in our city because oftentimes alcohol will bring a negative connotation as opposed to where the craft brew industry is going, at least from my perspective, is more what you see in wineries. Um, so they can at least draw comparisons to something so the council can feel good about bringing those businesses into the city. Have you encountered a lot of that yet, people that are resistant to it because it's alcohol? Not really, <laughs> but I, I want to head it off at the pass. <laughs> um, I think, uh, you know, we're a small city. We're, uh, we're, we're still growing, and so the few restaurants, fortunately, we haven't, and I say fortunately, that's, again, my perspective, but we haven't really gotten a lot of the chain restaurants here in town. So the few restaurants we do have are, are uh, family-owned. So when you go into these family-owned restaurants, they have craft beers on tap. And so there's already, as a matter of fact, our mayor, Marcia Swan, Swanson, her husband, is a home brewer. You got an easy, easy audience there. Right. So, you know, I want to start to build some of that culture here in the city so people are really receptive to it. And so, yeah, we, we have kind of a built-in audience. As a matter of fact, I heard the other day she was holding a fundraiser for somebody running for the California Assembly, and uh, her husband was actually going to have some of his craft beer, his home brew, there at the fundraiser. So, yeah, there is a friendly audience. So I haven't really encountered it, but I want to make sure that people are aware of where this industry is at today and where it, it's going, likely going. So Now, you said you were an aficionado. Does that mean you're a home brewer? How did you get into beer? Well, I'm a, I don't home brew. I have a, a, an older brother who's an attorney in the Fresno area who was a home brewer years ago. And everybody on his, and the rug, the Fresno Rugby Club, not everybody, but a good number of them were home brewers. And so they were always brewing beer, you know, for their rugby games and matches on the weekends. And so I was always tagging along and drinking their beer. And, and that was, would have been late eighties, early nineties. And so there was some, uh, some of the breweries out there that Anderson Brewing Company, uh, was out and of course Sierra Nevada. And so he was always, my brother was always bringing beers home that were unlike the, 
Budweiser's and the Coors, and I just kind of got a taste for it early on and just haven't stopped. So, you know, I'm one of those guys that every time I go into town, my I irritate my wife because I go into my iPad, and I actually have an app that you hit, and it shows you where all the beer's at in the city. <laughs> Perfect. We love expert drinkers. We, we consider ourselves expert drinkers, too. Oh, good. You know, I hear common problems from, you know, either established breweries or people wanting to start breweries. And a lot of times there's issues with um, permitting and, oh, we can't do growler sales on premises. And, oh, it's it's the way this, this area is zoned. And is that a city-to-city thing? Like, are you bound to any rules that California puts on you, or is it just the city decides? The, the city does decide. So to the extent there's something that would be an obstacle to... Uh, opening up a, a brewery here in the city, you know, we'd certainly take a look at removing those obstacles, whatever they might be. One of them, specifically here in the state of California, that's pretty common is that a lot of cities, well, not a lot, but there's a number of cities, including just to the south of us, the city of Temecula, where um, black market brewing opened up, opened up. They had to get a conditional use permit, which oftentimes can be very expensive for somebody who's just trying to crack into, the, you know, get into the industry. And the conditional use permit, it could cost you, depending on what's required, it could cost you up to $30,000 just to get to the starting line um, because you're going to have to go through the planning commission, you're going to have to have reports written, and so on and so forth. Big chunk of change before you even, you know, draw up blueprints. That's right. So, and the other experience is just to the north of us in Lake Elsinore. Craft Brewing just opened up uh, not that long ago, whereas the city of Lake Elsinore didn't require a conditional use permit. All they required is that you know you got your lease and then you had your certificate of occupancy, and they're operating out of a light industrial area. So the cost to start up Craft Brewing, just from the government standpoint, the permitting standpoint, was significantly less. Um, than what uh, Black Market found in Temecula, just to our south. So what we want to be able to do is mimic more the Lake Elsinore experience, which is removing the expense of having to go through a conditional use permit. We also, in the state of California, the governor just signed recently uh, Assembly Bill 1014, which essentially puts craft brewers on even footing with uh, wineries in terms of tasting rooms, if you will. They don't have to fall under the strict health and safety codes that they were having to fall under with, uh, like, restaurants, because they're not restaurants, and they were able to argue successfully that, unlike a restaurant, we don't, we're not serving food. What we're serving is beer. People can come down to the production facility and actually take a tour and then try our products at the end of it um, in a casual setting. I think that's going to help the craft brew industry in California. And, of course, we'd follow uh, that law as well here in Wildemar. What do you think Wildemar's physical location in the state offers to, to people who want to open craft breweries? It's kind of located sort of at the halfway point in between San Diego and Los Angeles. By the way, Los Angeles is... Uh, it seems like they're in the dark ages as far as craft beer. For you know, for how hip of a city it is, and they don't seem to have a whole lot going on in the craft brew scene. There's a couple, but it's striking to me kind of how far it is behind. But anyway, what, what do you yeah. think your sort of location offers uh, brewers? Well, just real quick on that, com- commenting on that, is that I was down in downtown Los Angeles last week with my wife and two kids at a community play that we were invited to. And, and it literally right downtown L.A. And so, of course, I pull my app out and I hit the, uh, you know, wanting to see if there's anything where we can have dinner where I can get a good beer. And you're right. There was really nothing. You know, the only places you'll find the breweries is if you go to the coast and a lot of the, the coastal communities will have brew pubs. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, not in L.A. proper. You don't have, you know, some 
brew pub. I, I don't know. Maybe it's too hip because it's got the uh, the uh, you know too much glamour and maybe it's not the culture. Who knows? So I think there's there's opportunity there for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, so you know, tell me about the advantages of your location. Yeah, here in Wildemar, you know, I and and I'm probably biased because I'm the city manager and I get paid to say these things. But that being the case, you know, I didn't come here by accident. I actually chose to come here uh, to be the city manager because I was up in the Sacramento area before I came down here. And as, if you look on a map, you know, we're right on the uh, 15 corridor, and we are literally almost the same distance between Palm Springs, San Diego, and Los Angeles. We're literally right in the middle of all of it. And as a distribution point, it's I don't think you can ask for anything more. And then right over the over the hills to the west of us, we have Orange County. Um, I can be in Anaheim in 45 minutes from Wildemar. And that's a whole other market area onto itself outside of Los Angeles. So I just think we offer a location that you ju- you're just not going to find anywhere else in Southern California, and it's it, it probably is you know one of the hidden gems that people just haven't really quite frankly discovered because they're over in Orange County. But slowly, I, I believe this area and and a lot of developers, quite frankly, and others that are, are are banking on the future of this area are are banking on the same things because it it is so close in proximity to everything in Southern California. I can be in downtown Los Angeles or downtown San Diego on a Sunday morning in 50 minutes. So from a distribution point, it's a great location. From a beer tourism point, which is where I'd like to see this all go, we'd be able to draw from all these areas. What I'd like to see in the future is that people, you know, kind of maybe reversing the question as opposed from a distribution as opposed to people coming here. You know, you could come to the greater Temecula Valley, uh, where Temecula, Marietta, Wildemar, and Lake Elsinore are the four cities here. Each city has brewing operations, and if somebody from San Diego would come up to our valley and go to four different breweries and try 20 different beers in an afternoon. And that's really where, in some of the brewers that I've talked to, uh, that's kind of where they want to see this go as well. If people want to learn more about this program and learn about you and, and the city, where can they go? We have a, a website set up specifically for this brewinwildemar.com. You can go to that website and you can get some basic information. And then from there, you can get a link right to the city's website as well. You know, we're really, uh, I, I, my long-term vision for the city, uh, it, one of the long-term visions from an economic development standpoint is, you know, if just to the south of us, we have the Temecula wine country. And if we can have wine country, I don't know why we can't have beer country. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of the future that we're looking at. And I'd like to see the, the stretch between Lake Elsinore and Temecula to be the, the uh, competing with North San Diego County as one of the top uh, beer areas in California. Hopefully we can make that happen, and some of your listeners out there listening can uh, get an idea and, and, and give us a call and see if we can make a, a dream happen out here. Yeah, I was thinking that as you were saying it before. I was going to make the comparison to there was a time when Napa was just a bunch of rolling hills. Just everyone has to decide that that's the place, and then that becomes the place. That's right. So hopefully we can, you know, we've got a little bit of a spark going because we do have two brewers are here. And and just as a and maybe a final thought here is I'm actually tonight meeting with a brewer uh, here in, in town who's uh, got an investor from San Diego that I'm going to be having dinner with. And then I had a call yesterday from another brewer from Southern California that's looking for a final location to actually open his business. And so we are getting people who are interested. So the word is getting out. What I'd say to your listeners is, uh, you know, get in while the going's hot. Cool. Well, thank you, Frank, for your time. And uh, we love what you're doing out there. Keep up the good work. Hopefully we'll send some people your way. Perfect. Sounds good. Thanks, Scott. 
That's all she wrote. Another episode of Press Play in the Can. Until next time, this is Scott the Jew saying, L'chaim. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Do I sound that homo? I don't. I thought I have better then, now. I didn't even listen this time, actually. So I don't know. Uh, in other news, um, there's um, there's some things happening. I listen to a lot of NPR, okay? Right now, we're talking to the CEO of Temecula. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that there was one, but you know, there is. When you, go, when, you, when you talk to a CEO, I like to think of, um, how would the homebrew chef handle this interview? <laughs> well, actually, if you really think about it, yeah. it's actually pretty cool. Why is that? This is Scott Moskowitz with Press Play. Oh. Today, we're interviewing a homeless guy in Temecula. He tells me he's the CEO of Temecula, and I'm pretty sure that that's what he is. I did think it kind of weird, though, that I had to call him... Um, at a homeless shelter, but I figured he was probably just volunteering. He did offer me soup, and I thought that was nice. This is Scott Moskowitz saying, But no bread, which I thought was kind of Jewy. Why wouldn't he offer me bread? He offered me soup. You have bread with soup. What kind of homeless person doesn't know this? Next, on Press Play, I'm going to talk to a kitchen sink. <laughs> For yeah. now, this is Scott the Jew saying, I'm a stereotype. Yeah. What's, what kind of soup do you guys think it was? You have one guess. Well, it's got to be gazpacho. Italian wedding? <laughs> Italian wedding soup? What is that? <laughs> you never had Italian wedding? No. Oh, it's good. What is it? It's got little sausage balls in it, little meatballs. I just call it sausage soup, I guess. I'm an asshole. It's Italian wedding, you jerk. <laughs> Man. You want to try some beer? Yeah, so what happened here? Uh, one of those criminals from Australia sent you beer? Yeah, this is from... Who ate all the pies? It's in a plastic bottle, as if it was from a prison. Hey, pies! Hey, pies! <laughs> it does, he hey! Sa- pies sent it to us from a garbage bag. Yeah, the little prison hooch. It's uh, a little cloudy. I kind of cloud of Is that a feature? It. What's, what's it's the cloud? It's not a... Well, it's not a... a well, it's a lambic, right? Or something it looks it like is, grapefruit juice. It looks uh, like Robitussin. Backyard framboise brew date, uh, and it, it took me a while to figure out that they're on the shitty European dating system. So it says twenty seven oh two eleven. So it was made in the future. Yeah, two twenty seven eleven. That's awesome. In a month that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, a uh, sour beer from the future. So it's a framboise. A backyard framboise. Does that mean that he did open fermentation in his backyard? I, I don't even know. Tasty, you and I are not going to get the dregs of the first bottle. We're going to get the freshies oh, from the second. Oh, I see. There's just uh, one, oh. one type. Well, they're probably bottle-conditioned beers. That's why it's all cloudy. Just, yeah. uh, what is the... Uh, did you decipher the actual date? I want to know how old this uh, beer it's, is. It's uh, February. February 27th. 227. Oh. So, you know, in Europe, they put the, the day before the month. February of this year. Yes. That's no, great. 
It's um. This is a good radio. It right has now. the uh, recipe on it if you want. <laughs> want to look at it? Hmm. Wow. It's got some room to grow. Yeah, it's you young. It. It's it's yeah. pretty young. It's, it uh, tastes like. I don't, what did the brew date say? It's two February. 11. February eleven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two twenty-seven of eleven. Yeah. I like it a little. It's too thin for like the for the lack of sourness that it has at at its at its it at its body. I want it to be extremely sour. You see what I'm see what I'm getting at? It kind of it kind of yeah. smells like sourdough yeast, like bread yeast. Well, here's the recipe. Really it's uh three three kilos of Joe White Pilsner Malt. Um, Which is what? I don't even know. That's the thing. 1.5 kilo unmalted white wheat. Uh, mash, 50 cc... Oh, whatever. Who cares about your mash? Why is he so racist um, with his malt? 50, uh, 15 grams old steering goldings at 60. Uh, 2161 wild yeast. Spontaneous ferment. I don't know what that means either. Two kilo fresh frozen wait, raspberries. Wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop, stop right there. Let's stop there and evaluate that. How could it be spontaneous ferment if he added 2161 wild yeast? Well, I think maybe 2161 is a wild yeast, and that's why he's calling it... I don't know, Pies, I know you're probably in the chat. Why don't you call in, dude? Talk Wouldn't about spontaneous ferment uh, <coughs> insinuate that it's spontaneously fermented uh, with whatever was in the air? Well, and the, you see, we've cultured somebody else's spontaneous fermentation, <laughs> and then we put it in this one. Right. <laughs> I see. In uh, it seems of, so spontaneous to me. It seems planned, you know, like... Uh, <laughs> right. um, but planned yeah. spontaneity. Maybe it's that he bought the 2161 without knowing he was going to buy it. That then would be spontaneous. Maybe. Therefore, it was spontaneous. Yeah, yes. um, he added two kilos of fresh frozen raspberries two and a half months in. Spontaneously. And then he spontaneously <laughs> added 20 grams of medium plus oak cubes into the keg, which I get a lot of, but you're right, it's very thin. Um, and not sour enough. It's very watery. It's tart. It's not. I don't get a sour. I get tart. It t- kind of does taste like pink grapefruit juice, really. Let's see if I can change the camera here. How much did poor pie spend sending this to us? Too much. It was like it was like express over overseas. Look Did he really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Twenty one sixty one. This is how backwoods this country is, is. Is he now explaining it to you? Yeah. Twenty one sixty one is his postal code. Oh, I like that. Oh, I thought so it was it a Y yeast number. <laughs> I like that. So it is a spontaneous ferment of twenty one sixty one. His postal go. code. Nice. That's cool. Uh, okay. Mine That's would tricky. be nine four five five three. Not as cool as twenty one sixty one. No, but effective. Also, mine has cancer in it because it comes from the refinery. <laughs> so we you know, call it spontaneous cancer yeast. You know, San Francisco has some of the best tap water in the world? Yeah. yeah I, I didn't know that. Hetch Hetchy. Hetch, yep. Which is a big controversy in itself about yeah. whether or not... They, they created that reservoir and essentially filled in a whole canyon worth of animals with water. Where, what's the problem? And I, think a, <laughs> right. I think a town, right? Didn't they flood some town? <laughs> yeah. It's a big mess. But it resulted in some fantastic <laughs> yeah, benefits versus cost. Well, and and on the beer side, you know, we've we've talked to a lot of the San Francisco breweries. Not one of them treats their water because the yeah. water is so also fantastic for brewing, not just for drinking. I can taste the raspberries. I can taste the oak at the end, at the very end. Um, but yeah, it did. It did kind of finish a thin. He started at ten thirty four and finished at 03. Seems really young. Like I think I'm still getting the taste of that unmalted wheat. In the flavor too, mm. we need is there enough, to break that down over time a little bit more in the beer. But is there enough left in the beer for it to to turn sour enough? It's a good question because it does 
taste a little thin too at the same time. So it's got that push pull where it tastes young, but it, it tastes like it's already done. Like and, it's gone and too clearly far. Clearly, the bugs will will keep eating things that a regular yeast won't. So it will still work, but. My question, the re- the reason I ask is I think it's got a long way to go before it has that good, dry, yet extremely sour taste that it that it, it tastes to me like he was going for. I wonder if it can go anymore. I mean, it, goes, it doesn't saying. taste like there's a whole lot there. Well, it I smells agree. like yeah. a young fermentation, too, a little bit. There's yeah. a bit of sulfur in the aroma mm. as well. I think that that yeah. may dissipate over, over time a little bit, too. You need a little bit more, like, lactic lactic-driven complexity to the sourness. I would, I would add some, like, dextrins in, a, in another, like, similar base beer. That's a good idea. And, uh, and another uh, another bacteria. He's trying to Skype in, Lacto- Jay, if you want to... Yeah, you could blend this back with something cool right. like that, Tasty, and it would keep going and, and lend complexity for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, he also says, you know, two, uh, 20 grams of oak cubes in the keg, uh, the, the, uh, all that kind of garbage will eat that wood sugar. That's true, too. So he can pull the keg out of the fridge... And just let it sit at room temp, whatever room temp is down there. Hey, Pies. Hi. How are you, man? Um, yeah, pretty good. Just hanging out with potty pads. Oh. Watching the lines get spanked. Okay. Watching mimes getting spanked. Yeah. That's what I heard. Hmm. I like yeah, that. Kinky. Lines. I'm watching the football. Spanked on lines. Oh, he's watching NFL. Um, oh. Uh, so we're talking about your beer here, which... I, I like the premise, and I like where it's going, but I feel like there was, you know, it's not going to get to where you wanted it to go. We're or get- maybe it's not going to get to where I wanted it to go. <laughs> uh, with an experiment, it's, um, so, yeah, 2161 is my posted, so that's why I just use that number as my uh, wild yeast. I like that. I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um... I brewed, I brewed a beer I, the rest with the recipe, and then um, I left about three litres out just in a pot overnight, um, just out in the backyard, sort of near a couple of fruit trees, uh, some limes and lemons and whatnot. And um, the next day, I, I got to the pot and covered it over, and then left it for a few days, and then um, there was some activity on the top. There was sort of some weird um, patterns of white forming on top of the... Uh, on top of the work, so um, I just pitched it, and so I'll just let it run, and it did. Now, I w- let me huh. say this about the beer. Given that the only yeast that's in it is his natural yeast yeah. of the area... Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's really clean. Like, it doesn't have... Um, what it what it is lacking in a in a very good way is off flavors. Yes. You guys mentioned a couple tiny things, but... You know, it doesn't have a lot of competing bad yeast in there, which is what I would expect having just left it in the backyard. So I'll give it that, that it's clean as hell. Yes. Well, and I think a lot of the stuff, you know, or at least some of the stuff that Nate uh, mentioned, like the sulfur, that should be going away. Yeah. Right? That should clean up with age. And, uh, I mean, everything should be... If if the bugs can eat a little bit more right, and, and get a little more sour, uh, a little more tart, it would be uh, a lot better. And especially, I mean, this is almost flat. Pie, so I don't know if you knew that or or intended to be carbonated or whatever, but uh, I bet with some bright carbonation, uh, it would be it would be. Uh, I had some issues. A different beer. Uh, so, so this the the beers that you got with the last two bottles from the keg. Um, yeah. So I had those kids in the keg, and then I I bottled it for a, a, we did a funky beer swap here in Australia on one of the forums, and um, 
I was gonna I was gonna take a few bottles to this um, brew share competition that we have at one of the pubs, uh, but I didn't have enough volume to enter the competition with the beer. So I thought I'll just um, the last two the last two bottles were so I sent to you guys. So they, they were actually I couldn't even get it out of the um, out of the keg anymore because one of the eight kids had blocked the uh, the pickup. Got so it. this was um, poured through the top of the keg into a into a jug and then the jug into the bottles. So. Um, well, well, let me say thank you for yes. sending us your last two bottles because I do love to talk about this stuff and kind of uh, get back to our roots of, of troubleshooting and, and different things like that. So thank you for that. I wish you had more left because even though uh, we've talked about how we're worried that there's not a- enough to eat in there anyway, I would instruct you, uh, what the hell do I know, but I would have asked you to, to pitch some, some other uh, lacto uh, um, type of bugs in there, um, uh, different... So one of the one of the white lab strains, maybe a blend. Yeah, uh, I would have asked you to, even though you've done your twenty one sixty one local here, I would have wanted you to take a keg and throw some more stuff in there to see if we could get it more sour. But I mean, it finished at oh oh three, so there's not a there's hell of no, a lot. There's nothing. There's left. nothing really <laughs> left. I mean, may, like I said, maybe the wood sugar. Um, but there's not a whole lot left. I don't know if that would really do anything. I but think, it'd be an experiment for sure. I think one of the coolest things you could do with this, since you know, normally, if you have a wild yeast fermentation, you aren't sure what the yeast are. You get a lot more weird yeast flavors than you did with this ferment. Yeah, like a lot of phenols, like a lot of real harsh, yeah, potential yeah. alcohols and things like that. This it's the, not there exactly. So this it, could have been a blender for his next batch. Exactly, and Pies said he used oak cubes in this beer. You could save those oak cubes and pitch that into a different wort yeah. in the future. Oh yeah, and then enough. in theory, you could. Uh, is that what you did? Yeah, so the, I left the keg that I had. I uh, I didn't clean it up. I just sort of rinsed out a bunch of like the dead yeast at the bottom of the keg. Shut uh, up that I cat! The cubes and then I put a um, that's my baby. I, oh, whatever. I put um, He's I put a Belgian parallel. JP calls his cats and babies too. It's all right. Cubes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say that again. But I'm, uh, I put a Belgian pale ale um, back into that keg with the, the same uh, oh, cubes. Oh, I think the, that's perfect. Here. I like that idea. Yeah. A little raspberry yeah. kind of thing going on in there. Yeah. That'd be good. It was. It was. Um, it was really. Um, it was. It was a little bit sweet still. So uh, I think the bugs have got plenty to eat on that one. So um, what, what was the final gravity of yeah, that Belgian? Sorry. What was the final gravity of the Bel- oh, of the Belgian peel? Uh, 10, 10, 12, something okay. around there. Right. Uh, that was still good. Got yeah. some to work with there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got I've got a I've got two carboys, so I've got one going at the moment with another um, just a local yeast ferment that I, I caught some more, um, and I'm I'm doing another couple of lambic blends, the the Y yeast, uh, one of the Y yeast blends. So I've got a few things going on at the moment. I like it. It's kind cool of crazy stuff. to know that we're drinking something that was fermented with wild yeast from friggin' Australia. That's pretty awesome. I don't know. I kind of dig it. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Do babies cry backwards in Australia? I think they do. <laughs> I think it sounds like a David Lynch movie for sure. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Pretty sure they do. It's weird. Uh, all right, Pies. Well, thank you for sending it. I- I'll yeah. tell you, the recipe is solid. Um, it's just that your 2161, your local, was not quite... Um, Junky enough for me, not quite buggy well, enough for me. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good flavor. It just needs to be more of it. Exactly. 
Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think it could be. Um, there could be a fair bit of brewers yeast in there because it's sort of in the same sort of region in the backyard where I dump my my spent cementers. So I mean, there could be brewers yeast in there. Who knows? It's probably probably a lot of that. It's probably get up in the air, get all over that tree. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you sort of, you know, half enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, I'm going to keep working on it anyway. So Do it. Yeah, keep working on it. And really, I, I do mean it. Thank you for sending it. I know yeah. it's not cheap to do the international thing. And I, you gave us beer at uh, at the Homebrew uh, Conference, too. And I like your beer. So I appreciate you sending it over, man. It's good stuff. Um, it just so needs, needs more uh, sour. Is who still here? JP. Yeah. Did you drink the other beer? I did drink the other beer. I'm going to send you an email on it. I liked it. I liked it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. I, I didn't bring the other bottle for these uh, assholes, so. Right. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks, man. All right, buddy. Later. Thanks, pies. There you go. Who ate all the pies <laughs> from down under? <laughs> down under? All the way from down, Australia. Yeah. All yeah. the way from uh, Concord. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we call down under here in Pacheco. Yeah, we do. Where JP lives in Concord. Yeah. That's down under. Yeah. We're up over. <laughs> You're down under. Thank you. So a while back, um, not too long ago, a listener, I don't think I ever played it. Did I, Moscow? I didn't. <clears throat> so a listener sent us um, some audio that he, had, that he had cut up. Yeah. And he basically took a bunch of JP's negative comments from various times oh, wow. throughout shows. That he, took he, like one show or what? I don't know how many shows he had to do, <laughs> wow. but he took several of JP's comments and what he did was he spliced them into one of our interviews. Oh. An interview that you were not here for, Jip. I feel honored. It, the interview was with Kajettle, Kajettle Wygant. Kettle Wygant. Get it right the first time. Who's that guy? Was it a Can You Brew It show? No, that was the oh, no. session. And yeah, he was uh, on because he he's like a big homebrew, but he's working for Rockyard out in uh, in Colorado, and he's getting homebrewing influence on their commercial production. Okay, I don't remember, but I guess we did this interview without you. Sounds great. So what he did was he I bet it went well. He added you to the interview. Oh, good. All um, right. And what I thought, well, let's listen to what he sent. And then I'll and then I'll give you my thoughts after that. <laughs> okay, please so, do. This was from Sean. Uh, Sean uh, Coates sent this into us, and I, I really liked it. This is JP um, involved in the interview <laughs> with Kajel Wygant. All right. What do you think about the beer label? With the uh, with the penguin and the no. uh, oh, I'll tell you what. I like that it says homebrewers right on it, man. I don't like that. Why is that bad? I dislike that. I, I really think the best thing about it is that, you know, it says Rockyard Brewing Company next to it, but the first thing you see is homebrewers, and that's cool to see as a homebrewer, yeah. that a pro brewery's putting out a beer that's really announcing, this comes from homebrewers. Yeah. I like that. I, I just, I think that's awful. I think it, I, I don't think that's good, because there's a lot of shitty homebrew out there. <laughs> well, you don't have to buy it. No, but I'm saying uh, you get you get uh, some guy who has a friend. Yeah, I do put my beer on. Yeah, and you know because it's being distributed in over right now. It's actually between <laughs> about seventy and a hundred stores here in Colorado. Okay, so Colorado Springs to Boulder. Um, 
it's embedding customers out there as well. So you got all the home brewers that are going out, buying the beer, showing it to their friends and family, promoting the club, promoting us. It's just a win-win all around. Sure. Yeah, Homebrewing is a popular hobby in Colorado, so it's not, not uncommon for a homebrewer to walk into a store and see that beer and say, oh, I want to get that. That's And it tastes like shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's JP added to our Kajel Wygand interview. It's pretty good. Uh, oh, that's great. So I thought it'd be fun if listeners kind of ran with that yeah. and um, made us some mashups of, right. of JP uh, and how interviews would sound if I really allowed him to just do his thing. <laughs> Take his muzzle off, huh? Yeah, you know, just go for it. So, listeners at home, I challenge you to go through, um, and, and maybe what we need is a JP soundboard. Where, we do where need a J- I've always been jealous of Doc's soundboard. He got a soundboard yeah, years ago, and, and maybe if we had a place where people could just, it, it, we'd get more of these submissions if, if all the cutouts were already there, yeah. all the several negative things from JP, <laughs> and then people could just, Download their favorite interview and interject JP hmm. into it. They could. Yeah, I have uh, I have a, um, files I could send you. So if you want to send me an email, I can send you what I cut out. Because I made one just to sort of get the ball rolling for... All right, let's listen this, to yeah. uh, Moscow's. Oh. Um, is that uh, the Sarah one? The or Sarah the, one, yes. All right, let's listen to Moscow. His is his version of JP um, getting into an interview. <laughs> I was just calling to say hi. That was it. What are we dating right hi. now? Or are we fucking married? Are we dating? I just wanted to say hi. It's so irritating. Well, Sarah, we're glad um, to hear from you. No. I'm glad to talk to you. You can suck a dick. If you were in the running for Drunk of the Week, what would your friends say yeah. to you and how they know you're, you're real drunk? Well, I would start to get naked. Suck a dick. It doesn't matter. <laughs> really? You get naked in front of your friends when you're drunk? There's right. no way been really bad because sometimes I like start to pull off my shirt. I don't like that. I dislike that. No, you know what you no. need? You need a, you need a hockey no, jersey because bad. they button on the inside, and that way you can't pull it off over your head. That's what you need. Or a straight jacket. Is this a recent occurrence, or have you always yeah. done this? It is. Are you remembering suppressed yeah. memories of an uncle or something? <laughs> Wow. I think I may have said that last part, actually, in the interview. See, that one's good because... <laughs> I can't tell whether it's live or memory. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, it should be... The game should be, did it really happen yeah. or is it a fake oh, one? There you go. Now you're <laughs> because it would be tough. That one would have been tough for me, yeah. except for a couple little audio blips. Uh, I would have gone, shit, JP could have said all that to her. Well, I would never have screamed, suck a dick at a female <laughs> listener. <laughs> As much as I want to, sometimes it's open for discussion in the uh... suck a dick. <laughs> Hearing it now, I kind of sound like an asshole. Oh, that's well, JP, this is yeah. I guess I am kind this of is an giving asshole, you right? a window into the. <laughs> I was just calling to say hi. That was it. What are we dating right now? What are we fucking married? Are we dating? I just wanted to say hi. It's so irritating. Well, Sarah, we're glad um, to hear from you. No. I'm glad no. to talk oh. to you. You can suck a dick. If you were in the room. <laughs> I'm glad to talk to you. You can suck a dick. I, can you load those in like Jazzler or some shit? <laughs> Just to play them all the time, yeah. Uh, I thought you had some sent JP me um, two. Uh, wasn't there another one? Or you sent me the listener one with right. the other one. Yeah. I got it. Okay. So, uh, what I would like to see happen is some listeners get in on the fun and send us your rendition of a JP-led interview. Um, pick your favorite interview or guest or anything like that and uh, throw in your favorite JP uh, quotes 
and see how the interview would sound if if you if JP had his way. And um, if they're good enough, if the audio's done well enough, maybe I can give them a push to clean up. Maybe we'll end up with a game uh, where we can guess <laughs> if it actually happened or didn't actually happen. It'd be pretty good. I mean, there's probably some moments you could go back to Moscow that actually happened that would make all of us go, there's no way JP said that. <laughs> Did he really say great. that to that guy? It'd be a good twist on the game. <laughs> it would be. It would be good. So let's try that. Uh, all right. Susie, who won our last segment? Our last segment was won by Iconis. Hang on. Speak into the microphone. Oh. Uh, the last segment was won by Iconis. Iconis? How much did Iconis sponsor it for? $75. $75. Let's hope he's not right. conning us. That's a record for today. <laughs> our last segment brought to you by Iconis. Right now, our newest segment is starting at $30, and the winning, uh, the winningest one is new. New York Homebrewer. New York Homebrewer at $30? At $30. $30 right now. We're starting the bid right now. Okay. 30 bucks for this segment where we just found out what a real JP interview sounds like. Suck a dick. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Doesn't matter. (laughs) Suck a dick. Tastes like shit. Thank for Drunk of the Week. What would your friends say to you how they know you're, you're real drunk? Well, I would start to get naked. Suck a dick. It doesn't matter. Really? You get naked in front of your friends when you're drunk? There's no way. It's been really bad because sometimes I like start to pull off my shirt. But I don't like that. I dislike that. No, you know what you no. need? You need a, you need a hockey no, jersey because bad. they button on the inside, and that way you can't pull it off over your head. That's what you need. I know. Or a straight jacket. Is, is this a recent or a straight jacket? <laughs> Either need this hockey jersey with this elaborate explanation, or a or straight jacket. jacket. <laughs> awesome. My mind is really sharp. You know, we should have a fundraising show. Would you guys be willing to give up your donations one week to go toward getting Sarah 36C flown out here so we can see those things in person? Is she going to jump up and down? No. Yeah, of course. Okay. She would have to come in put here. Put on a trampoline. Let's take off. The, we'd put a trampoline in the studio. She'd have to jump up and down and look at those boobies once and for all. Uh, uh No. No. What do you mean, no? I have bills to pay. <laughs> and everyone around here has got big cans anyways. Mm. You're talk- the way we're going tonight, you're talking about missing out on 40 bucks to look at some boobies. Nobody here has boobs, though. That's like a half my grocery bill for the week. <laughs> I can get boobs on the internet. I'll donate all mine. There you go. All right, so tasty. See, thank there you. you go. Got- Somebody with a penis is in the room, finally. Yeah. Yeah. Nate over there, he wants I- to say yes, but his penis has been captured by Nicole. <laughs> and so he's not allowed to say yes. He's been held hostage. He might be listening. I don't hey, know. One, guy, one yeah. person in here with a penis. There's two penis. In here, and one of them belongs to Susie over there. <laughs> Ridiculous. <clears throat> Sorry, got to side with the Jew on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least he has an excuse. He's a Jew. Of course, <laughs> well, he's going to say no. I'm Greek. Boy, oh boy. Whatever that means. I might have to pony up. All right, I'll look on Orbit and see if I can find a deal. <laughs> they make good Funny. gum. No, Where's we'll get her here. Then we'll have somebody sponsor that section. Then we'll get all the money back. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we'll invest. Smart thinking. Yeah. There we go. I don't think that's oh. investing. And then they get pictures since they're Dude. the sponsor. The sponsor would get... Oh, we'd make a lot of money if the yeah, if the winner yeah, yeah, got yeah. got photos of the event. We uh-huh. need to put um, BN tats on her tits. Yeah, that's a good idea. So, little, see? little tasty patches, you know? She'd fly oh, all the way out here. Tasty pasties. And tasty the pasties. Right there. Oh, and that's then, both. Yeah. Wow. Tasty pasties and the BN Army tattoos. And then those, then those photographs are legit. They can go on Facebook. 
that could go on Facebook. I mean, if there's, if there's pasties. Oh, man. Tasty like pasties. I just invented a whole line of gear for you, Tasty, right now. Tasty pasties. I you go to Tasty. I don't know what this pasty market's like. He's is that looking, a big booming thing? Or? I can't imagine. I mean, who's wearing them? I don't know. The oh, look, I'm, I'm, I don't look, know. The look on Tasty's face is like he's never thought of this before. Tasty, he's you're good. too you're too long out of spring break, my friend. Oh, uh, every spring break in the world, and uh, oh. and uh, Mardi Gras, and you name any any topless opportunity party That's in the world, they're still using pasties. I got you. Uh, Susie, hmm. what do you mean you know where we can get pasties? Is there like a pasties site? No, there's a site that you can design your own pasty. Really? Um, is it called tastiespasties.com? It's not tastiespasties.com. I actually bad. have to look it up. It's on Facebook right now. Um, when Kim Wood posted a picture of my, my, your name, boobs? my boobs up on... Um, and your friend's boobs that were real nice, too. Woohoo, pretty. Yeah. Um, Greg Mackway posted this thing about how you can design your own pasty. Okay. And I know... Some other people who can, who, who could have, do like, it. Talked about like, but you don't know the site offhand, or I can look for it right now. We might need to sell Tasty's pasties in the store. Hmm. I don't think we'll make a fortune, Tasty, but it might be fun. Could be fun. A lot of guys will send you pictures of man boobs with pasties on it. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't want to see that. Suck a dick. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't like. I that. don't like that. <laughs> I dislike that. I like how clear he is about things too. Um, mm, I dislike that. <laughs> <laughs> There's like no, I think we were no talking gray about, area there. I think we were talking about uh, when so homebrew was allowed to be sold in bars or some shit like that. I think that's what we were talking about. I dislike that. I don't like. That. I don't. I don't like that. I dislike that. <laughs> Suck a dick, <laughs> and there's and and I like it that you're very specific about disliking it, but there's not really a reason. Uh, well, you know, we, but you could sell homebrews in. Mm, I dislike that. I don't like it. <laughs> it's just out of nowhere. I don't like it. No, I. Eh. I just like that. Well, in the other clip, it was, you know, I said... Uh, suck a dick. Suck a dick, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of bad Which is like brew. my favorite thing to say now. I don't know. <laughs> suck a, a certain, dick, a bro. Yeah. Bro. I say it on the internet all the time when I'm playing video games against shitty little kids. Oh, my God. Oh, no, it's so great. Why do you chat with people? Doesn't it just I get angry? I killed you. Suck a dick, bro. I fucking schooled you. Who got 50 kills? What? Me. This guy. You're that guy mm. on the games where you, like... <laughs> Smack talk people. Oh, I love talking shit, man. Oh, Only to some people, and they get so mad. This one guy, you're illiterate. I'm like, really, bro? That's your insult? <laughs> Suck a dick. <laughs> right. <laughs> man, you JP just, dominating the digital world. You're just illiterate. Running for drunk of the week. What would your friends say yeah. to you how they know you're, you're real drunk? Well, I would start to get naked. Suck a dick. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Really? Why is that? Why is that my go-to line? I don't know. Where is Sarah when we need her? Anyway, she listens live a lot. She might be listening now. Not tonight. Where's my girlfriend when I need her? <laughs> Sounds like I need one of those <laughs> things. Sounds to happen. like you need help in that <laughs> situation. All right, so you can send those uh, clips on over to Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. dot com. Uh, we'll see if we can put together a JP soundboard. Any listener help with that would help too. If you yeah. if you ever go through some of the angrier JP episodes and can pull out clips or even just send Moscow timestamps, then um, it would help us to be able to create a JP soundboard or tramp stamps. And then, you know, JP, we actually, I would be careful because we could make your job here on the show obsolete once we have a thorough soundboard. <laughs> I'm thinking you could. Virtual uh, JP. I yeah. mean, really, I just give Moscow the, the soundboard and we've got you covered. Done. 
<laughs> you know Let's do I mean? it. Will I, you know, will, will I still get credit for the show? For being on the show. Yeah. yeah. Will you still say, hey, JP, blah, 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 and pretend I'm actually on the show? Because that's all I really care about. I just want the attention. You know, I wonder if the, if the soundboard is thorough enough, yeah. I might actually not even know you're not here. <laughs> so if, if that's the case, you get credit. Absolutely. Nice. We could just sur- if we would surround my area with monitors or whatever, so I didn't have to see anybody. Yeah, you could tell me you were there, and oh, as long man. as Moscow just kept hitting the soundboard the right way, I probably wouldn't know the difference. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm in for that shit. I'm already halfway obscured by your eight thousand inch monitors already. I'm getting close. Yeah. I thought about putting one right here, actually <laughs> in front of you, but it, I did. It would have covered half of your face, and I just thought, well, he might think I'm trying to block him out. It's either half or all. You can't go, you can't, or it's either none or all. You can't go halfway. You were going to look like Wilson looking over the fence at me. <laughs> is what was ha- and I did, I Home improvement. Yeah, I, I thought, uh, God, how old am I? Uh, I just didn't think that was going to work out well. Speaking of uh, TV uh, people, did you know Uncle Phil on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air... I don't remember who that is. The big fat really? guy. The big fat I know the guy. show, but... Oh, oh, okay. He was also the voice of Shredder on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, I didn't Shut know up, that. that's awesome. Yeah, right? What do you think of that shit? The more you know. Just drop some knowledge. Boom. <laughs> Speaking of knowledge, how did you guys like the like the name of uh, Tasty's new book that I threw out there? I don't like that. What is I just it? like that. Twilight of My Beers? In the, like in the Twilight like of My Beers. I think said beard. I was like, oh, that makes sense. No, in the Twilight of My Beers. It's yeah. the, I thought it would be good. No, I, could, I, can write, I think I can write a book about it. The Twilight, of, the Twilight of My Pegs. <sighs> yeah, I'm out there like, you know. Let me tell you what I've discovered. In some places for the last time, I'm thinking. Let me tell you oh. what I've discovered. And uh, and it's not from tonight's interview, because I really like Joshua, and I think he deserves to have written that book. I think he did a yeah. great job. However, we've done some um, writer interviews <clears throat> where, in the middle of the interview, it, there is the moment where I tell... It's, it's a reinforced point where I tell myself, wow, anybody can write a book. <laughs> you don't have to know what you're doing or what you're talking about. Anybody can write a book. Now, yeah. again... That's not Joshua. I think no. I think his book's fantastic. Well, and there's a lot of other books are too. But there are a lot of books on sale, and some of the authors we've interviewed that you just go, that guy doesn't know anything. He knows nothing. Well, I could write that book. It, so, anybody can write a book. You're absolutely right. It, it, I don't think it's a. a but they'll it, sell. It, it's too. a good or, or a poor reflection on anybody on the author. The author did the thing. The book could totally suck or could be super great. But yeah, anybody can. I think but we should, we should I, do what that. I mean is, I'm, I'm being more specific. What okay. I'm saying is, you don't really have to know about the thing that you're writing about, but you put a fancy cover on that thing, That's true. and you're going to sell enough books to maybe not get rich, but turn a profit. Yeah. And I'm disturbed by this fact. So Tasty, you write away, my friend. <laughs> because there's a hell of a lot of worse books out there on that shelf. You might do, you might have the best beer book we've seen in a long time. I got some stories. If I was honest, it'd be an interesting read for sure. See? Yeah. Suck a dick. <laughs> Suck oh, I'm sorry. I just was throwing <laughs> that. Was that. That's the title of chapter two. What are you talking about? <laughs> chapter two. You're into my book. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely, if you write a book, I'm writing the fucking forward. And it's oh, just yeah. going to say, suck a dick. Suck a dick. In the Twilight of My Beers. I'm going to have... Chapter uh, 2. Suck, suck a, a dick. dick. Bro. <laughs> it's all about JP. It's all about Tasty's interaction with JP. It'd be fantastic. That'd be I'd a good chapter. That. That'd be a good chapter. What is chapter 2? That, that's about JP chapter 2. I mean, that'd be what? 14 years or 13 years or something like that? Yeah. I would read that. It all started like this. 
but it ended like that. <laughs> I would read that chapter. The, yeah. the inside story of the BN, which you didn't oh. hear on the microphone. See, that's <laughs> inside the, the podcast. All right, yeah. now that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> Almost just, everything happens on the air at this program. However, I could write some bullshit book called The Inside Story of the BN and sell a fuckload of those things. Anybody, any idiot, yep. i.e. me, could write one of these books. Let's do it. These things with words I'll and send you an stuff. outline right now. Kanye West wrote a book. God, that thing was... I wouldn't even you know wipe my ass with it. You know what he said about the book? He said, I didn't want it to be all wordy and shit. No. That, that was, was his, his interview quote. I yep. didn't want it to be all wordy and shit. That's not the Kanye I know. Which is why it's like there's like five words per page. There's a lot of pictures. I could write that book about the inside of the BN. The insides. The Brewing Network. The inside story. That's the thing. It, it has to be written by somebody else. Who would really just be me with yeah. a, with a pen writer, name? Right. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Because 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 the inside story books have to come from the somebody authorized oh, yeah, yeah. biography. Yeah, yeah. Yes. There we go. Those pre-production meetings where Justin was just pounding on the table and really giving people a hard time, like all right. that shit. You know, oh, just, all the drugs behind the scenes, all that stuff. Oh, I would know? just make it yeah. all up. I would be. Tasty would be like laid out on the table before every show, just lines of cocaine. No, actually, that's duck. Yeah. Lines of cocaine all around him. That's I thought how we were making the- shit up. <laughs> Tasty needs a BJ from everybody in the room before he will get on the mic. Before he ever even gets on the mic. Start yeah. sucking. He has to, <laughs> get all up. He has to be, get all up. He's at least guaranteed a handy every program. Every break. <laughs> every break. break. He's still an animal. From even the chat mic. I can't even get it up every break. Uh, that Tasty, though. He's rare. He's raring to go. Why not? You know how many people would buy like just not not monetarily, but actually the idea behind it. They would they would be reeled in. They would believe every story. Yeah, that's why it's a great idea. You you should cash in on it now, JP. What are you doing with all this time playing video games like Fragging Twelve Years Old and shit like that? Yeah, dude. Wait, what's the game called? Fragging Twelve Year Olds? Yeah, Yeah. no, that's the site I go to (laughs) quote play the quote game. Is this one of those warning signs we're going to have to say later when people ask if there were any? (laughs) Yeah. The answer is yes. Don't talk about this. It's true. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Before we do, let's find out who our winner of this segment is. And we have one more segment to sponsor. We're going to come back and do some beer news and your uh, drunk of the week. So 888-401-BEER if you want to call in after the break. Susie, how are we doing over there on this segment? We're doing good. $55 from Racking Off. Racking off. Racking. Again. Wow. So he knows he's in now for 110 bucks, right? He knows he's paying my gas. All right, racking off in for $55, and he's the winner. Uh, Thank you for sponsoring this segment of The Brewing Network. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, we'll do some beer news. Moscow's got some good news uh, ready for us. And then we'll do Drunk of the Week, 888-401-BEER, and join Susie in the chat room. Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new Snaplock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. 
or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops. Hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager, made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate chocolate and stout roasty cocoa chocolate insanity hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life all at beercandy.com hop drops and beer caramels satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy visit beercandy.com today What's going on, Brewing Network? It's Chip Walton with Brewing TV. And believe it or not, we're celebrating our 50th episode this week. 50 episodes of home brewing and craft beer madness. And the Brewing Network's been there since day one. Our first friend with benefits, our first sponsor, and we love you guys for it. We can't thank you enough for all your support. Episode 50 finds us at Lakefront Brewery in the original Beer City USA in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So raise a pint to BTV, raise a pint to Brewing Network, and raise a glass to Lakefront Brewery. All for brew, brew for all. Episode 50 online now at northernbrewer.com slash brewing TV. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's yeah. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put yeah, some sugar know. and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. <laughs> <laughs>
get me out of here so I can stop listening to these homos talking about counting calories and their BMIs. You don't know what... Talking about behind-the-scenes book at the BN, yeah. it'd be a big bore, because what happens when the microphones goes uh, go off is this. So, JP, I've been counting my calories this <laughs> week. Have you? Yes, I also counted my calories. And so how are you doing? Like, what's your BMI? Well, my BMI is something similar to what I am, except that it's over that, and I need to lose a bit of weight. This yeah. is great. So, we're on the same page because I've been watching what I'm eating. I got a few pointers from my friend, and you've been watching what you're eating. We should do it together. This is what goes on at the breaks. Scott, how tall are you? What's your, uh, five, five, eight. See, Moscow and JP. And how many pounds are you? 180. Let's put 190 because that's probably what it is. How many no, pounds? No, it's not. No, I'm serious. 180, 181. You are, uh, your BMI Fat. is 28.9. Which is, I don't know so you are well overweight is between twenty five and twenty nine point nine. A shit. So you are technically overweight. You are not obese. Oh, that's good. Okay. Great. There you go. I'm glad we cleared that up. Well, it was weighing on my mind. Suck a so dick. To speak. All right. How many calories are there in sucking a dick? You want to find out? <laughs> semen five. is very hot, very caloric. Five, cal- five calories. Five calories. Semen. Susie already looked it up. Yes. Yep, five to seven calories. Tasty makes a good point. How do you know I swallow? Vaginal fluid is zero. zero. Is that right? Mm-hmm. It's right. calorie-free pie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so Thank next God. time I'm I never offered, thought about it that way. <laughs> next time I'm offered calorie-free pie, I know that that broad wants me to go down on her. <laughs> yes. I see. How do you know? Let's take a shower together. How do you know that a load is five calories? My friends and I had a discussion with a vegan. Because, uh, oh, well, that explains it. Well, if you can, so Nate knew how many calories are in a load? <laughs> I just looked it up all, online. All we, we had to know. look it up online just because yeah. of the discussion that we were having. The discussion was... Because um, if it was over 10, it wouldn't be vegan. <laughs> but it's in the... I don't know if you know this, but it's actually in the vegan handbook. Like, once you become vegan, you have to know how many calories are in a load. Well, it's well, an animal product, isn't it? It was, yeah, it was so an animal product, so technically it's vegans vegan. aren't allowed to go down on people. Well, they're, they're not allowed to swallow. To swallow. They're not no, allowed, they're not allowed well, to go you down. You're to right. you go down on a girl if you're not going to swallow? It's going to get in your mouth. Oh, I have my ways. Oh, what? I don't want your ways. What are you wearing? Umbrella over your mouth? Saran wrap. Moscow <laughs> <laughs> hey, saran wraps his tongue. <laughs> Ziploc bags. If I'm feeling generous. How does it sound? <laughs> Nate the vegan can't even go down on his girlfriend. No wonder Nicole's so miserable all the time. <laughs> I think I'm going to sponsor this segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tasty's like, this is my kind of. I'm liking this shit. <laughs> Uh, all right, you can sponsor this segment. This segment, the fourth and final, let's face it, the glorious segment. The bidding starts at $50. $50 for the meltdown, folks. We've got some beer news to do for you. Also, I need to let you know about, uh, you guys heard of this beer smith? A couple times, I think so, yeah. Sure. Well, you can get a free 21-day trial of the software. And, uh, you know, in all seriousness, you've heard me talk about it. The Beersmith software is the best brewing software out there. It's up-to-date. It gets updated all the time. Um, you can get great support from Brad if you're having any trouble. There are video tutorials about how to use it. And let's face it, we all know about how some of the other software, if you have questions and you don't know how to use it, the only where you can, you know, place you can turn is to call your friend who knows how to use it. Yeah. Um, or listen back to some of the shows where Doc has tried to teach me how to use it. And let's, you know, that was a disaster. Yeah, maybe uh, you can pick up some information. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. So do this. Go to beersmith.com, download the software. Yeah. It's free for 21 days. Uh, if you have any trouble with it, you can go to beersmith.com and look at the tutorial videos. Or you can email Brad, and he'll probably get back to you pretty quickly. But you can take the guesswork out of brewing with Beersmith. No need for pages of equations, multi-page spreadsheets, or even guesswork, um, which... That's last time, worst, last time Jip came in here with a beer, he essentially did some guesswork instead of using the software. I did. You were, you know, that yeah. that was your one flaw in the beer was what you left to guesswork. That's true. Uh, Absolutely. So punch it all into beersmith.com uh, using the software there. It's available on Mac and PC, so everybody can use it. And look, if I'm wrong and you don't like it, you didn't pay anything after right. the 21-day trial, so just don't use it. But you can build recipes quickly, and uh, I love the stuff. You can schedule your brewing op- uh, activities if you got the... Well, let, you know, if, you're, if your wife's a bitch and you have to tell her every little thing you're going <laughs> to do... Look, I'm just going out... You know, if you're one of those anal retentive folks... <laughs> Like some of you are, I sh- uh, it, it, it has a, a store. You can actually keep your own inventory. Right. That's so what if you want to know exactly what's going on, you just look up and go, oh, I'm, I need to get more two-row because I only have 50 pounds in my thing. You can be as obsessive-compulsive about your brewing as you want with yeah. the software. I should write to Brad and tell him that to, to rename the Schedule My Brewing button yeah. to My Wife's a Bitch. <laughs> the Don't Bitch at Me button? Yeah, because yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Like Those are the guys who have to be like, um, honey... Could I please have four hours next Sunday? No. Uh, how about the Sunday after that? Uh, no. Well, um, all right. Four, mo- I'm four months down there. I'd like to brew in four months on a Sunday. Suck a dick. Shit. <laughs> so that's what that button would be called. Yeah. And every time you press it, it just says, suck a dick. <laughs> it doesn't actually even bring up the schedule. Yeah. You just, you click on the My Wife's a Bitch and it goes, suck a dick. <laughs> you go, Shit. Can I brew today? Yeah. No. I think I'm going to license those two sound bites to Brad you over should, at Beersmith. Suck, yeah. suck a dick! Put some humor in it. <laughs> no! Over to Brad so that a couple of his buttons can say that. Oh, man. Um, sweetheart, I'm I'm looking through my, my uh, software. You know, I have all my ingredients logged inside my Beersmith. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm out of Crystal 60. Can I go to the beer store tomorrow and pick up some new Crystal 60? Suck a dick! But I just need like a pound. No! One half a pound? No, I think it's great. <laughs> it's really good. It works. <laughs> We're gonna license that all to Brad. All right, go over to beersmith.com and it? check it out. Nothing. Shit. You get the you, you get the prestige of being on the most prestigious brewing software. Yeah, the, I'm the suck a dick guy. You're the voice of suck a dick. I'm now the suck a dick guy. Yeah, great. Could be worse things to be attached to, I guess. I feel so bad for our sponsors sometimes. Yeah, but they stay on. I don't know. But also, no new ones come on. So maybe that's... <laughs> <laughs> you got to have heart. you got to have yeah, no, no, no. balls to sponsor this program. Brad. You know, like these companies, like these beer companies who, who you know write all over their labels and who really say, like, we're the ones with balls. You don't see them getting behind this program. Not at all. you got to have balls to sponsor this program. Yeah. You, oh, you just so, gave Brad an idea for a feature, though, too, so the sponsors might like that. So you can make the suck a dick button on Beersmith, and that would automatically export that brew day to the guy's wife. Right. And so it's in your Google Calendar right away. So the guy, <laughs> so she idea. knows that that's yeah. the suck a dick day that he's busy in that. No! They, <laughs> yeah. They, they can't one. do anything else that day because he's already decided <laughs> if he's going to brew that day. If you can export your schedule to the family Google Calendar. Right. And it says suck a dick all oh, blocked out that. on Sunday, next suck Sunday. Dick. By the way, JP's wife voice is the perfect 
I hate my wife. <laughs> I think we should really go with this. It too. totally is. It's so it has that kind of grating yet, yet evil sound to it. You know, yeah. it's it's domineering, but also it, it just like it's wicked witchy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you no, got the right nag factor too. You're in the no fun zone. Yeah. yeah, I'm tired of your bullshit. I only live to just beat you down right now, honey. Listen, um, it's been like eight years, and I really, <laughs> I just need. Can I just put it in? No. Just the tip? No. Just the tip of the tip? No. <laughs> Will you just look at it? No. <laughs> look at the outline in my jeans. Just look at it. Please. That'll be enough. I've had this boner for eight years. <laughs> I've been ramming it into the doorknob. You think Ow. you're going to get me to suck a dick? <laughs> no way. Yeah. I like that the wife says suck a dick. It's not even the dude. No. She has to. All right, Drunk of the Week calls 888-401-BEER, and uh, let's do some... Twitter game? Let's do some... Um, no, we're going to nope. do beer news. Oh, beer news. yeah, we'll do Twitter game at the end, uh, right. but let's do the beer news right now. From the International News Center in Pacheco, California, here's what's on tap in the world of beer. Brewery Omegang is warning that it would have to consider relocating if the town of Middlefield's ban on gas drilling is struck down and the horizontal gas drilling begins. If its water were to be contaminated, the brewery could be forced to move its business elsewhere, Omegang says. Its master brewer and quality control chemist agree that even if Brewery Omegang wished to do so, it could not remove many of the toxic chemicals call- commonly used in, uh, it's called hydrofracking. So it's natural gas drilling is Correct. what it is. Right. And and fracking is, is essentially what, what it's, it's commonly known as. Yep. And the idea, it, what I, I don't know a lot about it, but I've seen a few liberal documentaries on Netflix. No, and, uh, <laughs> you doesn't sound like you. Wow. Uh, there, there's a lot of controversy about it, and one of the problems with it is that apparently this natural gas is available in pockets like who even knows where, like in my backyard in Pacheco, and uh, different government agencies can make it available. Regardless of what the owner wants to do, it yeah. tends to become more of an issue when it's on farmland or close to, say, New York City, or in the case of Brewery Gang, close to their brewery. Their water supply. And they're kind of out in the country. They're near, where's the Baseball Hall of Fame? Cooperstown. Cooperstown. Yeah, Cooperstown they're like yeah. out near there, right? So yeah. um, there are some densely populated areas, but for the most part, it's it's kind of like that, it's that upstate New York situation. Mm-hmm. So... They're considering moving the brewery because they're going to start fracking there? Is if, that what well, I'm getting? there's a ban on it now, but if the ban gets struck down, then yeah, they'll be forced to move the brewery. The legal challenge of the ban is being mounted by Cooperstown Holstein Corporation. That company has leased tracts of land to the gas industry and contends that the town overstepped its authority when it prohibited the drilling. So they're saying, your ban isn't legitimate, we're going to drill here. And if that works, Elma Gang's out of there. See... I commend Oma Gang on this. Now, of course, if it's my brewery, I'm going to look into uh, where the drilling's happening exactly and make sure my research is done. Because it's, a, it's, it's expensive to move a brewery. And they've been there for a long time. But if you see some of these videos of the gas drilling, it can get gnarly. Yeah. Like, you're, you can watch this gas just shooting out of the earth for weeks at a time and and not just that uh, a byproduct of the fracking is uh like you mentioned that they i guess they call it hydro fracking because right. they use water to drill down um is the runoff so the right. runoff of the water that they use to drill who the hell knows where that stuff goes 
or what's in it. Well, they're saying that, yeah, it's, it's not supposed to get in the drinking water, but it is. But in it is. In a lot of places, uh, especially like I think in the southern states where they do that a lot. It's, a, it's um, allegedly. And no, yeah. they use different yeah. chemicals in the liquid that they use to do the fracking right. that is what they're also worried about. So, given the fact that beer is so... is composed largely of water yeah i think that it's a pretty valid concern that the brewery has yeah yeah it is i mean it's a, it's a new technology that this fracking the the gas that they're trying to get to many miles down it's always been there and they've just recently figured out this fracking technology yeah and so the jury's sort of still out like you know as far as how dangerous it is they're just worried about the potential right but even some because it it can be so lucrative because it's a it's a pretty cheap way to get natural gas. That's right, yeah. That there's definitely been some overlooking of the of the evidence that shows it's kind of sure, jacked. Sure, sure. But, I mean, you know, if you don't get energy this way, you, you have to get it another way, and which is extremely risky, what we do now, you know, with the oil and importing it from countries that hate us. And I agree, but I'm fine with it not being in Oma Gang's backyard. <laughs> I yeah, like well, their for Oma Gang, yeah. and, uh, you know... Well, that's inter- That's something we should follow because that would be fucked if they have to move. Yeah, I wonder if their tax dollars are important enough uh, compared large to the, enough, right? Compared to the gas drilling dollars to, for the city to say, "No, we really want you to stay, so we won't do it near you." I'm guessing they're probably one of the bigger employers out there, Cooperstown, Middlefield. I mean, they they employ what a hundred people, Omegang, around there. I don't, I don't know, even know, but I would guess that. When it starts to come to gas money, there's still small potatoes. Oh, yeah. Oh, so is everything. Oh, yeah. Well, that'll be interesting to find out. I'm glad that they're taking a stand on it. We'll follow up with it. Yeah. All right, next. uh, Well, for the first time and more than likely the only time in history, West Vleteran beers will be bottled, shipped, and legally sold on U.S. soil. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Widely regarded as the maker of some of the most coveted beers in the world, the brewery will ship a limited amount of product to the U.S. in an attempt to raise money for an aging monastery in need of repairs, and also they're trying to expand. See, this is an interesting one, too, because they we've discussed this in the past where, you know, they've been interviewed several times about expanding oh, after yeah. they were rated the best beer in the world. They're rated that, like, every year. Yeah. By who? Um like beer advocate and just different all the different rating systems end up rating them the best beer in the world yeah and they've said you know what we're not interested in expanding what we do is um raise money for our monthly duties whenever they those are and the charities that they have already set forth so as long as they raise that money they weren't interested in expanding any of their brewing Hmm. Well, now, apparently, they've taken on new charities or something if they're interested in expanding the brewing. Now, if the beer's the same, I'm all for it. But you know what's going to happen? You and I, JP, are going to pay $150 a bottle for that stuff over here in the U.S., just like when it was on the black market. Because I I, I think that there's still not going to be, it's not going to be done in the quantity that that is going to meet anywhere close to the demand no, it says limited supply that means it's, it's, yeah, it's it comes be. in this crazy gift pack which, which looks like a fantasy video game packaging or something it's oh pretty funny. is yeah. this the ones that they're exporting here you're yeah saying? it contains that's the ones uh, that they're exporting there. oh this is a photo of jay brooks our favorite uh, beer journalist that here. comes by the way of sean paxton they tried one of these at a tasting i think recently sean posted this on google plus so i pulled up that pic right now oh remember you know that. what he told me yeah jay <laughs> does like a monthly there. beer tasting because yeah. he gets sent a lot of beer I got invited to this. I'm an idiot for not going. I could have the, tasted the West Vleteran. The West Vleteran 12. Uh, so you know the 
of course, the West Lettern that you get from the monastery doesn't have any labeling on it. It's just yeah. it's just the bottle with the cap. Right. That's your only indication that's mm. West Lettern, right. except for their their uh, trademark collar kind of around the yeah. neck of the bottle. So they have that same bottle, but it has like a screen printed or a sticker or something on it that says West Lettern. And that's I, it. It's pretty minimalist. It's pretty cool. I got a couple bottles in our special fridge right now. Nice. From, from the trip there. I'm kind of, now that I've, you know, before I went... I was like, oh, it's bullshit. They should sell it over here. Yeah. Now that I've gone, I'm I'm all elitist. Now I'm feeling like you well, are one of those dudes. Well, it's discounting my my pilgrimage to the monastery, right? It's like not that now, big a deal now. Well, yeah, now is I'm, it though? You know, it was a big deal for me. I thought it was a big, you know, yeah. getting to be there and have it in the place it's where a time it's only and place available. Kind of beer. I thought, wow, this is something to me. It was very important to me. Uh, not to brag about. No, it, it was no. actually important to me. Yeah. Um, and now I don't know. I just buy it at the store. Well, now what? Now you don't care that you went. I mean, I don't see how it diminishes your trip at all. Nah, I guess you're right. Yeah. It just feels like I would have been. Maybe it is bragging now that I'm digging into it. That's exactly I, what it is. Because I could have said, "Well, I had it at the brewery," because you know that's the only place you could have it. Yeah, with your nose way up in the air. And now, yeah. and now I, I could be talking to somebody, and he's like, "Yeah, I got it at Safeway." Yeah, <laughs> you know. Or uh, obviously, it's probably not going to be gift the same way, but 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 you're probably right. The bottles that will be sold in the U.S. are going to be expensive. really expensive because the retailers will know that idiots like you and I will pay yeah. fifteen bucks mm-hmm. for a three seventy five of beer that was brewed in the U.S. Yeah, That's I'm not sure what the uh, bullshit. Uh, what else was in that case uh, that you showed me there, Nate? Was it did it come with glassware? Is it like I the, think it comes with glassware? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what With the it Trappist is, style goblets. That's what I ended up getting at the brewery, too. It's the gift pack. It, it looks different, by the way. But but um, if the brewery's closed, you can't buy beer by the case at West Flatteran either. I, I came late, and it was closed. But you can buy the gift pack, which has a couple bottles of beer and a couple glasses. So it looks to me like they're doing that's their market for here. It's the American commercial version of that, right. basically. Yeah, You get the whole thing. Yep, that's what you're getting. Six bottles and two glasses, and you're, there's going to be just under 8,000 of those gift packs, and then that's it. Oh, six wow. bottles, though? That's yeah, what's the retail? What, what, what are they going to sell it for? It, well, the article that I read, they hadn't priced it yet, huh. so I'm not sure. I want to know what that is, because six... I didn't... I couldn't even bring home that much because I could only... You were allowed to buy two gift packs per person. Wow. So I made everybody with us buy two. <laughs> it was to bring you guys beer back. Yeah. I wanted to bring everybody beer back. So I made everybody buy two and, and bring beer back. Um, and shit, we still didn't end up with uh, six West Flatterans, I th- or six of uh, the 12, because that's the 12, that's right? That's the 12, Which yeah. is the one I really like. You like the Blonde. I love the six. It was my favorite beer. It's yeah, probably my yeah. favorite beer I've ever had. Which is the blonde, right? Which is the blonde, yes, yeah. sir, yeah. So there's the six, there's the eight, and there's the twelve. All great. All fantastic. And this pack is just the twelve, right? Is that how it's it going to work? Like I think it, so, yeah. It, it is just the labeled. twelve, yeah. I just kind of pulled yeah. it up, and, and that's where, yeah, it's a XII. It's a twelve. Huh. So I think it's all, yeah, it looks all the bottles are the twelve, which now I don't really care about. I wonder if it also means that they're brewing more tasty. like Because my opinion was uh, or impression was that they were at capacity. We're selling everything we can at the brewery, and that's that. Well, maybe they're just trying to make you know a higher margin on their, you know, take right. the same beer and just exactly. make more money with it, you know? They picked up a new charity. Took it out of the happened. gift shop and sent it to the U.S. instead. You know? Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. 
Interesting. Uh, they know a good good uh, margin market when they see it. Right. And they need a little extra cash, so that's probably what it's all about. They're saying 50 to 60 bucks is what some people are rumoring that oh, pack is okay. going to be. For six? That's not that bad. For yeah. six of them? I'd yeah. Plus glassware? Yeah, that's pretty good. I'd go it's pay a nice it. gift. I'd do yeah. it. Oh, it's a great gift. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hit, hit. Yeah. When is it going to be available here, Moscow? Does it say that? Uh, I believe right now or like just after the uh, the end of this month. Like, Are there any yeah. links to go of where we find out where it's available? Uh, no, I couldn't find any of that. It was all, this is, it was still, this is, they're just throwing the idea out there. This is what we're going to do. But I don't think all any right. details have been settled on yet. Okay. It'd right. be a great mm. Christmas gift. It's imported by Shelton Brothers, so I'm sure yes. you can follow them on, oh, on yeah. Twitter. the same people who took Cantillon out of our region? Yeah. That really bums me out. Uh-oh. I'm not too happy with those guys right now. No. We should interview them. I don't know whose fault it is, so I'm not yeah. going to go lashing out too much. But I know that they're our distributor of it, and yep. I know that I can't get it right now, and that does not make yep. this guy happy. No. No, I'm real upset about it. All right, what else you got, Moscow? A team of researchers from the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology in Zurich have set up a feedback loop which uses light to communicate with live yeast. They uh, use carefully controlled pulses of red light to turn gene expression in the yeast on or off. When the gene expression is turned on, the yeast produces the proteins of the ferment beer. So, in other words, they can now communicate with live yeast and make it make it do its bidding, do their bidding. Wow! What the yeah. hell is really? going on around yeah. here? Yeah, but I'll be impressed when, a red they, light. when they can do it with dead yeast. They can detect zombie yeast. <laughs> they can detect the activity of the yeast by shoving a reporter molecule into the mix that itself gives off a light when the yeast is active. No. That makes it possible to fine tune the activity of the yeast, keeping it at a constant state of activity. Basically, it's a simple way of controlling an incredibly complex process. So, overriding its natural tendency yep. to maybe shut down and uptake oxygen or whatever, right. or turn that on, maybe. Yep. Hmm. It's very Star Trek to me. Wow, it's pretty good. But what all that light do with all the hop alpha acids in your beer? <laughs> Exactly. Oh, do you have the conical of the light control mechanism <laughs> on it to start or stop your fermentation? Uh, Can't we just uh, cure cancer yeah. already? No. This bothers me sometimes. There's, right? lights There's too much money in it, and the corporations are controlling the drug trade. That's it. I'm going to go occupy my driveway. Good. <laughs> You'll do more good there than on the radio. <laughs> you know, like, how is it that we can manipulate yeast with light? But we can't cure cancer yet. This is driving me insane. It's more complicated than a single-celled organism. Is it? Yes. I don't know about suck that. Suck a dick. I or don't suck a dick. It's that we just spend more time on it. Like we're sp- Look, I love beer. I'm glad we're doing some peer research. <laughs> but can't those guys spend a little time on the cancer side? They, te- they seem to be brilliant. I think the beer side is easier and more fun. It's more fun. That's it's a- less depressing. Uh, yep. That's for sure, <laughs> it's very, yeah. yeah. We're attracting all of the great minds. Yeah. Whereas cancer is getting the community college graduates yeah. to work on it. And the depressed people. Well, maybe they've just thought it through and they realize that if they cure cancer, everyone's living to 110, and then we're even broker faster than we're going now. That's true. What it's happens not- if you cure cancer? Does anyone think about what the consequences of that <laughs> we're are? We're economically fucked. Mm-hmm. We'll kill each other just uh, at the end of the Have you guys seen this movie, The Road? No. no. I've heard about it, though. Road. I heard it's real it. depressing. All right, yeah. Listen to me right now. If you want to spend a good portion of the next couple weeks... 
feeling very, very depressed about the human condition. I'll oh, watch this right before Christmas. Go great. watch. It's <laughs> my Christmas yeah, movie. Watch it on Christmas Eve. Go hey, watch. family, let's sit down and watch a movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Miracle on 34th Street? Watch this movie, The Road. All right, it's about the end of the world. Yeah. And let me tell you why it's so depressing. It's not just because of what happens in the movie, which is extremely depressing. It's the accuracy in which it portrays human nature. And what would happen to humans when all of the resources are gone and we're just fighting for what's left to survive? And I mean everything. I mean a can of beans, a drop of water. Like you're fighting for whatever is left. Watch this movie and then then report back to me about how miserable you are. Yeah, but that's every apocalypse movie. This one is different because it's that much more realistic. I I love apocalypse movie. Yeah, I watch, I watch all of them. I've I, watched 3 movies with you total and all 3 of them were apocalypse. They're all movies. apocalypse. I love yeah. them. I really Snowmageddon? Like this one is this one's different. Yeah. And and again, it's because of the accuracy in portraying the human condition. Hmm. In that scenario, well, I don't know if you can call it accuracy in portraying the human condition in that scenario because just watch we've it never and then been tell in that, that scenario. Just well, watch it and then come. Well, it sounds like it's, it's just likely. sold to people like you who who already are, have a thumb down on. Fine. on watch on, it and on, then come tell me that. All right, because <laughs> I get what you're saying, yeah. but I want you to watch. I it don't want to watch depressing and, movies, oh, man. Life awful. is depressing enough. Why would you want to watch a depressing movie? I was affected for a long. Uh, I'm still affected by <laughs> yeah. this movie. It's disgusting and awesome and and amazing. Go watch this movie, The Road. Sounds like the Ellen DeGeneres show. It came from. It's not that depressing. No. I mean, it's bad, but disgusting. But it came from. A, apparently, the book is even worse. That's or, what I hear. Or yeah. better or whatever. Mm. Oy vey. Guy's got a son. He's trying to keep alive. Oh God. Um, I don't know. Book of Eli was pretty fun, though. No, but it, <laughs> it makes the book of e- the book of Eli is like Sesame Street compared to this movie. Yeah, but that's I don't want like a heavy apocalyptic like this is everything. I don't give a yeah. fuck. I want to I want to hear about some guy I running mean, around with dick. a Bible. Like who cares? <laughs> yeah, who is blind? You know, and who can fight? Don't everybody. ruin it. <laughs> Maybe nobody knows because that's the no. End. That's the beginning. No, the beginning. He's blind. No, he's blind all the way through. No, yes, he's blind all the way through, but you don't know it. You do know it. No. You don't? No. No. Oh. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> because they open the Bible up and call him Braille? Well, oh. fuck you. At this point, if you haven't seen the movie, it's like four years old. It's like yeah, dick, it's right? Really yeah, yeah. Wait, back. Oh. thought he was blind all yeah. the way through. Well, he was, but you don't know that until... <laughs> Right. Until you know he delivers the book and then he leaves and then they open it up and it's all in Braille. And I probably go, somehow gave oh. away the road too and I don't even know. I'm retarded like yeah, that. Maybe. Go watch that. <laughs> Tasty, you haven't seen that? No. You can't I watch haven't. it. You're you 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 you'll can't cry. watch it. Yeah, you'll cry at the end. Yeah, you'll cry. You cry, cry at the beginning. Way. You cry at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, you can't watch this movie. But uh, the rest of you, I want you to go watch it. I want you to report back to me about what I've done to you. The road. The road. The road ahead. Wasn't that like a Bill Gates book? The road. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> what is he? He's just off of the yeast story. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that yeast reacts with light. Have you seen the road ahead? The uh, Bill Gates story? <laughs> Apocalyptic visions. I'm going to build a server to just run on WLP01. <laughs> is that it, Moscow? Uh, we can do one more. We can take that call. We can do whatever you want. All right. Who's on the phone here, Susie right, Q? On the phone, we have Mike. Drunk um, of the Week? He's going for Drunk of the Week. 
it might be a little hard to understand him. He's had his wire, like mouth wired shut because he had an accident. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. Jesus. So he's going to be talking like this it. in real drunk. <laughs> so why are we talking to him? a month ago, he was in the hospital for four days. And he's in the apocalypse. So about that secret Santa. <laughs> I have, um, he's fighting for a can of beans. I got All him right. to write down his resume for me. <laughs> Perfect. So that we don't have to listen to <laughs> I him. I know. Yeah. Like, um, how am I supposed to talk to you? You're going to sound like Kanye West or something like that. What's his name, Mike? His name is Mike from Bend, Oregon. Hey, Mike. Mike, what's happening? Hey, Mike. Not much. Uh, Dude, okay. what, what, what kind of accident did you get into? The worst accident I ever seen. It, it was pretty bad. Um, did you a not? Couple of guys, Go ahead. A couple of guys came up to some friends and started a fight, and I woke up a little later. Ooh, no. Fight. Not so, good. Wow. So you're a pussy. Where were you at? Like at a bar? Uh, I was outside uh, the Deschutes Brew Pub, actually. Oh, oh boy. Oh. So, how did the other guys look? <laughs> I don't know. They're here right now. Here. He said he woke up. What, do you have a broken jaw? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's completely smashed in in the oh, front, man. and they fixed it, and then the back is, is better. Did, <laughs> did, they, did they stomp you, or was it just one punch? I I don't know. Well, Mike, you, you must have had friends that were there. That you, weren't there witnesses that told you what happened? No, they ran away. Maybe he got curbed. They threw me at it's, them. It's it's like American History X. I think it happened. Oh, oh God! No you remember way. that scene? I can't bite even... down on the curb. Oh, maybe so. Oh, I can't even think that. about it. Uh, so, what about your teeth? Do you still have your teeth? Um. I think I'm going to lose one or two. They're turning all shitty looking. Oh, oh man. God, what is wrong with no people, good. man? Wow. Uh, they were Jews, weren't they? <laughs> Asians, they I were, thought. those assholes. <laughs> it was that Bernstein again. He did his book signing and then he beat my ass. I mean, so no one saw where these guys went. That's like attempted murder, isn't it? What? That's I, I would assume so, but... Wow. Well, he doesn't know if they curbed him or not. Well, either way. Well, he wouldn't have his all. He wouldn't have his teeth if they did that. Man, how long you got to have your uh, jaw wired shut? It's six weeks total. I got about two weeks to go. What do you? Uh, how does the food situation work? It's amazing what Campbell's can make. Uh, He's you, also blending a lot of stuff and sipping it through a straw. Oh, you've lost a bunch of weight, haven't you? I look like a fucking skeleton. Wow. What did you weigh? What? Uh, give us your dimensions. What was your height and weight before this happened? What's your BMI? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys are talking calories, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, All I need to do is get my ass kicked? <laughs> that's the way to lose weight. I was about 170 and 6 feet. 6 feet, 155. 155-ish now. So you were right about where you should be anyway. Yeah. 170 and 6 feet, that's about mm-hmm. right. And now you've lost another 20 pounds. Tall and skinny, no. His BMI is 21.1, which is healthy for that weight, for that height. Uh, you mean before? No, right now. He, oh, right now he's, he's healthy. If he's six foot 155, I can't even talk like an asshole like that. Um, his, BMI, his BMI should be between 18 and 25, and he's 21, so he's fine. Oh, well, hey, well done, Mike. Yeah. You know, I had to lose it somehow, but <laughs> yeah, he chose these. He's like, listen, a gym membership, twenty bucks a month, or 
I can go. I can go talk shit to that big dude out, out front right now. <laughs> I mean, he can even drop to one forty-five and still be considered healthy. Wow. Yeah. Health <laughs> advice from JP should be a new segment on the show. <laughs> JP tells you where you should be. How to be healthy. <laughs> I don't even have to feature. So, JP. what did your friends do to start the fight with this dude? Oh, by the way, don't drink your thing. There's a bug in it. Which thing? Your glass. This one? Yeah. That's gross. It's swimming. It's pretty good. Actually, here, can I see it? Oh, yeah, it's nasty. Yeah, what, so. You what did your friends do to, to start a fight with dudes? I, as far as I remember, they were just fucking bitches, and they're fine. The other dudes are probably fine, and you're I'm not. You're the only one. Wait, so your friends were bitches? Is that what you're saying? Like, it was their fault? They started it? Well, a couple guys came across the street and started asking if we had a problem. Uh-huh. And then one of my friends, I think he kind of instigated a little bit more than he should. Right. And I tried I tried to break it up. And you got the worst of it. Yikes. You have yeah. medical? Um, yeah. Actually, I do. That's so. Good. Yeah. Otherwise, I think I'm up to about forty-five grand now. Oh, oh my God! Your friend should be up to forty-five. That's not grand. good. Wow! Right. Bullshit. <laughs> Are you still Bullshit. friends with your friends? Uh, I've I've sent him a few texts, but that's about it. A few texts. Well, you can't call him and bitch him out. He's got to <laughs> let his fingers do his talking. What yeah. the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, trying and I didn't get any, and I tried to break it up, and you just egged it on. Dude, my mother used to clench her teeth when she was angry, too. You don't have to do that. Well, it's a combination of both of the thing and what happened to me. Well, just talk to me normally. Okay, that's what I want to tell you. Dude, seriously, settle down a little bit and just talk to me like normal. <laughs> don't tell me you settle down. I'm not Actually, trying. Yeah. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Funny. I was just making Whatever. fun of you. Right. It's fine. No, it's fine. Whenever I talk to people the first time, they immediately do that. Clench their teeth and start talking to me. Oh, They're yeah. Like, you, you fucking asshole. <laughs> you don't have to go see what it's like. It's like it's like when uh, white people uh, are talking to somebody who, whose English is their second language, and and mm-hmm. we sort of start to relate to them by yeah. and by also speaking back in choppy <laughs> English. Well, it's it, such a dickhead thing to do. But it's but it's uh, hu- it's hu- speaking of human nature. It's it's actually it's human nature to try to relate with someone match to try tone. to make them feel comfortable. Yeah. You match tone, <laughs> you match body right. language, you you by match speech pattern. Choppy English. That's what you do. That's how we as humans try to connect with each other. Justin, you should try it one day. <laughs> I would have broken a couple of my friends' jaws along with it if they came <laughs> speaking to me like that. We tried to connect to each other by being dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazing! Yeah. Amazing, you gave me that advice, JP. It works, right? Uh, so, so what's it like drinking uh, beer through a straw? Is that, is that oh, pretty, good pretty weird? question, Tasty. It it well, I I tried doing it with a straw, and then I just I put it in a pint, and I just got to sip it. I mean, a pint takes thirty minutes or so, so. You're a sipper, it's then. It's not too bad. It's the only calories I can really kind of get from anything, it seems, so. Right. Cool. Well, it's savior. Good. Did they put you on a bunch of pain meds, too? You got any extra? Yeah, I, a big bottle of hydrocodone, and it, it works. It definitely works. Oh, that's a good point, because you yeah. can't take the pills, either. Yeah. They can't go through your teeth. you got to take no. the liquid. you got to uh, rail it. Is yeah. that what you mean? Yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to send you my address for all your excess hydrocodone once yeah. you get that taken out. <laughs> Shit, I'm sorry to hear that, man. I'll, I'll that blows. 
Um, all right, Susie, yeah, right. why don't you read us the poor kid's resume? Um, he's drank two to shoots, obsidian stouts. Um, How dare he? That's where he got his ass yeah. kicked. Yeah, Mike, you should sue to shoots. That's the American way. <laughs> That's the American way. All right, go on. A pint of six-ish saison and ten-ish stout. Uh-huh. Plus 20 milliliters of liquid hydrocodine. <laughs> <laughs> 20 milliliters. Nice. Nah, that right. counts. That counts for a lot. I don't know what that is, but that sounds good to me. Okay. Vicodin, but not. And how do his friends know that he's drunk? Um, he was... talks like this. <laughs> he can't open his mouth. He I asked was... him how he knew he was drunk. He got his ass kicked. Because I'm thinking I can take these wires off myself. No. Oh. Don't do that. Yeah. Should. <laughs> and despite that he can't talk, he has balls to call in right now. That's which true. nobody else is doing. Wow. Shit, Mike. I'm sorry to hear that. Do you have a what's your job? What do you do? Um Sick actually dudes. it's kinda weird. I work for a beer distributor as a delivery guy and kinda it almost seems like since I couldn't work for the beer distributor lifting kegs, I'm now gonna be a cellarman at a delivery at a beer a brewery now. Oh, they wouldn't let you keep lifting kegs to deliver? Yeah, so the brewery that we distribute for in town is going to give me a position now. Oh, that's cool, man. What's the name of the brewery? Uh, Boneyard Beer. All right. Oh, Kudos I, to this. Sounds familiar. Hey, what's the brewer's name there? Bone. Tony Lawrence. Yeah, Tony. Yeah. I met him in Portland. That guy's fuck. Him. He's a badass. No? He's rad. He is a badass, dude. First of all, and I have to be careful saying this because he looks and acts like he could beat the shit out of me until I have to have my jaw wired also. He's yeah. super nice. Right. But you don't fuck with this guy. Right. But his girlfriend is fucking hot. Yeah? Oh, she's all tatted up and real cute. Oh. I got his card to get him on the show, actually, in Moscow, because he's a good story. The reason his brewery is called Boneyard is that he was a consultant for a long time. He would go around helping people build their breweries. Yeah. And so he just sort of piecemealed his brewery together out of a boneyard of brewing equipment. He just put this, like, it's supposed to be some kind of gnarly brewery, but huh. he's a super, like, metal, he's like a dude's dude. Yeah. Like, metallurgy guy. Like just me. put it all together. Yeah. And, uh, but his girl is smoking hot. Nice. Uh, don't, nice. Mike, don't comment on that. I don't want him breaking your jaw. No, no, I don't want this to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave that to me. Let him break my job. You guys can call each other. He's a nice guy, though. I, we got to get him on the show, Moscow. Uh, well, that's good, man. You're going to work for a brewery. Oh, yeah. Dream job, so. There you go. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm really happy right now about everything in my life. Yeah, can't you tell? I'm fucking smiling. I am. I am ecstatic. <laughs> I am static. I am static electricity. All right, Mike, you're in the running for Drunk of the Week, man. Awesome. Thank you. Cheers, brother. Thanks for the call. Good luck Cheers. with all that. <laughs> yeah. Damn. That's, That's why I dude, am a pussy well, by I, nature. He has several pints at a half hour per pint. He's got some time in on this uh, getting drunk thing. You know, this is, you stick up for, for a buddy, but you never know what's going to happen. Mm. You know, you right, could dude. get yeah. jacked. No kidding. Cold cock, yeah. Man, they all escape too. But what do you, up. I wonder how good of friends they were. Makes you want not it, good enough like, to stick not good around. Enough to call him back, yeah. Yeah. Well, texting him. They should be bringing him like food and stuff, or like chicken I don't know. Because I don't know yeah. that I'll do that for just anybody. You know, yeah. if Tasty's old ass is about to get his ass kicked, I'm going to jump in there. All right, thanks. Why would you I know, invite Tasty. For that. But JP, I don't know how th- I would think about it. Well, this is the thing, right? It's it, you know, it's 
normally, unless your friend is outnumbered, if it's a one-on-one fight, then you don't you jump let in it there. Go. You let it go because look, if your friend's talking shit to some other dude, and he like if you and I were out at a bar, well, that's true, and you and, and you were starting shit. True I would, I would try own. to back you out, but if you fought with this dude, it'd be like, okay, it, I'm going to let it happen if I can't stop it, right? And I guess what I meant is if you don't, what if I'm getting picked on, though? What if I didn't start it? Then do you help out? Well, then I would, then I would, uh, we would leave. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We would just leave. We I wouldn't, wouldn't go. We, if I was getting picked on for no reason, I would well, just let, okay. I'd get pissed. I'd be <clears> like, let, let's that. say we're in this dude's uh, shoes, right? Yeah. Uh, and we're walking down the street. Wirejaw? Wirejaw. Yeah. And all, you know, all of us in the room, we're all walking down the street and a bunch of dudes come over. You guys got a fucking problem? What do you do? I say, yeah, I got a fucking problem. No, you wouldn't. You're in my way right now. No, you wouldn't. Oh, yeah, totally wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to be depends. like, no. If I think we can take them, then I do say Well, that. you never know how crazy your fucking asshole is. You yeah. never know what their intentions are. Well, but wait a minute. Who's with us? Is it just like me, you, and Moscow? It's me, you, Tasty, and Nate. And Susie. No, then I'll we don't. Down. Then uh, she's the only tough one in the crew. Yeah, yeah we're but not if, doing any, if, going anywhere. If, for example, <laughs> Chad and Shoe Light were with us... Oh, then I'd start talking shit. Well, you wouldn't have to because Shoe Light would be doing can it. Kick some ass. Yeah, I'm just. I don't know. I'm but just you're saying, right, like, right here, we'd all end up with wired jaws. Right. Well, it'd be like, like, dude, no, like, it's cool, and then we'd all just keep walking. That that that's the thing. You just keep walking away. You don't stop and confront people who cross the street to start shit. Yeah. This is what. This is how. This is what would happen if if we if it was our crew yeah. and we were outside a bend. Um, I'd probably just go back in and have another beer. Welcome <laughs> back to the session, everybody. And, uh, tonight we've got uh, Joshua Bernstein on the program, and JP's with us as usual. Oh, yeah, I've run off Josh's book, and it's very nice. Now, Moscow, I know you booked Joshua, and uh, I'd like to thank you for doing that. He's been on the calendar for about th- uh, six months now. I'm really glad that Nate's here, because he asked some really good questions. <laughs> Nate, welcome to the studio. Thank you. I have a bunch of good ones lined up today for Josh. It should be great. And listen, Tasty, I don't know what we do without you. I'm trying to be an important part of the deal here. <laughs> That's the show after we... I kind of like his voice right there. <laughs> it just got a lot deeper and gruffer. is the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. And the show must go on. You know I'd make us do it. Even oh, yeah. if we all did have oh, wired we'd be, up. We'd be high as hell on painkillers, too. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> I mean, Probably the best show we've ever done. Talking like yeah. that. It would be. Best interview ever. We'll be stranded up, biking in, starting it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You just, I, I, I think you can't confront really any. You just don't know. You don't know what the fuck's going on, we especially would, if people yeah. come up to you. I know to you get stabbed, but that doesn't exist. Just out of nowhere, with it n- does, for no man. reason. Clearly, you go to problem. No, I don't buy it. I, there's something. Well, that's on. why I asked him. What did your friends do to yeah, start you the think, fight? You think well, Mike's friends were talking crap? To of these course, guys? of course, probably. And I do want to go kind of a step further in Moscow's uh, side because Bend, Oregon. Yeah, <laughs> right. I've been there, and it's a tiny like. There's a it's a one strip. You got you got uh, Ben Brewery over here, a yeah. block away. Then you got the shoots two block. There's like nothing to it. It's uh, it's like a fancy Pacheco. <laughs> well, then I would get. Then I agree. Yeah, I I do. I don't know. There's. I kind of want him to have his friends call us and tell tell us what really happened. Like, what like happened that. to this dude? Right. And, and magically, those people will have gotten in a fight last month, and then three months before that, and everyone's always talking shit. Right. You go your whole life and not going to fight quite easily. Does that still yeah. happen now? In our, at our age? People still fight, dude. It's, my last fight I was in of sixth grade. No. That's, the, that's when you should stop fighting. I have a feeling that Susie's been in more fights than anybody in this room. Oh, I think she could take us one-on-one Royal Rumble style. Mm-hmm. I bet I bet she would dominate. <laughs> I was a wrestler, so yeah. Like oh, where you go? Hockey, so yeah. You, go. Wow. you were a wrestler in school? 
Yeah. Like you wrestled dudes, right? Yes. Because there was no... I was on the wrestling team, I, too. And, there and weren't there, that many girls when I was going through CCS. There were only 11 of us. Did you then, beat some ass? I did until my parents decided that I was too... Like, they wanted me to be, like, a girl. I see. It's like, such a lose-lose situation for get, the guy. What kind it of is, because if, if the kid wins, the guy, they're like, oh, you just... The guy girl lost. Exactly. The guy has no option. He gets so, his ass kicked by a chick, or he you're the guy who kicked the chick's ass? Come so on. So, Susie, I don't know if you know this. Uh, this is Susie's mother, by the way. Oh. Um, but, you, you Sound know, like her cousin. You have a <laughs> vagina. <laughs> What? What is what? that thing? Yeah, you know all those guys you wrestle, they have penises, <laughs> and you have a vagine. <laughs> so we'd like you to quit and join the Barbie team. <laughs> the Barbie team. <laughs> it's the Barbie team. Is that a team? Water competitive Barbie dress-up team. Oh, yeah, we'd yeah. like you to join my team. The cheerleading state. team. <laughs> How big were your boobies in high school? Because you because ca- you got to wear a until, singlet. Not big until senior year. I was a little. All right. Oh, that's good. Then, so you, late, you late still late could late. rock the singlet. Yeah. And then they made you quit by sing- senior year, so it didn't matter. Yeah, I quit after freshman year. And that's when you joined the Barbie team. <laughs> no. I feel so bad for those guys. Like every now and then, you'll read about like a guy who oh, he's an, he's a hero because he's like a national wrestling champion. He's missing like uh, below his knees; his legs are gone. Yeah. Right. The guy wrestling him, like I always feel so bad for their opponents. No, like, you have to go hard. What? Yeah. There was a midget on our wrestling team. No. Was there? no. Yeah. That's really? So hot. Uh, you like midget, <laughs> Susie? She's <laughs> so like, just, just ram your head into my <laughs> vagina. On the wrestling mat, I meant. I don't mean in life. Over and over again. <laughs> just hit me. I like it. Eight 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 four zero one beer. There are no competitors against Mike uh, for our drug of the week right now. Either they're feeling bad sad. for him, um, or they're not calling. Eight 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 four zero one beer. We're wrapping things up. So uh, Twitter game calling now. Yeah. Uh, so what was the Twitter question? Twitter question was if you could drink with anyone from history, who would yeah. it be and why? And I, we actually got some pretty good responses. Okay, this is one of the more uh, exciting ones. Um, stretch. Says our founding fathers. Because, Which one? Because you know they brewed beer and did it old school, and it was probably damn good and powdered wigs, wigs rock. They didn't have hops back then, though. So I would have that's a true. beer with America. America. That's basically what that that's, said. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what he said. Well, that's why, that's why it was the first one I read, because it was for you. <laughs> what a dick. All uh, right, what else do you have? Milo. Says I'd like to have a drink or three with Amy Winehouse like two years ago to show her how it's done. <laughs> wow, I don't so. think you could show Amy Winehouse. No, yeah, you could. That bitch can't maintain. <laughs> so slurring her words and dead right. Bitch. Siren brewing. I would like to have a beer with her just to see if I can get a handy out of this. Oh, you could. You can get full on anal. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Especially two years ago when no I one knew who the fuck to. she was. Right. Uh, I don't dislike that. I, do, I don't dislike that. <laughs> yeah. That does not suck a dick. Right. Um, Siren Brewing says, I'd grab a keg, head to the bar with George Carlin, and spend all night pouring rounds and listening to him rant to the crowd. Not bad. Not bad, right? Yeah. Uh, Blobber Gleeby Looby Glabby Gleeby Glabby Gleeby Glabby. My grandpa, who was a home brewer, he died when I was 12. Oh, Jesus. Right? Whatever. And Go then watch you, the road. And then you follow and that. find out what sadness is. <laughs> and then you follow that one up with uh, pies. 
Pies Josh on Twitter. Yeah. My great-great-grandfather who fled Monument Valley as a 15-year-old and stowed away on a boat to Australia. You mean he was a criminal? Yeah. he. Yeah, That's what he told his family. Oh, no, I fled. But really, he got, he the, he got incarcerated. <laughs> yeah, he was sent to Australia. He was rolling the boat. As a criminal. That's called yeah. exile. He didn't have to stow away in that crate. They put him in the crate. And what about... Him over. Well, that being said, he probably had good stories. Well, so. and what about your great-great-great-grandfather? He probably had a better story. Right. Right? Why just the great-great? Why bring us down anyway? Yeah, what a Why dick. can't it just be like, I want to have a beer with Katy Perry? Well, and then uh, Kyle uh, tries to bring us up again. He wants to drink with the, prom- the Prophet Muhammad so he can draw an accurate description. <laughs> of the Prophet Muhammad? Yeah. We better be careful with this conversation. Well, he's a little brainier than I am, too. Yeah. Uh, that's, I like that one, actually. Remember on the, the FM show when we were going to name... Uh, something Muhammad because you can't actually name like, this glass of beer is is Muhammad now <laughs> Moscow we're gonna get careful. this studio is gonna get firebombed Be good we're on the internet you have insurance right no and you should get insurance <laughs> before we have this conversation Pay out um, and <laughs> yeah then, get the terrorist policy and then Ryan uh, would like to drink with the first ever prostitute just to thank her. I think we have our winner right there. You think so the first broad who discovered you know. I could charge for this. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but everybody loves this thing. <laughs> this thing I have. There is nothing I can't do with it. It was probably more like, ooh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Which means trade three rocks and you put stick in hole. <laughs> I don't know. That one's got my vote. I'll let everybody else vote, but my vote well, is to, if you could have That's a beer it. That was it. Right. with anybody in history, it would be the very first prostitute. That's my vote. I kind of agree. I like Ryan's vote. Yeah, Two I like, votes? I like Three it. votes. Yeah. And I like the first one. Which was what? The America. America. Founding America. Oh, with America. All I would right. like to have That's a burr with America. Yeah. America. Gotta go prostitute. And That's amazing. <laughs> I only heard the first one and the last one. That's all yeah. you needed to hear. Those are the good ones. Those are the good ones. The last yeah. one. Okay, so who's our winner, JP? Uh, Ryan Hastings. Well done. All right, JP, will send you a prize pack. Send him an email with your address and shirt size to jp at thebrewingnetwork.com, and he'll take care of things. Susie, who's on the phone? We have Ryan on the phone. Drunk um, of the Week? For Drunk of the Week, he's calling from Ohio, walking around his basement right now. Hi. <laughs> Pacing. Hi, Ryan. How's it going, man? Oh, it's going great. Thanks. That's good. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Uh, how's Ohio treating you right now? It's, it's a little cold, but it's not cold enough to snow. It's it's uh, so it's it cold. Started raining about yeah. Yeah, he good. Said it was raining 40 in the something. afternoon, but and are you so are you cold. wandering around your basement to uh, uh, not disturb your family? No, no. It's actually I I own the whole house. I just converted the basement into my brew pub. It's Biggs's pub. That's Nice. That's nice. awesome. It's as big as pub, except <laughs> that I'm the only one here all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some, it, actually, mostly, yes, but, uh, yeah, it, 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 that's the name. People are like, hey, Brian, you want to go out? No, I got my own brew pub. Who's there? That's right. Me. Me. And my cat. I don't, I don't get picked up for drinking and driving if I get to walk upstairs and go to bed. Atta boy. That's good. That's safe. That's good, safe fun. So how would your friends know that you're drunk if they were at Ryan's Brew Pub? Um, I'd probably just run around and, uh, and, and get distracted very easily. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. 
So you have OCD when you're, uh, or, or not OCD, but uh, ADD. ADD when you're drinking. That's ironic. You or, couldn't come up you. with that one. ADHD. Yeah. True that. <laughs> yeah, that's very possible. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I don't like that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think the guy with the wire jaw shut um, should get the vote for Drunk the Week. But I, I was sitting here watching you guys, listening to you guys, and I thought maybe uh, I, I should call him because I, I know I was drunker than that guy. All right. So give us an idea. How, how many beers do you think you have had to drink tonight? What's a beer? Um, that's, that's a good question. Um, probably Thank you. Uh, 12, 15. Wow. But, um, I've, I've been drinking some homebrew. I've made two versions of my uh, pumpkin ale, and the second version is better than the first by far. And then I had the blueberry, but that I blew the keg just earlier, so and that was kind of light. So and then the earth cooled, and the dinosaurs <laughs> they died, and um, and then I don't know if you knew this, but the second ice age. That's kind of gay, bro. Fucking blowing kegs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, Ryan, you're in the running for Drunk of the Week, my friend. Thanks for calling Thanks, in. I pre- uh, cheers, brother. Uh, right, cheers. There you right, go. go. Go back to pacing. Ryan from Ryan's Brew Pub in Ohio. <laughs> That's right. I love Was it. Was that the name? Because I never even really understood the fucking name. Does he actually have a kitchen downstairs, too? Because doesn't a brew pub also require <laughs> a, 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 a restaurant? Oh, he probably has a hot plate. He hires a staff, too. Yeah, yeah I got that toaster over there. You know, sometimes I put bread in it. You want a strawberry Pop-Tart? <laughs> Over here, Ryan's Brew Pub. Ryan's Brew Pub. <laughs> we don't hold those drinks back. We got dollar beers and quarter Pop-Tarts every Friday at Ryan's Brew Pub. Uh, provided Grandma goes to the store in time for opening. Oh. And he basically called in to vote for Mike. <laughs> yeah, he's like, also, <laughs> I would like to say that Mike wins. All right. Those are our two Drunk of the Week candidates for this week, y'all. The uh, rest of all of y'alls are a bit slow. Um, so, I like Ryan. <laughs> uh, raise your hand if Mike the Jaw is our winner. All right. That's everybody. Michael Wirejaw. <laughs> right. I mean, My yeah. hand is raised. The decision makes it so. All right. Ryan voted as well. All right, the jaw wins. Uh, also, with Ryan's vote, uh, uh, congratulations. Send me an email, Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com, with your address, uh, and we'll send you your Drunk of the Week medal. Uh, okay, who is the winner of, uh, uh, of who's the sponsor of this segment? The sponsor of the segment is oh. NY Homebrew. NY Homebrew, for how much? A whopping 60. Wow! Nice. NY Homebrew. Nice. 60 bucks. All right, if you're just tuning in or don't know what we're talking about, now in an attempt to help pay the staff here for their time, 100% of the segment sponsorships go to the staff here on hand. And last last week we did quite well, and this week we did pretty good too. So uh, each week we'll allow you to sponsor a segment, which means your name goes up in lights or my voice, and uh, we say that you're the winner and you've donated money to the cause. So I'd like to thank Blobber, Gloppy Gloopy 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 Glop Glop, yep. for sponsoring our first segment. Thank you very much, Blobber. And then uh, Rackin' Off sponsored segment number two. He owned that one. Thank you for that. And then finally, uh, uh, or then after that, we had I- Ironis? Iconis. Iconis. Iconis uh, sponsored the third segment. Rackin' Off then sponsored the fourth segment once again. And... New York 
Homebrew. Mm-hmm. NY uh, Homebrew. Sponsored the uh, final segment of the program. Yes, sir. They owned all of them. Uh, so thank you all very much for uh, paying the staff tonight. And uh, we'll do it again next week. Did they pwn all of them or just own them? They pwned them. Okay. Is that what I said? I don't know. No, no. It's a it's a it's a gaming thing. Oh, it is? I don't know this. Yeah. Thing. I was trying to reach out to a, a smaller segment of the audience than normal. I'm sure that that guy appreciated it. Yeah. <laughs> I think he did too. Uh, and his name is Ryan and he's in his basement. And pacing. I'm sure he appreciated it. I'm in Ryan's uh, group of pacing, he's bro. Sh- he's going to meet you on your server after oh, the program, I think. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of servers, yeah. can I make an announcement? Yeah, what the so, fuck? So, I've been playing Star Wars The Old Republic, which yeah. is the new MMO game out there. I don't know hey? what that means. What's MMO? Uh, multi-online player morphed thing. thing. Yeah, okay. it's just a game, okay? All right. All right. I'm with you. And I created a guild... Uh huh. It's called Dark Meat. Oh, <laughs> so okay. So if you want, if you're a, a BN listener and you are uh, playing Star Wars, right, or SWTOR as we call it in the in the thing, why um, Star Wars: The Old Republic? Mm. Thank you. And um, Swator. Sweater. What a great sweater. acronym. It's pretty good. Well, that's the website also. Uh, it's the hashtag on Twitter. Anyways, if you want to join our guild, yeah. search Dark Meat, M-E-E-T, just like the show. Dark okay. Meat. Two words. And uh, I will add you. We have a couple. We actually have like five BNers. Oh. In the thing. So it's just I kind of a... I bet they're all my favorite BNers. Um, People I really want to be around. Greg Mackway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Susie, are you a gamer? You're Asian. I'm. I don't know what that has to do with the. She just programs them. She writes the games. She's like, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's like, no, I don't like them. I just write them and make all the money. Susie, you drive a slammed Acura, right? You're Asian. <laughs> yeah, you have a lowered vehicle. You have a big exhaust pipe on your car, don't I have you? A big truck. You have a big truck and a Westie. Oh, you have a. Oh, that's right. That's you right. do have a Westie. She's that's like right. A You're one of the white redneck ones. hippie. You're not a gamer, I are you? I grew up in the mountains. Um, I've played games. I play older games. The newer ones, I watch my friends like play. Like Tetris or... Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Mario. <laughs> Got it. But you're not into the Swator. No. All right. It's real good. Mm-hmm. I'm having fun with it. The beta ends in an hour, so I'm kind of anxious to go home. And, do you just anyway. like, do you run around with like a lightsaber? You. It, it depends if you're a Jedi or a Sith class. Yes, you can. I have a Are feeling that Tasty's into all this stuff. He just doesn't talk about it. No, not at all. No, <laughs> uh, no absolutely, absolutely not. Well, I wasn't doing that anyway. I'd his, rather watch the road. His PvP team is ranked third in the Europe right now. <laughs> going to the semis. I don't know what that means. Yeah, two people out there will get it. Oh, man. Well, JP, one what? day I hope um, you die and are... <laughs> And are alleviated from all this wow. misery. I'm pretty sure your, your <laughs> wish is going to eventually come true. Yeah, well, it, it's, you know, uh, uh, I will. Right. Um, and I was actually hanging out with my girlfriend this morning. I was like, you know what's really sad? Because we were actually having <laughs> Me fun. dying. And I was like, we're both going to be skeletons at some point. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, I didn't say it to her because I didn't want her to cry. But. Well, you'll be the uh, you'll be in the twilight of your life, though. <laughs> so yeah, I, think I already am. I feel <laughs> like I'm dying. I feel just uh. anyway. It's- dark meat. Join the guild. We're gonna have reviews maybe on the show every once in a while. We'll t- all talk about what's going on. It'd be great. Okay. On yeah. what show? On this show. 
Oh, really? Well, we got to get sponsors. Or not sponsors, oh, but, sponsors. Uh, you know. How can you do that and fight with people at the same time? It seems well, like we're that's... all in the same guild, so we're all buddies. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're, What's yeah. the point? Because um, you can in-game chat and you help uh, each other do do quests. And... So wait, so you're like, your two characters walk up to each other on screen? No, and silly. And then you type things like, no. hi, I, I'm JP. Oh, you can do that. And the other guy's like, oh, remember me? I'm Greg McAway. <laughs> and, remember me? I'm Greg McAway. And look at, oh, oh, Greg, I really like the character that you've, yeah. your avatar is really good. Well, I I really like the blaster modification that you put. You gave five endurance points. Your avatar is, looks very nice. Did you have it take a shower today? <laughs> is that how it goes? Well, you can do that, but hey. it's also just there's a chat window in the corner that you can type in while you're off doing your own separate bullshit. So you're running and you're running and fighting and then you type, oh, Greg, I like the way you run. We should go after that dragon over there and kill the dragon together. And Greg said, you know, JP, you're not like the guy on the radio. <laughs> you're, you're different You're here. a real person. First of all, in Star Wars, there's no dragon. Oh, so let's just get that out of the oh, way. Let's that's stop World the of Warcraft. Yeah, let's oh. stop that rumor right there. That's uh, World of Warcraft. Okay. okay, these are two separate things. All right. Um, just trying to figure out how you guys interact. Do you have like, to roll you... dice or anything? You don't have to roll dice, but actually, interesting. Do you have um, to fill out a character sheet. If you're local, every Monday night, I have friends come over who play Dungeons and Dragons at your house. At my house, wow. we do roll dice. Um, so come on over. Chip, and, and, you're and play actually. With me. Digressing into you're not. I'm being social. I'm meeting new people. You're not. This isn't a forward motion for you. You sure? I'm pretty sure. Is it linear? Like, so is it just? Mm, no, I'm no. pretty sure it's down or is back. Uh, Maybe. I'm interacting with our listeners. We're about to come up on the Death Star, Greg. What shall we do? Well, I don't know, but I think there's a small uh, trench that we should fly down. <laughs> I may have seen it somewhere before. Yeah. Super lulls. It's like not even a game. You know how it ends. Well, actually, this all takes place before all of that. Wait a second, Greg. Blobbergop has just joined the party. He's that little mechanical thing over there. Like What the? I don't get it. You should. It's actually a lot of fun. I have a weekly poker night if you're looking for a less gay weekly activity to partake in. No, I think poker's real gay. Oh, man. Sarah36C is on the line. Hi, Sarah. Hey! (laughs) Suck a dick. (laughs) (laughs) No, Sarah has actually been at a holiday party. Oh, oh, the whole show. So she hasn't heard. Oh, we she were talking didn't hear about the you. bit. She so. hadn't heard the bit. So she thinks Moscow's just a huge asshole. asshole. Yeah, she thinks Moscow just told her to suck his dick. Yeah. She loves it anyway. She's into it. She does. <laughs> All right. Sarah, are you going to join JP's guild on Swatter? Swatter. What? Yes. Yeah. Huh? See? I didn't understand that's that. The only, yes. That's the only proper response. Huh? Huh? Uh, what? Yes, of course. Anything. I love you. Are you real drunk? Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, a lot of wine. So we were talking earlier about trying to fly you out here so that we could see your boobies yeah. in person. Can I please do that? Because I want to show them. She wants to show them. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, do you have to wear pasties or will you just show them? No, 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 I'll show them. Yeah. I'll be proud. Now, what about this? If we take photos... Especially, wait, wait, wait. Especially for Tasty. Oh. <laughs> she likes her some Tasty. <laughs> you know, Tasty's in the twilight wow. of his life. And he's he, all into that. He needs all he can get. He needs some boobies then. I what? know, I know. That's why I will be willing to uh, enhance 
Tasty's Entertainment. All right. Wow. I'm pretty sure Tasty's into that. I'll I tell mean, you guys what they feel like. Can you smell them? <laughs> can he smell them? Yes. What? Who wants to smell them? Tasty. I don't know what he's into. Oh. <laughs> he's like, well, I do. Well, shit. If you're that close, well, there you're whatever. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, in terms of raising money uh, for the show, yeah. if we took photos but but cut off your head so that it was just the boobies, could we auction them off? Yes. Okay. See, guys, you can make a lot of money on that show. Should uh, we bring her on the they would be fest? good. When are you free? Oh, winter brews. Good call. When are you free to uh, come to the sh- to the program? Anytime. <laughs> all I have to do is say, oh. See, all I do is save lives. You know, I'm a doctor, so I <laughs> yeah. can leave whenever. A few will die, but oh, what the hell? Yeah, Sarah, why? <laughs> a few will die, but for a good why cause. You, why are you leaving town? I'm going to show my tits to an old guy on the radio. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> anytime. I can do it. Okay. You got a red eye out tonight, right? I got a brown eye out tonight. Um, right now? There's a couple uh, of requests that I'm getting messaged to me from the chat room. They would like Sarah to express her love of cats, every kind of cat, via song. I love it all. She loves it all. Perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. All right. Guys, I really want to come out there. I'd be so excited. All right. Well, I'd be month. so excited. Next month. I'd have as excited January? as I'm going to be. In January? We could probably make it happen in January. Yeah, no, we're not doing a show after our Winter Brews Fest, are we? That Sunday? No, we're probably No, no, no. we're off on that Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we Let's are. See. I mean, she can come over to my house and show her boobs if she wants, no, but they we're not on the air. Like... No, it's going to be on the air. <laughs> yeah, but this, that, that works, though. It does. It works, and it's perfect. It's perfect. She's going to be excited. Well, we'll just keep her. I'll keep her chained in the spare bedroom for a week. She can come over to oh, Winterfest and then stay. And then the next week on the show, she can show you her boobs, Tasty. Great. But I need some pizza. Pizza it's is fine. Beer. Be- That's daily. fine. Sweetheart. I need my daily ration of beer in between that. Whatever they need. Whatever you need. Do you, it's fine. Do you also like okay. to run? Do you also like to run? I don't. No. 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 I like to drink. Do you like trampolines? No. no. I like to drink. Just drink. Do you uh, think you can hug gonna... every cat? <laughs> every kind of cat. As long as yes, you can drink. I think that I could hug every cat with their whiskers and their nose. <laughs> so you can. pretty good. She's a talent. Right, who's on line two? Blubbers. Right, let's uh, hang in there. Uh, oh, don't cut me off. I'm not. I'm going to keep you on also. Hang in there. Uh, you're both on. Okay. Blobberglop, what's happening, man? Hi. Let me kill this radio. Thank you. Whoa, just turn it down. <clears throat> Why are you so aggressive, bro? Yeah. How's the uh, How are the pain meds treating you, Blob? Uh, uh, good, I guess. I was walking up the uh, stairway trying to call you guys, and uh, I couldn't get through, and I realized I, was, I wasn't even calling the right number. Mm. And uh, I almost slipped over and uh, fell down the stairs because I'm dizzy. Well done, sir. <laughs> what are you on? Um, oxycodone. Oh, it's the good stuff. Oh. Yeah. And uh, ibuprofen and... Uh, what are they called? <laughs> Ibuprofen. Advil. Oxycodone. <laughs> That's not going to do anything, but... Uh, keeps the pain down. Ibuprofen. No, uh, just going to fill you in here. The oxy is keeping the pain down. The ibuprofen okay. is just an anti-inflammatory. It's not doing shit. Okay, well, I can't really feel my face. <laughs> That's the oxy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well done, Blooby Bloob. Sometimes I can't feel two toes on my left foot. 
What did you do? Again? He's yelling. Why are you kidding? He's like half yelling. I can't I feel my face! My are they still there? He's like, <laughs> he's like kind of half-assed yelling, just like raising his voice. Do you think that the pills are working? I don't think so! Uh, oh, yeah, they're working. Uh, what did you do again? I got a nasty um, um, whatever in the throat and made me very uh, sick. And um, and then uh, the infection went from my throat to my ear, and I got um, uh, otitis, and uh, I can't deal with that crap. I see. My body, my body does not want to uh, does not want to heal that. It wants to kill me and let me die. You Canadians are pussies. Mm. Yeah, I know. Well, and now you, Sarah. What did you do? I showed my boobs to this crowd of people. Sarah, where are you? Sarah, um, um, I'm at a pediatrics party. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. A lot of wine at that party. And drunk. And drunk, huh? And the yeah. next slide. Sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. I know. No apology. My uh, titties, except on a different occasion, because this man uh, that is hosting the party is absolutely handsome. Oh, he's handsome. Are you trying to? Uh, yeah. Are you trying to Don't get? Your no, he's married. His wife is here. It's okay. Well, I could go to bed with both of them. Sure. I like how it's he's married, not I'm married. Right. <laughs> no, right. no. I mean that's an exception. But what? Right. Rabble. 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 No, I miss you guys. I well, want to. Um, we miss you too. Come out and enjoy the show. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to work that out, and you'll come out and enjoy the show, and we'll enjoy you. Thank you, Sarah. The Sarah All right. Blobbert, anything else you'd like to say to Sarah? Yeah, I want to know if she wants to sing a song with me. Oh, would you like to sing a song with Blobber, Sarah? Yes, yes. I want to sing, I love cats. I love every kind of cat. I can do that. All right. Blobber, are you ready to sing that? All right. Yeah, do you, do we want background music, or is this just going to be a mess of a song, uh, two people not singing together, but singing together? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll do the background music, and then if you guys are good enough, I'll just drop it out. So. Hang on, Sarah. Just give it a minute. Wait, Wait here hold you on, go. baby. Hold here on. we go. I love their <laughs> I don't have to do anything here. Here you go, guys. Meow, meow. She's making it her own. She's owning it. What are her doctor friends looking at her and saying? <laughs> Look at those things jump. They're saying, just show them to us already. I wonder how Blubber feels when he's doing this sober. Good. Yeah? He's not sober. He's an oxy. Oh, that's true. I bet you Sarah's colleagues don't, they don't think anyone's on the other end of the phone. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, wow. They're like, for the such a good doctor, she sure is a nutty bitch. <laughs> Put down the ashtray, sweetheart. It's not a phone. <laughs> 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 
emotional. <laughs> wow. What are you thinking about, Barbara? I love cats. I love every kind of cat. I just want to hug them all. But I can't, can't hug every cat. Can't cat. Can't hug every cat. Oh, yeah. Anyway, oh, I love cats. I'm not really not I'm sorry. I'm thinking about cats again. And I really love cats. Wow. All right. Impressive. Very impressive. All right. We'll talk to you both soon. Thank you very much. Goodbye. There you go. Sarah 3060 and the Blooby Gloob. That's something, huh? That's a powerhouse. Way to do over there. Something, yeah. I feel like we should play that uh, the JP talking to Sarah one more time. Uh, the spirit of the moment. You know, that's how I was going to end the program, actually. Perfect. So uh, that's what we'll do. All right, next week we got Sam Calagione from Dogfish Head talking about gluten-free beer along with our old friend John Plisse. And he's coming in with gluten-free people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what oh, we're going to do with man. them, but it's going to be chicken great. Chicken boy, chicken boy, back for the Ordering pizza. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or something. Just what if every snack in the house... <laughs> I'm jam. that kind of a dick, too, that I would... Not even on purpose, but just go shopping. And It's like I do with Nate, the fucking gay over here. I mean, vegan. Where I'm like, oh, let's get food for everybody. And it's all salami and sausages. And, and he's just looking at it like, oh. And... I know that John's going to bring people over that I'm going to offend because I'm going to go like, oh, look, I put out a bunch of spread for you. It's all... All full of gluten. Yeah. <laughs> it's all bread. <laughs> anyway, we are doing a gluten-free show. It's kind of a long time coming, actually. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, John Plisse has a new website uh, out about uh, gluten-free home brewing, And then I believe uh, Caligioni is going to produce a gluten-free beer. Is that already has. Oh, he already has. Yep. Okay, cool. So we're going to be talking about that next week. Um, Susie Q is back with us next week, right? Yep. Nice. Nate is gone. I'll be down at Firestone. Gonna go check that place out. Never been there. Should be fun. I think Doc's out next week, too, so we might have a a smaller staff next week. Good, because the studio will be full of gluten-free people. Yes, that's true. You'll have a lot of bread to eat, because they won't. All right. Uh, Thank you, Susie Q. You guys want your total for today? Hell yes. (laughs) You start writing checks. Somebody has to add it up. 25. Okay. Plus 55. Okay, that's 1,000. Mm-hmm. Plus 75. That's a billion. Plus 55. That's $9. Plus 60 was the last one, right? Mm-hmm. That's $149. Yeah? Is that I, right? No, no. I, no, absolutely not. Okay. okay no one else can do that either? This looks like it can do math, but it can't. 155, 210, yeah. 270. 270. Yeah. $270 that's, that's divided by all of you. You guys are killing wow, it. Y'all made like $8 tonight. Thank you, listeners. We really do thank you. It's a good way for us to support these guys for spending all their time in here, and uh, I appreciate it. Thank you to Blobber and Rackinoff and Iconis and Rackinoff again and NY Homebrew for supporting the staff tonight. We appreciate it. All right. uh, To take you home, here is JP interviewing Sarah 3060. Good night, everybody. (laughs) <laughs> I was just calling to say hi. That was it. What are we dating right now? Hi. What are we fucking married? Are we dating? I just wanted to say hi. It's so irritating. Well, Sarah, we're glad um, to hear from you. No. I'm glad to talk to you. You can suck a dick. If you were in the running for Drunk of the Week, what would your friends say yeah. to you how they know you're you're real drunk? Well, I would start to get naked. Suck a dick. It doesn't matter. <laughs> really? You get naked in front of your friends when you're drunk? There's I, no way. 
been really bad because sometimes I like start to pull off my shirt. And- I don't like that. I dislike that. No, you know what you no, need? You need, like, a, you need a hockey no, jersey because they button on the inside, and that way you can't pull it off over your head. That's what you need. I know. Or a straight jacket. Is this a recent occurrence, or have you always yeah. done this? It is. Are you remembering suppressed yeah. memories of an uncle or something? 